Welcome to the Lost Lowdown, podcast number nine, with your hosts, Claude and Justin. What's up, guys? That was Justin. I'm that Claude. Yep. See how it works? Me, Justin. He, Claude. Yes. And he, Tarzane, she, Jane. Yeah, sorry I said it that way. That's really obnoxious. Yeah, no problem. I'm used to it. So... Thank you for joining us in this podcast number nine, which is the last installment. You know, get your tissues ready, folks. The last installment of our season one retrospective. No! I know you've all enjoyed rediscovering season one with us. It's been fun going back over the uh, triumphs and the tragedies. Uh, I didn't even write that beforehand. I just made that up. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I love oh, the back. nice, Bob. I know. So, it's been cool. It's been fun. Uh, so, we're in the last little installment. The last four episodes. Episode 21, The Greater Good. Episode 22, Born to Run. Episode 23, Exodus Part 1. And the action-packed two-parter, Episode 24, Exodus Part 2. <laughs> so. Yes. Uh, Exodus Part 2 is two parts. It is two parts. But it doesn't mean it's two episodes. That's right. There's right, a difference. Folks. Get it right. So anyway. let's jump in here and talk about episode 21, The Greater Good, because yes. there is no episode greater or gooder than The Greater Good. <laughs> oh, except for like all the other episodes. Ever. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. It's going to take issue with that, but, uh, you know. Um, well, the good news is it was Saeed's backstory. B.S. B.S., please. please. Uh, it was Saeed's B.S., which, you know, if you gotta watch some B.S., you know, get it from Saeed, so... Why not? Uh, I don't have a lot to say about this episode. Uh, He's just, had a crazy life. Yeah, yeah, well, what are you gonna do? Sometimes, uh, sometimes there's a... Okay, I don't know where that's going. That's alright. Okay, so you're gonna read the description? Uh, sure, why not? Because that's what we've been doing, so let's do the same thing. Yeah, yeah. It's always good to have uh, uh, some grounding consistency in this world of turmoil. <sighs> Thank you. Did you write that? Did you? That's... Yeah, I did. I just, I just made that up. You just made that right up. Wow. Yeah. Wow, that's really good. Well, the children yeah. are our future. I just made that up. <laughs> um, episode 21, The Greater Good. Oh, One God. island... Oh, sorry. One island crime is solved. The identity of the arsonist who destroyed Michael's raft. Shannon becomes convinced that what? Locke is responsible. Okay, I'm sorry. <laughs> Let's save the, uh, the, the, the... We already knew that. I just... I'm sorry. Well, that's what it's saying. It says one is solved. It's not, it's not saying it's in this episode. Let me finish the synopsis. And all right, then all let's, right. And then let's pick it apart, please. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Thank you. Yes. One uh, island crime is solved. The identity of the arsonist who destroyed Michael's raft. Isn't it Michael and Jen's raft? Whatever. Shannon becomes convinced that Locke is... <laughs> it's like... <laughs> I mean, he's... God, Michael, like, when did you do all this? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Michael, when did you do all this? As Jen is hammering and... Yeah. yeah. No, and Michael's I, laying there because he's poisoned. <laughs> I guess I guess since it was his idea, he gets the credit for it. Whatever. Yeah, yeah, let's, I know. Let's try this for the third time. Okay. <laughs> One island crime is solved. The identity of the arsonist who destroyed Michael's raft. Well, Shannon becomes convinced that Locke is responsible for Boone's death and asks Saeed for, quote, a favor. 
trekking into the jungle with Locke, Saeed becomes convinced that he is not responsible for the tragedy. But Shannon remains adamant and decides to take matters into her own hands. Mm. Because yes. she's the greater good. Yeah. No, uh, I don't know what the title means. Uh, we always have the thing we've been doing uh, for this retrospective and, and picking apart the titles um, f- and figuring out what they mean in terms of the episode. The greater good in terms of what? Like, Well, I think they specifically refer to the greater good in the flashback. Um, you know, they're they're sort of using that as justification for what they're what they're gonna do. You know, with this bombing, they're like, oh, you know, he's like, I don't want to do this. You know, innocent people are gonna die, and it's like, well, yeah, but it's for the greater good. And oh, so... I didn't actually watch the episode. Oh, okay. Yeah, I don't know. What what show is this? <laughs> no. Um. Okay. The greater good. All right. All right. So yeah. yeah, I forgot. This is the one where basically they left. They left out Saeed's backstory, which was a very big part of this episode. Um, this is yeah. the one where basically, if he wants to see Nadia again, he's got to go convince his old friend to um, to go ahead with the suicide bombing, so that the the uh, what is it, the CIA and then the Australian whatever police yeah. can uh, can find out where the stolen dynamite is. Um, right. That was the, the backstory was pretty interesting. Um, you know, a little. I think there wasn't there a movie recently about uh, about like the main character was a suicide bomber, and it was supposed to be very interesting. I didn't see it though. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, what a good point I just made. <laughs> um, I wish I knew and I could help you out, but I have no idea. Yeah. Um, I guess I'm just rambling because there's not much to say. I can go over what what the little bit I've got. Um, yeah, I got some. I got a few. I got a few like little things. You know, we'll just yeah. Go ahead. I've got a few little little tidbits of information just for anyone who cares. Mm-hmm. I like to pick up those things. Yes. Uh, it's been seven years since Saeed left Iraq. Nice. Not eight. Not a number. Yeah. Interesting. But seven. Uh, Joanna died on the sixth day that they were stranded there. Ah, yes. I okay. thought that was just interesting to know. Just and that would be episode five, I think. Yeah, I think so. Something a little screwy. No, it's fine. Um, so, I got three more things, but they're all over the place. Do you have something specifically you want to talk about? Uh, my things are all over the place, too. Okay. Uh, so, I don't know. You want me to throw one out? Um... Let's see. Uh, oh, uh, so um, oh boy, I should have wrote. I should have written more here. Um, I know you write a little note, and you think you're gonna remember what it's about. <laughs> like I, I remember what it's about, but I don't remember who said this. Yeah, I know. I, I like to take, <laughs> I like to quote people and then forget who said it, and then I'm yeah. No, it, someone. Someone was talking. <laughs> Let, hey, why don't you just say what it is, and then I'll see if I can guess who said it. Okay, someone was talking to Shannon, uh-huh. and they were talking about Boone, and they were saying that he died bra- I think it was Son. That she died bravely? Something like that. That was in, that was in Exodus Part 2. No, this is, okay, then maybe this is, maybe that was a different scene, and this someone, is somebody else. Someone else did say that, I think Son, okay, I think Son may have said, like, um... I think he said some. Someone told Shannon he knew what was going to happen, and he knew what was happening, and 
he told Jack that he wanted he didn't you know want Jack to cut off his leg because he didn't want to use up all the antibiotics. Yes, I think yes. Son, yeah, I think Sun said that in this episode. That is precisely what I'm what I'm referring to. Okay. Um, oh, look at that! It's like the first line. It's uh, <laughs> yeah. It's, it's yeah. Saeed. Saeed says that. He, oh, okay. he says it to to Shannon. Okay, it was the first. It was the first thing I wrote down, so I'm not surprised. Anyway, um, what I wanted to say about that is Boone didn't say a word about the antibiotics. Yeah. Did he? No, I mean, he didn't. He didn't know antibiotics existed in the in the whacked out state he was in. I mean, he, he just said like, or... "I'm really far gone. Just let me go." He didn't say like, "Save the antibiotics." Like he just made that <laughs> shit up. And Saeed wasn't even there, was he? Like Saeed wasn't there. What the fuck? Um, I think <laughs> I kind of like to think Saeed just made it up just to have something to say. Um, I guess I guess you know we can just sort of assume that that Boone mentioned something about you know not wanting to be a burden medical wise uh, in a scene we didn't see or something. Uh huh. That's even always, though it seemed know, like we pretty much saw like yeah I. I the whole I, thing. Yeah. They just made that up, dude. They just made that That's up. That's just so weird. It just it reminded me of like the uh the thing with Michael and the raft where it seemed like the writers of the yeah. next episode didn't pay attention. Exactly. To the they didn't pay attention. One. Everything is destroyed. <laughs> oh man, we salvaged this. We salvaged that. <laughs> you know what? I'm glad the raft burned. It's better this way. Who, like... who burned my raft? Let me thank them personally. <laughs> yeah, it's weird. You know, yeah, but... it's like <laughs> Um. Yeah, I thought that was weird when when he says he didn't want to use up the antibiotics. That's such a weird weird reason. Like, kill me. I don't want to use the antibiotics. Like, come yeah, on. Yeah, I know. Like, geez. I know. Um, I, know. I, I actually I... have a quick question. Yes. I wonder if 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 Boone was in a less worse state, if maybe he would have like the island would have healed him. Like, if he was able to hold on for a couple more days or something like that, if, if he would have, like, regenerated or something. Mm. You know? Just something that popped in my head. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think that's very possible. Maybe, maybe. I hadn't really thought that. I mean, obviously, the island has limited... I mean, if you get shot in the face, like, you're not going to yeah. live. But, uh, yeah, maybe, it, you know, it's like a slow regenerative thing. And if he had been able to hang on... You know, which means he really shouldn't have cut the leg off. Yeah, no. Because uh, I mean, shit, Locke didn't even have working legs, and they came back. So yeah. Uh, anyway, yeah, no, that's interesting. Um, I think that's very possible. I also, I also really wonder what's going to happen um, now that the hatch is sort of gone. Uh, I wonder if that's going to have an effect on the island's healing properties. Absolutely not. You don't think so? Oh, what do you mean? Oh, well, I mean, if uh, as we as we talked about it in our in our uh, season two finale podcast, um, did we? I don't yeah. Know. Well, I'm I'm making a point here. Okay, um, sorry. If if the if if the failsafe released all of the electromagnetic energy, which and then, of course, you, you have to connect that to that's how the island heals, you know, because people say mag- magnetic things heal and magnetism has healing properties. And if that's where the island is getting its power from, is that what you're saying? Like, Yeah. Okay. 
then I guess we would, I mean, if, if all of that was released, then maybe that would affect the island's healing properties. I don't really think that's how the island heals, though. I mean, I don't really think that magnetism really does. Uh, I mean, in terms of what's going on on the island, I just don't, you know, the real world, whatever, magnetism, great. But on the island, I just don't really think that that's what it's getting its powers from. I think I think there's something else more mystical going on than just this sort of, like, scientific thing with, with magnetism. Uh, okay. So I don't think I don't think it affected his powers. Now, if in the beginning of season three, you know, Locke loses his legs again or something, then uh, then then we'll we'll come back to that. Then you that'll know, be that. Yeah. You know, I or, mean, I can't imagine him make making Locke not walk again. I mean, it just seems like it would be too cumbersome for him. Like, God. For him to not be able to move around anymore. Yeah, um, that one episode when he was losing his legs was taxing. So yeah, yeah, it was really taxing. Um, yeah, okay. Um, so okay, I, here's a here's a quick one. I just happened to notice in this episode, Terry O'Quinn seems to have some kind of cold. He's <laughs> he's. He's very nasally in this episode. Like, his voice just sounds really... It just sounds like he has a cold. I didn't notice. I, I It was just really striking to me. Like, every everything, it's just, Yeah, Saeed, what? I don't know anything. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Locke's got a cold. <laughs> I know, I know. It's weird. It's really weird to have Locke. I was like, I guess they just had to shoot it anyway. Yeah. But his voice just was not normal, so... Anyway, whatever. Maybe it was smoky. Maybe it wasn't Locke. <laughs> oh God! Back uh, to that. We got a, t- oh, we got a lot to talk about about Smokey, man. There's a lot to talk because do he's we got some, ever. He's got some explaining to do. Smokey, <laughs> Smokey isn't making a lot of sense now that I've rewatched season one. I'm like, okay, dude, you got some explaining to do. Yeah, sm- oh boy, oh boy. So I got a couple quick things, uh, and then we can jump back to you if you got more. Um. <laughs> I thought it was really interesting. You know, Locke comes over to Shannon, and she's mourning Boone's death. Oh, Yeah. And, um... Right. Wah, wah, wah. He, it was very interesting the way this played out. He comes over and apologizes, you know, very sincerely. And then Shannon looks at him, and then, you know, Locke walks away. And then Shannon goes to Saeed and is like, he's got to pay. Yeah. And I was like, wow, like, you decided he needed to pay after he just apologized to you? So did she <clears throat> did she sense he wasn't sincere or telling her the truth or I, mean, I was like why did the apology trigger her to go say that go right. go have Saeed basically I mean she basically wanted Saeed to kill him you know yeah I mean that seemed to be the implication um, uh, <laughs> and like she really doesn't know anything I mean no she's just you know I mean nobody does. They're just, the, you know, he, Locke lied, you know, about what happened. And yeah. so they're saying, well, if he lied, then, you know, maybe he killed him or whatever. But, of course, we know the reality is, you know, he didn't kill him in any, I mean, you could never charge him with murder for what happened. No. I mean, he said, get out of there. I mean, you know, he says he's a sacrifice, blah, blah, blah. But he, he didn't come close to killing him. I just think it's, I think it's, I guess Shan, maybe it's Jack, like, freaking out or whatever uh, that makes yeah. her think that or whatever. But it just, it seems odd to me that she's ready to kill him 
without really knowing anything about what happened. Well, is it really strange coming from Shannon? I mean, she's very impulsive and very vindictive. And she's done, I think she's done worse than that, like, in her, and in, in we've seen in flashbacks and other things. So, I can yeah, see, she I can she's, 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 I mean, she's the definition of a bitch sometimes, so. Yeah. Um, but, I, I guess know, so. I thought it was really weird that, like, Locke even lied. There was no reason to lie. I mean, granted, you know, there's no real time to explain. I guess that was really the only reason to lie is that you don't want to sit and explain that you found a plane and. And right. Like, and Boone went in the plane, and then Boone, you know, like you don't want and to then, explain. Like, maybe you have to explain why he was there in the first place. Yeah. Like, well, you see, we found this hatch, and then I had this dream. Yeah. And... Yeah. I mean, I guess he wasn't he wasn't really thinking, and he just needed something to say quickly. Yeah. But he, yeah, obviously he made a mistake. But so right. the next thing uh, along these lines, I guess I'll skip forward in the episode quite a bit. You know, there's a standoff. Shannon's got the gun. She's aiming mm-hmm. at Locke. I mm-hmm. just thought it was very uh, lucky that Locke only got grazed by the bullet. Yeah, that was ridiculous. How lucky was that? That was ridiculous. I mean, is that a... You think that's an island, you know, thing? Like the island stepped in and helped or something? Or is he Divine just Divine intervention. Lucky? <laughs> yeah, I mean, is he just Pulp that lucky? style. Yeah, uh... Yeah, I mean, Saeed jumps in, you know, it is sort of ridiculous. I mean, that's that's the kind of thing that is, you know, uh, not to give odds or anything, but it's like Please one don't. in a million. I mean, to miss? Okay. Like, I think it's it's I think it's easier to miss than to almost miss, you know what I mean? Like, Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, grazing, yeah, that's the thing. A total miss would be like, okay, but the grazing thing is just like, you know, that's, that's you know, tiny... Tiny millimeters away from serious damage. Yeah. I mean, know? is that... I'm trying to see if, if, if any of that... Because, you know, from watching Exodus, you know, uh, so many people think it's all about fate, and then a couple other people don't think it's about fate. Right. But I'm wondering if, if the island steps in and, and basically let him get grazed a little bit just to something, I don't know. Like, to say, hey... You, but I don't know what the island would say with that message, but but just to yeah. sort of scare him, you know. But I don't know. I mean, he basically didn't seem think that he was gonna die. I mean, he was. I mean, he, from what I impression, I he was just standing there, and he seemed fairly calm. And maybe yeah. he was just pretending to be calm, but he he seemed pretty confident he wasn't gonna die. Yeah, you know. Well, but then I again, think, he's always I mean, he's always doing that. So yeah, he that, that's the kind of. It was actually interesting to me, um, jumping forward a lot uh, in in the finale when the when the smoke monster attacks. You We're gonna know, talk about that now. Yeah, we better not talk about that now. I I just I just wanted to say I got some maybe, stuff to say about that too. I just wanted to say like in this in this context, okay that. You know, at first when it comes out, he's sort of, like, walking towards it or whatever. And then at some point, like, you know, a tree, like, flies up right behind him. And then we sort of see him from the from the thing's perspective, I guess. Yeah. And, like, he really starts cowering and being afraid. Can we talk about that later? Because that's a long discussion. Yeah, I no, no, no. I was just... I was just pointing out that normally he really is very calm with everything. Like he'll be in a very dire situation. It just it just seems to be Locke's like persona. Yeah. To to be the, calm. The and, whole and... thing about Locke being afraid of Smokey 
And then very quickly after not being afraid of the Smokey is, is a point that we need to talk about. Yeah, no, I agree. It's a bigger topic that I wanted to save, but I was just I was just pointing out that that was a weird occurrence where he was afraid, of course, and he was also not afraid in other parts. So, ugh. Anyway, it just seemed relevant. Now I don't even know what to believe. Okay. Um, so... I thought it was interesting Walt starts asking Mike all those questions about the raft. Uh, specifically, how much can it hold? Which I think Mike says, a lot. Um, oh! Oh, oh and yes. And he says, what if it tips over? And then he says, what if a shark attacks? What if a shark attacks? Yeah. And it's funny because... Well, obviously because a shark does attack. Right. But it's funny because that's a that's something that I can see a kid saying because it's something sort of preposterous, but also right. sort of, you know, obviously it could happen. They are sort of in the, the ocean. It sort of mm-hmm. could happen, but it's it's sort of one of those like, what if a polar bear attacks, you know, in any, right. any normal situation you can say that and it's just a kid being, you know, yeah. ostentatious, but polar bears do attack and sharks do attack. True. Um, so I didn't know if that was Locke seeing the future. I'm sorry, Walt seeing the future a little bit there, or what that was about. Right. I mean, that's what I was thinking. I mean, when you have the benefit of knowing that that's going to happen, mm-hmm. um, and you know, Walt does have a vision here in the next episode. So I mean, if you put those together, it seems like it. But I agree. It's also I feel like they wrote it. To you know, it seems like something he could just say anyway. Yeah, you know, some some ridiculous thing like you said, uh, and I, so it's sitting in between. But I I I tend to think it was some sort of precognition. I'm sorry. I, I, I again, I have to show my ignorance here. What do you mean Walt has a has a vision in the next episode? Oh, Am I forgetting uh, something? Well, I <laughs> I mean, I'm using that word. I. Oh, when, oh, oh, I know what you mean. Never mind. Okay. You mean the, the, yeah. the, okay. With Locke and, I mean, it's not, calling it a vision, we don't really know what he did, but. Yeah, he's got, it's a premonition at best. Yeah. Uh, it's not necessarily anything visual. Okay, we'll talk about yeah. that. Yeah, well, that's the thing. I mean, in his mind, it could have been. That's that's something I wanted to talk about. So, anyway. Okay. Um, so, that's all I got on this episode, buddy. It's all on you now. Great. I got one more thing. Cool. Um. So I want to talk about, so in this episode, Locke reveals that he was the one who attacked Saeed uh, Mm -hmm. way back when they were doing the triangulating the signal. And, you know, it occurs to me that triangulation was supposed to locate the tower that we were talking about before. That was the goal of that. Yeah. And so, uh, so they just, they just, so they did try and they just sort of gave up after after uh, that was a disaster. Yeah, well, because his equipment was destroyed. Right, right. The equipment was destroyed. So, so I guess like that's my answer for that. Why they haven't like they they yeah. tried and they weren't able to. The equipment was destroyed, so they have no besides just like brute force exploring. They have no way of finding it. Yeah. So uh, unless they could just see it, you know, on a cliff or whatever, you know. Well, uh, that whole thing is weird. I mean, Locke says, did you really want to go someplace where the message was saying it killed them all? Yeah, like, I know. It's like, yeah, I do. Like, 
There's yeah, it was like that's exactly why I wanted to go. What yeah, are you yeah. talking about? I mean, we can we can change the message. We can go see what's going on. There might be supplies there. There might be batteries. There might, you know, it's it's one of those like writing things that I love. You know, as a writer, that you can just have a character say something and it seems to make sense. But if you really think about it. You know, it's it's one of those things like when 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 characters have arguments. You know, it's the same thing they do with 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 Locke all the time. It's like, Locke, what if this happens? Well, what if it doesn't? Right. You know? And it seems to be a valid argument, but if you really think about it, it's not. Yeah, no, know? it's bad. It's bad reasoning. He claims that it's in everyone's best interest, mm-hmm. and like the greater I don't, good. I I really don't see how it could be not in their interest to find. I mean. What could they possibly find at a radio tower that would be so catastrophic as to not make it worth it? I think know? I think the implication was that the message from the tower was well. It was basically saying, you know, it killed them all, blah blah blah, and, and referring to like where the message was being broadcast from was where they died, which I think is not true. Yeah, you know, I don't so think that's it, true so Locke was sort of implying that. That you know the place where they die, where it killed them, is the place you guys are trying to go. But that's yeah. not true. That's not what's going on. They didn't die where the tower is. Yeah, know, but even if I mean, he should know if he's talked to Saeed that like you know she killed them. So and when she said that, she's she's I guess she's referring to the sickness. So what it's do you like, mean that she killed them? How do we know that? Well, that's what she claims, at least. She claims she didn't claim that she killed him. Of course, she did. That's the whole. That's Danielle's whole story. She killed her team because she thought they were sick. Oh, did she say that? Yeah, you don't remember that. When did she say that? In solitary episode nine. That's like the big like revelation. Oh. I can't believe you don't remember that. That's the big thing. Just the last episode, we talked about our theories about whether you know she, uh, whether she actually killed them because they were sick, or if she killed them because they were crazy, or like I had this theory about maybe she killed them because they were going to join the others or whatever. I mean, do, does that not ring a bell? I thought, I thought that our theory was that. She 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 killed them because she was sort of crazy and that there wasn't a sickness. Not that, not that she thought they were sick and then killed and and killed them. Like I thought the theory was that, if I'm making any sense, that she killed them. I thought basically what she was saying they died from the sickness, but our theory was she really killed them. Man, yeah, I, I guess, well, in the in the just... message in the message she says it killed them all. But when we see her in solitary, she reveals that she killed them because, and she says she killed them because they were sick. I remember she killed Robert. No, she killed him. It... Well, I just rem- I just specifically remember <laughs> that she said she killed him because you know that that scene when when Saeed has the rifle and tries to shoot her. And she's like, Robert didn't notice the pen was missing either. I mean, I remember that she killed him. So, I, okay, it's coming back to me. It's coming back to me. So she killed she killed her whole team. I it, I just spaced out on that, man. Something, uh, I don't know, too much lost on the brain, I guess. Hello? Oh, yeah, sorry. Sorry, I was looking up the transcript just okay. to make sure I'm not insane. Yeah, okay. Saeed says, yeah. You, do you see it? Okay, okay. Yeah, Robert didn't notice he was missing either when I shot him, but you loved him. He was sick, sick. 
it took them one after the other. I had no choice. They were already lost. You killed them. What would have happened if we were rescued? I couldn't let that happen. Oh, I yeah. Okay. I remember that whole thing with her preemptively. Okay. Yeah. All right. That's like that's a big part of her story. Oh, who I, cares? I'm, it's Danielle. Really, I'm really amazed. Nobody you... care. I, well, the important thing is I remember now <laughs> that you've told okay. me. Okay. You're right, but I oh man, wow. I I'm starting to like you you make me doubt myself. I'm like, God, did she? Maybe she didn't. <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh, oh my god. Geez. Okay. Alright. Ooh. Okay. So anyway, that's way off from my from my point here. So, okay. So uh so Locke is claiming that it's in everyone's best interest not to go there, right? Of course, like I said, he 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 should know what she claims really happened, and if he knows that, then he wouldn't be as afraid of going there. But besides that, um, I just think he. Oh, I, but see, I don't think he knows that. So you never told Locke that. Yeah. Okay. I mean, you know, right. that on this island, if you know something, you don't tell people. You're right. You're, I forget. Right. They they don't they don't, they don't share they information. They do not share information at all. I mean, we already know that. So no, I don't think Locke knew that. And I mean, yeah. But, I mean, basically, so I guess we Saeed could have could have come up and said, "Well, hey, Locke, I, actually, what happened was she killed, but there was no point, you know, to have that you, scene." So we can't assume that anyone knows about that except Saeed. Like everyone knows she exists, but. The, that all that other stuff, like we know, Saeed knows it, but I don't know that we've seen him tell anybody else. So. No, oh, absolutely not. There's, he's too busy wooing Shannon. Unless he says something in numbers, I can't remember. Nah. Anyway, uh, okay. So, so I was wondering. Um, I mean, it just maybe it's just a weird writing thing, but like I was thinking, maybe, um, maybe the island told him to do that. You know, I mean, at the time he was in his, you know, following the island mode. So, you know, I was thinking maybe they told him to stop Saeed from from doing that because because um, it just doesn't seem reasonable. So it makes me think he he had some some actual reason for doing it. I think well, I think Locke did it because he didn't want to get rescued. He didn't want them to find that transmitter and potentially be able to change the message and potentially be able to be rescued. I think that's why he did it. Um, yeah, I don't think the island... The, because why would the island not want Saeed and the team to find that? Like, I just don't... I mean... Yeah, I don't think... I don't think, I don't think the island had anything to do with it. I think Locke didn't want to get rescued. Okay. And, and I think he, he had a whole speech. I mean, and he may have said it in this scene we're, we're referencing... Where he was basically saying, like, didn't he say at some point, like, you know, everyone's too busy trying to get off the island, and this is our second chance, and we need to just basically be happy here type thing? Like, he said that at some point. And uh, I think that's that's what his mentality is. He's just like, stop yeah. trying to hope that we get rescued and just realize that, like, this island is good and blah, 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 and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Uh, but I agree, like, that's a re- – but he didn't say that, you know. He says all this bullshit about, you know uh, – it's uh, it's in everybody's best interest, and you really want to go somewhere where they say this, and you know, he's, he doesn't even mention I don't want you know why bother we shouldn't get off the island. Well, but he said that before. Yeah. Okay. All right. All right. So anyway, that that's all I got. That's uh, yeah. 
That's the end of my stuff about this episode. Yeah, he says, he says, you were also focused on getting off the island. You weren't seeing things clearly. It's like what's happening now with the raft. Uh, and then, and then they switched topics to the, to the hatch. But I think that's his point. He says, you weren't seeing things clearly, which means you weren't understanding that this is a place that can be good to you if you're, if you're, if you just choose to be happy here. That, I think that was his point. Yeah. Yeah, Okay. Anyway, okay. uh, you ready for uh, Born to Run? Oh, huh. yes. Yay! So, Born to Run, episode 22. With construction of the raft nearing completion, Kate has a special request for Michael. She wants to be on it when it sails. During a winter break, Michael <sighs> keels over in pain. Jack examines him and discovers that he's been poisoned. Jack and Locke's investigation of the crime leads to a crashing revelation. <laughs> it says crashing. Crashing rev- I thought it should be crushing. Me crashing too. revelation about Kate's past. It says crashing. crashing? It, that sounds very British. It's very crashing, yeah. darling. It was simply... Simply crashing. Oh, God. Um, yeah, I don't know who writes this thing, man. Crashing? That's um, weird, man. So, Born to Run is Kate's BS, and obviously she's born to run. Yeah. Because uh, Mama said, I'm born to run. <laughs> uh, yeah. So yeah, I, I yeah, I, I was thinking about this episode and that title, and I'm the whole time I'm thinking, well, it's really not Kate's fault, guys. She's born to run. Like <laughs> you can't blame her. <laughs> like uh... she's born to run. So the beginning of the episode, um, you know, they're they're preparing the raft, and uh, we get a new character in Arzt Arst. Yeah. Uh, don't mispronounce it because he'll correct you. The world famous R's. Um, which was, which I think his, uh, what, two episode arc was very interesting. Yeah. Uh, I love, I love this guy coming out of nowhere, like, hey, guys, ever heard of monsoon season? Uh, you guys needed to leave yesterday. <laughs> and it's really funny to, you know, basically, you know, the, the raft launches and obviously, you know, we know what happens. They don't actually get anywhere. And then, you know, we see all of season two, and there's no monsoons. No. There's no monsoons, Arst. No. It was just false urgency. He was just wrong. They didn't need to do anything. They could have waited. They could have waited. That was the thing. I mean, basically, he came on. He was, he, I mean, he's, he's pretty much the definition of a red shirt. But, but like, he had a lot to do. He, you know, mostly red shirts just like die pretty quickly. But like, he basically got them. He, he was basically one of the reasons they were rushing on the raft. The other reason, you know, we find out soon is that the others are coming. Right. So, you know, one of the big reasons they were rushing with the raft to get it launched is, uh, is it because Arsh said, hey, you got to leave yesterday. You know, and then later, obviously, he uh, gets blown up by the dynamite, which was good. Right, and, and that also, and that serves, you know, to create suspense when the other people are handling Exactly. It. And another thing he did, and I guess I'll just say this now real quick, in Exodus Part Two, uh, before he got blown up, is basically voice all the little things that yeah. we 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 know that the other people on the island had been thinking that you know Jack mm-hmm. and Jack and all of our main losties are this little clique and they get all the good stuff and they're always involved <laughs> right. in all the decision making and hey there's other people on the island who exist blah blah and it was it was one of those things that sort of needs to be said so that. You know, none of us fans have to ever think about it again. Right. You know? He was it's it really seemed like the writers talking to the fans, like definitely telling us like stuff. 
Does Jin catch fish for everybody? No, he doesn't. Yeah, and I'm thinking, like, why not, Jin? Like, I know. Just, you know, spend a couple hours a day, catch as many fish as you can. Like, Jin's geez. like, no, no, series regular only. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and maybe guest stars, like, you know. <laughs> oh, God. But, um, so, oh do we want to delve into Kate's BS or talk about the, the, the A story first? Well, I want to say one thing about ours before okay. we move on. Um, he actually mentions Antarctica specifically. Yes. Um, and I just thought, I wondered if that was some sort of foreshadowing or something uh, for, for the season two uh, finale. No. It just it just seemed odd that he specifically mentioned. It's really not that odd considering that he was making a point. What he says is true, but just just having the scene, what's the only thing south of here, Antarctica, I don't know. I well, don't know. If it was more specific, like, then I would, you know, if, if there was something else, like, south of him, and he said that, you know, like, then I could understand. But, I mean, Antarctica is the only thing south of you when you're, you know, south of Australia or whatever. Right. So, like, it, it, it's one of those things that, it's, to me, just personally, it's not specific enough to be, like, foreshadowing. Plus, I don't really think they knew what was going to happen at the end of season two, near the end of season one. Um, so, that's just me. Yeah. I like to believe that they knew enough to know whatever that plot, like, I don't think they knew, I don't think they knew the plot of the season two finale, but I like to believe they knew whatever is going on at the end of season two. Like, that there's this Antarctic location that's going to play a part or whatever. I could buy that they knew that at this time. But, yeah, on some level, I agree. It's probably just nothing. But I, yeah. it did stick out in my mind. So, anyway. That's I, it. So, we want to... I mean, I don't really have anything to say about Kate's backstory besides, like... It, it was strange. Like, well, first, first I thought it was weird she calls her mom Diane... Yeah, that was weird. And not like mom. And so it made me seem like when she says, you know, Diane's sick or something, and he's like, yeah, I heard. Like, I I thought it was like one of their mutual friends. Yeah. You know, but it was really her mom. Right. And so basically, I guess timeline-wise, Kate, you know, Kate's mom was being, Diane was being abused. Mm-hmm. Kate killed the guy, blew up the house. Then she went on the run. And in the meantime, her mom got cancer. Yeah. Uh, which was sort of unnecessary, a really contrived plot line, if you ask me. It basically brought her back to her sweetheart, her old love, you know, who just happened to be a doctor mm-hmm. and, could, and could help her out. I don't know, that whole backstory was pretty crappy to me, and, you know, she gets him killed, and, I mean, it was one of those things where she gets him killed, but not not really. I mean, it was his decision to sort of be there. Yeah, like but she, she totally still has leave. to take the blame for it, yeah, but... It, it, but she's not like we can't say okay you're evil because you shot exactly. him in the face you know exactly. yeah like she and and the same thing with uh, when she recommends that sun poison Jen like I wrote in my notes it's the nicest poisoning ever yeah like I don't want to poison him because you know I don't like him I want to poison him because I love him and want him to stay like right you know Kate is has like the nicest evil things that she comes up with yeah and so yeah she she gets her her sweetheart killed but like that's the thing like they want to make her like scary or or whatever 
but but they don't want to make her unlikable. Yeah. So so they they walk this line where they try to have her do bad stuff, but it can't be too bad because we're supposed to like her. Yeah. So well, she so gets like I mean, if she pretty much gets all like all sympathy on this one because you know she didn't mean to kill him and she you know obviously loves him and stuff and. Yeah. It's really on him that he stayed in the car. She told him to leave several times. Well, so. you know, I mean, the only thing she's to blame for is continuing to, you know, running into the cops and, you know, doing all that stuff when they're yeah. shooting. She's putting <laughs> him in danger, even though it is his decision. Like, she's still, she could have just let herself get caught, you know. Wow. I I, I also love that scene because it's like the... the the shortest police chase ever. Yeah. Like, she peels out of the parking garage and she turns that corner and, oh, hit the car and, like, you're done. Yeah. Like, that was quick. Yeah, that was really short. Yeah. And then she just, like, hops over the railing and then runs down the little reservoir. Like, Mm -hmm. how do they not see her escaping? I know. Well, see, she's born to run, Uh, She's born to run, so she's really fast and apparently invisible. Yeah, that Um, was ridiculous. It was a nice shot, though, as she ran down the middle of that reservoir, but she really wasn't worried about getting caught because she was pretty obviously in the open. Yeah, I know. I know. Um, Anyway... Why do you always want to run away, Katie? You know why. Oh, God. Love that. <laughs> it's so cheesy, but, like, poignant at the same time. Yeah, yeah. God. But, uh... Yeah, I thought that was weird because, like, I thought that she just wanted to run away because she was a fugitive for so long. But, like, in this episode, it's like, she just wanted to run away in general. And well... now she just has, like, uh you know, a, a station in life where she gets to run all the time. Well, basically, I think that's what the title means, that that even from a young age, she was, you know, itching to run away. And, I, and I'm assuming when she says, you know why I always want to run away, it's because of, I'm assuming it's her home life. Right. Oh, and yeah, maybe, definitely. And maybe specifically that same guy. I don't know if it's the same guy, her, her, her mom. You know, the guy that she killed for being yeah. her mom. I don't know if, if he's around at this point. When she's that young, but I would guess it's that guy. But yeah, yeah. Um, but anyway. just because he pushed her to kill him, I mean, I feel yeah. like that it seems in line. But uh... I always felt like that guy was pretty new in the mom's life, like a, a couple years. And I don't, yeah. I, I haven't seen that episode. You know, since maybe she like went through came. a string of guys like that. Yeah, maybe it was a string of guys like that or something, or or maybe we're gonna. I mean. I guess her dad left, too, at some point. Right. Well, no, actually, we learned that that was her dad. That was the big revelation. Who was her dad? The guy he killed? In what Kate did, yeah. Like, she thought that wasn't her dad. She thought the military guy was her dad. That's what I mean, yeah. But he tells her that he was her dad. That's what I mean. At some point, the guy she thought was her dad, which was the military guy... At some point, he left the home, so maybe that was some turmoil for her. But anyway. Well, but what I'm saying is, if that guy really was her dad, then he must have at least been around when she was younger. Well, see, I don't think that's necessarily true. I was assuming that the guy she thought was her dad, the military guy, was the guy who was around when she was younger. That's why she thought he was... He was her dad? Yeah, Yeah, because he's the one that sort of kind of raised her or something, and maybe at some point he left, but that's the guy she knew was her father. Yeah, you know, because okay. she wouldn't, I mean, if the other guy was around <laughs> when she was a kid, then, you know, she would have known that was her dad. 
Right. And, yeah, know. no. But she's like, I think they're like 14 when they're doing the tape. I feel like that's old enough that he could have been around by then. What, the real dad? Yeah. That's the thing I'm saying, like... Okay, you okay. You're basically saying the real dad was around later in her life. Yeah. Because if he was around when she was younger, then she would have known that was her dad cuz basically whoever whatever father figure that's around you when you're little, unless they tell you otherwise, you're going to assume that's your dad. Right. You know what I mean? So it doesn't make sense for him to be there when when he when she's younger. I and agree. Then, and then to come back later when she's older. But what I'm saying is, I think that's who she's referring to on the tape. Because I think she's old enough that he could have been around by then. Oh, well, she didn't say... I mean, all she says is, you know, she wants to run. So who knows what she's referring to, but... Right. I know. That's. I'm, I think that's what she's referring to. Okay. That's what I'm saying. Um, um, just because anyway. it seems... Like, it's certainly possible. Yeah, well, you're wrong. So... Um, What else okay. in this episode, man? What else? So, while we're on the subject of Kate's BS... <laughs> um, and it is BS. Backstory. Backstory. Um, I wanted to ask, why does Kate's mom, like, lose her mind? Uh, yeah. Help. 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 Yeah. yeah. Help. Help. Oh, it's okay, Mom. It's help! Um, I thought that was, like, her mom, like, blaming her for what she did, because I don't think she ever saw her mom after the accident. Um, or, what did I mean? I didn't say, I didn't mean accident. I mean, after the brutal killing. After the accident. See, you like Kate so much, you just, you just call know. it an accident. I like her so much that I just, I know that she set the bomb, but I don't think she did it on purpose. <laughs> No, after oh, the... she did. She went to see her like right after she did it, but maybe she never saw her again after that. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah. So after that, like I don't know. I don't know. I mean, basically, her mom lost her mind. Either she was really disoriented, like Kate sort of told the security guard, like you know, I'm her daughter. She's she's whatever disoriented. Um, or or the mom was scared, like because I don't. The mom had nothing to be scared of from Kate, though, in my yeah, opinion. Yeah, I mean... We're gonna, unless we're going to get another flashback later, you know, like, I don't know why the mom would be scared of Kate. I mean, my crappy theory is that at this point in the story, we don't know what Kate did yet. And I feel like they're still trying to build that up as being something bad. You know you what? Know? I agree. I, I think you're right, because I remember watching this the first time and thinking thinking what, why would she be afraid of her daughter and maybe that has something to do with her past. I agree. I think that's, that's, that's probably the big portion of it. I th- okay, here's my theory that I'm sticking to. Okay. From a writing perspective, that's what it was. It's just they wanted to build up what Kate did. Yeah. And then from the story perspective, I think she was, uh, you know, the two parts of that, I think, the first one is just the writers wanting to make it seem big, like a big deal, and the, the little minor part is that she was disoriented. In the context okay. of the show. Right. So that's well, and it, it also sets up her having to run away. Yeah. So. Well, so but she was born to do it, so. So it serves. <laughs> true. So it serves a plot function, too. So, yeah. you know, whatever. But I just, once you know what she did, it just seems ridiculous. I just like, hate, yeah. 
I hate like when well, I don't hate it, but when the security guard's like, "Hey, what's going on?" and she's like, <laughs> "Oh, it's my it's my mom." That's okay. She's sorry. I'm gonna go get a doctor. He's like, "Hey, wait a minute." Nobody. I mean, unless you're like a great security guard, you would believe that story and let yeah. her go get the doctor. You wouldn't be like, "Hey, wait a minute, let me." Like, wh- why would he call for backup? Like because of that. Like, I know. Gets on his walkie. That was ridiculous. Come on, people. Maybe he saw the wanted poster. Oh. Have you ever have you ever seen a wanted poster in a hospital? Like I haven't. I don't know. <laughs> it's right next to the cafeteria. <laughs> it's right next to the Jello. <laughs> I just thought that was sort of ridiculous. Like, oh, there's a wanted poster and a cop. Like, oh wait, God. I'm I, I'm gonna I'm gonna show my ignorance again. There was a wanted poster somewhere. Oh, am I wrong? I thought there was a wanted poster in the hospital. I don't remember seeing a wanted poster. Maybe I'm crazy. Maybe I'm crazy. I swear I saw a wanted poster in a hospital. No, I laughed with you and made the joke with you, but I don't remember that at all. Okay, okay. Uh, I thought you were just saying, I thought you were being funny, but you thought you actually saw that. I don't I don't remember that, man. I don't remember seeing a wanted poster. All right. I, I thought I did, but now I'm not so sure. Yeah. <laughs> uh, um... Like, maybe they... Oh, God, I don't remember. I, I guess maybe I'm just thinking of the scene where she walks by the cop and puts the flowers over her face. Yeah, that's not <laughs> obvious at all. Because <laughs> you always walk like that with the flowers <laughs> covering up your, what's up your face. Yes, well, I'm just walking like this. It's mm-hmm. not awkward at all. I'm just smelling the flowers. <laughs> Yeah, jeez. Oh, God, she's um, so... Uh, no wonder she got away for so long. I know, she's so good. She's so incognito. <laughs> oh, regular um, Richard Kimball. Anyway. Oh, that guy, jeez. Okay. Sorry. Yeah. Uh, had to. Yeah, uh, All right, so... I got one more thing. Okay, please. Walt says they have to go. This is obviously, oh, yeah. Walt says, hey, mm-hmm. I burned the raft. Sorry, Daddy. Um, yeah. And then, um, Mike, then, as we talked about off podcast, yeah. Michael's like, oh, okay, all the weeks and days and hard hours of building this raft, that's okay. We can throw that down the drain. We can stay here. Yeah. Like, come on, please. I, I couldn't believe it. I mean, on some level, I'm like, wow, I can't believe you're... I just, it, you know, after the whole thing, you're going to listen to me, throws the comic book in the fire, <laughs> all that stuff. Uh, now, it's like, now it's gonna, like... You're going to go on my raft, and he goes, like, drowns him in the ocean. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and now it's, now it's all like, okay, we'll just stay on this island that we crashed on, like, because yeah. you want to. I mean, like, I, I basically thought that... Michael was so moved by the fact that that Walt would go so far as to burn the raft just to stay that he that he I think he sort of realized that how much Walt wanted to stay and so he gave in you know I think I think if Walt would have been like hey you know Dad I don't really want to go and then Walt and then Mike would have been like well no we're going but he yeah. saw the the lengths to which he wanted to stay I think sort of trumped his his uh you know sort of default reaction of being hostile and uh, ab- abusive to his little boy. Yeah, okay, I guess you're right. So, so, but the main issue here is, why does Walt say they have to go? Yes, I've got a couple theories. So, I'm ready. Theory time! 
Yes, it's time like for we, theories. I feel like we the need like, Yeah, I feel like we need music like dun 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 theory time. Uh, but that'd be crappy. So, I said, uh, okay, why did why does Walt say they have to go now? Did he? Okay, now if we if we use the angle of Walt (laughs) Walt being able to see the future in whatever respect, if he knew that you know Tom and the others were going to capture him, Mm -hmm. did he want to get captured? Right. I'm thinking no. I'm thinking, I don't think he knew that was going to happen. And he I'm sure thinking, didn't act like it when it happened. Exactly. And, and well, <laughs> it would be weird, at least in terms of watching the show, if they kidnap him. He's like, oh, cool, finally, you guys are here. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Weird. But Five no. minutes late. My watch is ticking here, exactly. guys. Come on. No, I don't think he. I don't think he knew that they were. He was going to get captured. And then, even if he did, I don't think he wants to get captured. So that theory I just brought up to nix it. Um, yeah. Then I thought, well, maybe he didn't want to be around when the hatch got opened. Uh, but then I was thinking, well, and not that he really knows this, because I think any sort of being able to see the future isn't isn't. Um, What's the word I'm looking for? Like, you can't see everything. You can't know exactly what's going to happen. You can only get pieces of it. So even if he knew, like, they were going to get into the hatch, or at least they were trying to and that they would probably succeed, he didn't really know what was going to happen after that. You know, he didn't. he's not privy to season two. So, but I was thinking in my own head, you know, if he didn't want to be around when the hatch opened, then, but, you know, nothing bad really happened. Like... Nothing, I mean, a couple people got killed, you know, but besides that, like, nothing that dire happened because of opening the hatch, you know? Yeah. Like, it didn't, like, release a virus, or it didn't, right. like, you know, make Smokey more angry, you know? Right. Like, and, so, I mean, I would make the case that the hatch didn't, the hatch didn't cause any of the deaths directly. I mean, I no, mean, it did, I mean, basically... People died and I mean, if the hatch hadn't been open, things would have happened differently. But it's not really directly because of the hatch. I guess, like, I guess you could say it's because of the hatch in the sense that Michael left because of the computer. You know, because of Walt talking to him, maybe yeah. on the computer. Yeah, and you know, and then they they were they held Henry in the hatch, and if the hatch wasn't there, they would have you know maybe had Henry somewhere else. Which yeah. You know, there was a whole bunch of things, and Michael wouldn't have had, like, a confined space, you know, a, yeah. a solitary space to concoct this plan and shoot the people and It all still that doesn't stuff. seem like the hatch is to blame, but, yeah. It, it's, it's like Locke said. It's part of a sequence of events. Yeah. You know, and if it wasn't in, in a part of the event sequence, then it, things would have happened a little bit differently. Yeah, that's true. That's but, true. But like I said, nothing. so nothing bad really happened. Like, you know, when, when, when uh, Locke touches Walt, he says, don't open it, Mr. Locke. Right, right. Like, you think, so that's oh like God. two things. That's like two things in this episode where he's specifically saying, no, we have to leave the island and don't open the hatch lock, you know. Yeah. Like, he two times in this episode, he seems to be, like, saying something for some specific reason. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we we have to, I mean, he wouldn't, obviously, you know, he didn't know about the hatch, supposedly. So... You know, we have to assume he read it from Locke somehow. Uh, yeah. You know, and well, but he not only like read it from Locke that he had this thing he wanted to open, but he also like had this idea that he shouldn't open it. You yeah. Know? Well, that's the thing. Like, 
and I sort of forget. I meant to rewatch that scene, but basically, <laughs> help me help help me walk through this. Walt comes to Locke. And he basically comes to Locke to apologize, right? Or something. I think he. I think he comes to Locke to say that he didn't burn the raft. I mean, sorry, that he didn't poison. Uh, <laughs> oh, that's what it was. That's Michael. what it was. He came to say he didn't poison Michael. I mean, the really the big thing that you know, obviously, the reason we think Walt read something from Locke is because right when Locke touches his arm, Locke, Walt's mood changes and then he just says it. Don't open it. And and basically, you know, he comes to him, and then well, because doesn't he? Oh God, what episode is this? I, I'm looking at it right now. I need I need the words. I need the words. Okay. Yeah, it's a uh, well, you know what it is, right? I know what what is. You know which episode it is, right? Uh, is it Born to Run? Yes. Okay. Uh, I just, I just wanted to That's see right, I forgot, thing. he like pulls his arm away Yeah Like roughly Let's see, reading, reading, reading The reading song <laughs> I wish these had pages So I could tell you where it is, but Yeah, no, I got it, I'm just reading it I'm trying to think about this Um amazing how short these scenes are it is amazing it's like 20 minutes on screen but when you look at it it's like geez yeah i'm just like man i can't believe they write this and they're like that's good enough for a scene <laughs> well because they know what it's, the end result's gonna be like um but i was gonna say that oh i think i think my point was i was gonna make a case that 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 walt um since the the, the whole lock sorry that Walt sensed the whole hatch. <laughs> I'm tired. He sensed the whole hatch uh, thing from Locke when he touched him, uh, because I was wondering if if basically Walt came to tell Locke don't open it. Like that was also what he was gonna say. But I was just gonna make the case that basically what he came to say was I didn't make him sick, and then he was basically gonna leave after that. Like I, I just want to yeah. you know I had to make him sick, and then he gets to tell him this extra thing when. When uh, Locke puts his hand on him, uh, but yeah, it was weird that he pulled his arm away too. Uh, maybe because, you know, if it's if it's like a dead zone thing, you know, the longer yeah. the longer you're touching, the more you're getting or something. Right, uh, and it seemed like whatever he saw, he didn't like, and he just wanted it to stop. Yeah, I can't imagine what that might have been. By the way, I mean, like, I mean. You know, like you said, like some sort of bad stuff happened there, but it's, you know, it wasn't anything like, you know, so horrible that like, I mean, I guess maybe to a kid that stuff looked bad. I don't know. Yeah, I mean. Maybe he saw, you think he saw his dad shooting the people? Yeah. I mean, maybe, and maybe that's why. Maybe that's why Walt wanted Michael to get off the island. I mean, I don't really buy that, but I like I, I so don't buy that, but I'm like... <laughs> well, basically, he was like, I got this sense that my dad's going to do something bad or kill people. And even if he saw, like, a flash of Michael with a gun shooting somebody, he's like, 
well, if Locke doesn't open the thing and, you know, but Locke might open it anyway, why don't I make sure my dad's not on the island? Right. And he didn't know what was going to happen. I mean, I don't buy that, but... It's, I don't either, because I feel like that, they didn't even know, but... Well, it's one of those theories that I think makes sense, but it's just, it's crappy. Yeah, that's the thing. It does. It makes sense, but I just don't think it's true. Um, but I also, like, I, I want to talk about this from Locke's perspective, because, you know, Locke is this person that he, you know, he's very driven by, um, you know, this supernatural connection with the island. True. And, you know, visions lead him places and stuff. I mean, there's a problem with this in season two also. And, like, when this happens, he, do- he does not take any... <laughs> this doesn't even... See- it he doesn't, doesn't phase him. And I think... I don't think he knows that. I don't know. I don't know. I you, you make a good point that. I mean, I think if if Walt said the island told me to tell you not to open it, <laughs> then that would have made a bigger impact. But I don't think Locke realized. I mean, if if Walt got a premonition of what Locke was about to do, I mean, because really the premonition is is two two parts. It's like. Not only is he reading Locke to know about the hatch. Yeah. Well, I guess, okay, it's not really too far. I was going to say he has to know the future, too. But at the very least, he knows Locke wants to get in the hatch. And, and he has some sense that that's bad. And he, oh, and that's the other thing. So that is sort of the second part, is that he's yeah. got a sense that it's bad. Yeah. Um, I lost my point, but um, why would it be bad? Is that what we're talking about? I'm, I'm sorry. I'll space sort of. Out. Well, the point, I switched perspectives to Locke's perspective. Why does he um, not, why does he ignore uh, my completely? Point, yeah, my point was I don't think he thought that what Walt said came from anything mystical or anything supernatural. Um, how he rationalized how Walt knew about the hatch, I don't know. Maybe he thinks I don't know. I mean, pretty soon here, uh, you know, everybody knows about the hatch, you know? So... True. So maybe, you know, I could see, you know, after this scene, you know, Walt is... Sorry. After this scene, Locke is thinking about, like, how did how did Walt know? Like, blah, 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 blah. And then pretty soon here, somebody else mentions the hatch, you know, like, that they know about, uh, Jack and all these other people. So maybe he just rationalizes that the word got out about the hatch or that Walt followed them one day and found out about it. So maybe he just rationalizes it and he doesn't think it's coming for any... Yeah. Oh, he, didn't he say that, like, Walt was special or something? Yeah. Like, they, they're so inconsistent sometimes. I know. He believes that, and then he gets this direct warning about something. Because he, he can rationalize all he wants, but Locke is not that kind of person. He's not the man of science. He should be the first person to think well, this is supernatural. He should, but, I mean, he he's not a big, he he can rationalize. I mean, just like he just like he rationalized hitting Saeed over the head. You guys weren't thinking clearly, you know, like, I mean, that's a pretty bad rationalization. Like, that, to think that he couldn't just explain his, his point of view and get them to understand it, like, you know. Yeah, so, but I'm talking about rationalizing something that appears to be supernatural and explaining it in real world terms. Like, I don't think that's the kind of thing that Locke's, like, you know, big on. 
I mean, that that other rationalization is different. That's just like justifying his well, actions or whatever. I don't, but see, I don't think Locke has any cause to think that Walt. I mean, besides the fact he thinks Walt is special, whatever that means. I guess that means he's good at backgammon. Uh, I think, Dang. yeah. Well, thanks. Uh, the audience roars in laughter. Um, I, I just don't like if that happened to me. I'm trying to, like you said, picture it from from Locke's perspective. If, if Walt just says that, you know, I'm not. I just, I think it's a hard sell to believe. Oh my God, that must he must have like sensed it from me. Like <sighs> the way it plays out, and I don't believe in anything. The way it plays out, I believe it. <laughs> you don't believe in anything. That's a. <laughs> I'm a little, I don't really know how to take that. Um, I don't believe in gravity. I don't believe in being nice to people. I don't believe the sun shines. It's like, you don't believe in anything. All right. I guess you don't even believe that you don't believe anything. I guess not, huh? Wow, it's a little meta for you, huh? Yikes. Um, I'm not even a nihilist. Yeah, well, there you go. Because um, I can't believe in nothing if I don't believe in anything. There you go. Wow, you're... You're in a place that I don't want to be. Um, it's called the what island. I'm saying is, what I'm saying is, I'm very skeptical with regards to supernatural phenomena. And uh, I, if this shit happened to me, I would be well, the first person to say, you, "Oh my god!" That's because you're you're thinking about it from the perspective of watching it happen. Even if this the, happened in real life, but, but this think is about crazy. it. But, I, but I'm just saying, like, like. Well, first of all, it's hard to think of things in terms of Locke's perspective. If this happened to me, I would just assume the kid knew somehow. I would explain in a real-world fashion. Be like, oh, well, he followed me, or oh, somebody mentioned it, or, you know, whatever. I mean, does he specifically say the word hatch? No, he says See, that thing. Yeah, he says don't open it, don't open it. I mean, you know, don't open what? Like, the can of beans? I don't know. Um, yeah, right. Nice try. <laughs> no. He, he, I just, I think the way it plays out for the us, fact that he, he even to me, the fact that he says don't open that thing, that makes it even more to me. I even more believe it's supernatural because he doesn't say what it is. Well, like, obviously Locke didn't think it was supernatural, so therefore I don't think Locke thought it was supernatural. How do you like that logic? Yeah, no, I agree that he must not have thought that, but like I just don't think that's, I just don't believe that. I don't believe it. Just doesn't seem realistic. He doesn't. I don't think... Okay, here's my thing. And to, for Locke, I think, in Locke's perspective, he's the only one on the island that has any sort of mystical connections or powers or whatever. Now, that being said, he does think that Walt is special. I don't know what that means, though, so I can't even use that as, as, as an argument. Because so, I don't even know what, he, what, what that's supposed to reference. Like, special how? Like, you know, he's never really said anything and... Uh, specifically, obviously. So I think for yeah. him, the only person who's got any sort of mystical powers at all is Locke. And I, I don't think he's really that even won over by him because to him, they're just, they're as plain and obvious as, you know, you know, up being up and down being down. You know what I mean? Like, they're, it's just a matter of fact. He's not like blown. I mean, obviously he's taken by it, but he's not like, wow, I know when it's going to rain and wow, I don't need a comp, you know, like he's not like, mm -hmm. he's not in that mind frame. But anyway, my point being, I don't think he thinks anyone else has any supernatural things. If it happened again, if something else happened like that, I could see it being like, okay, Locke, you really should think that, that this is a, a, a supernatural mystical occurrence. 
you know, this is the second time Walt has touched you or you touched him and he said something he shouldn't know. But the first time it happens, I think it can be easily rationalized because you just don't, he, he shouldn't, I don't think he should assume that Walt could read his mind. I mean, that's a big assumption. And, and Walt, Locke doesn't even have that power to read people's minds, you know, to know what's going on by touching them. He doesn't even have that power, so why should he think that Walt does? You know what I mean? So it's, it's you know, there's two sides to it. I agree to some extent that it's obviously sort of mystical and supernatural, and he, should have, he sort of should have known. But then again, I, you know, he didn't seem to know, and I think there's evidence, you know, it makes sense that he, that he didn't sort of guess that, too, so... Mm-hmm. I'm just going to be on the fence on that one. Well, I'm not going to be on the fence. I'm going to be on the side that I don't think he knew and I don't think he should have known. Okay. Well, I don't think he knew, but I think he should have known. But the other thing I wanted to point out was that this kind of stuff happened in season two also. Uh, Charlie had his, like, visions, you know, about the baby and, like, Locke completely disregarded that and assumed he was using drugs. And then Echo had a vision as well, and he also didn't believe Echo. Well, but that was um, that was basically when Locke lost his faith. Yeah. That was basically when he was losing his connection to the island and getting all confused with the hatch. And, I mean, but it still doesn't explain why he doesn't, like, why he's not willing to believe them. It doesn't really explain that, I guess. You know, because... It had happened to him before. He, I mean, he had a dream too. Yeah, I know. No, that's like... that's the thing. If he had this dream that showed him, you know, that showed him this stuff that he couldn't possibly know, you know, just normally, like, why is it preposterous to him that someone else might have a similar, you know? Maybe he vision. wants to believe that he's the only one that's special, which I can b- believe because he's a big clock is a big baby, especially in season two. That's true. And I so, agree, and I think you know Henry Gale's playing that up when he said we came for you, whatever. Yeah. It's all about you. He you, wants you, to, you. yeah. He wants to. He wants to believe he's the only one who is <clears throat> is special. I think so. The, the other thing I wanted to throw out is that the others were really. Um, I mean, not only do we have the episode special, but the others would talk about the fact that Walt was special also. Yeah. And well, I mean, I that, feel... I'm sorry, go ahead. Using that same word, and so I feel like the, when the show uses that word, what they mean is he has some sort of special, like, supernatural abilities. Yeah, I, I think... I think that's what that means. I agree, but I think the, the point is that I think the others know what Walt's powers are, or at least after all the tests they did to him in season two, I think they know what his powers are. I don't think Locke does. I think Locke might sense something interesting in that this boy's very keen or something like that, but I don't think he knows any, what what the powers are, has any inkling. Uh, Because I think if he did, if he, if he really thought Walt was special, I think he would have spent a lot more time with him in, in, in season one when he had the chance. Yeah, I, yeah, I that's think a good point. I think he would have he would have convinced Michael that he was trustworthy and and would have been able to spend time with Walt and take him under his tutelage and like and sort of go on a journey with him if he thought if he thought he was special in the in the way that he sort of appears to be. Yeah, but but then again, I think Locke is sort of selfish and 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 he's like, oh, I'm on this quest and this is my destiny. You know what I mean? Right. Like, this is my thing, and so he. He's uh, just very selfish about that, so he doesn't want to share it. Yeah, I agree. 
So, Exodus okay. Part 1. Are we ready to move on? Not not quite. I got oh, a few more. Uh, okay, sorry, I just got a few more. We can probably fire through this stuff fast. Please. So, um, uh, number one question is... Oh, why can, I, can I say one thing? Okay. Hey, everyone who's driving to work right now, have fun at work. Sorry. Oh, wow, that was weird. Well, um, every, a lot of people like to listen to us on their way to work, so I just yeah, yeah, yeah. like to... Uh, Enjoy your train ride or your time in traffic in your car or however you get to work. Have a good work day. And I would like to wish everyone, uh, uh, I don't know, continued success who are working right now. Those who are listening to us while they're working because we know there's some of you out there who are doing yes. that. And don't, we're not worried. We know you're working. We know you're really working. <laughs> Even though you're listening to us and playing solitaire, I know you're busy doing that QED report. Believe me. <laughs> Oh, yes. I think I see Lost TV pulled up, but I'm sure that has something to do with your job as an analyst. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I think I got a lot of depositions to go through, but, uh, you know, go ahead and look up the latest uh, <laughs> images of Evangeline. Oh, God, yes. Isn't she dreamy? She is. Well, okay. she's Canadian. See, yes. They're well. all dreamy and cold because <laughs> it's cold up there. Oh, God. And, All right, so uh, back to the podcast. Yeah, sorry. That, that was a good thing, because that's what people do. Anyway, so here's here's my first question. Why does Kate want on a raft so bad? Um, I think um, it's obvious. Next <laughs> next question, please. <laughs> next question. Like, no, I like think, to, um, to me, it seems illogical, because if they get caught, she's going to be the first. I mean, they know... Like, when a plane disappears, they know who was on the plane. They know she was on the plane with a marshal. Yeah. If they get did discovered... You, did you actually watch the episode? Yeah. Did you Did you pay attention to the scene when Sawyer was talking? I know you don't like to listen to Sawyer, but he explains why she wanted on the raft pretty pretty I, well. I did not buy his... Oh, dude. She, she had Joanna's passport and burned the picture so that basically when she gets rescued... She can tell them she's Joanna, and and basically they're going to say, well, it's most likely her because she's got the passport, and we can't really verify it right now because there's no picture, but they're going to assume she's Joanna. I thought what Sawyer's conclusion was very apt and and on the money, and Kate didn't deny it. And they're not going to talk to anybody and be like, yeah, that's Kate. Well, well, I mean, she's she's assuming that, I mean, there's going to be so much commotion and hubbub once they get rescued. I mean, first of all, when they... It, once the raft, like, first of all, the raft would get to the shipping lanes, and then a ship would come, and then that ship would take, you know, that would be some sort of cargo vessel. Like, no one's going to really question who they are on that. Once that gets to, like, the, the where the destination, wherever it's going to go, she can just be like, hey, I'm Joanna, and then get out of there as quick as possible. There's not going to be a lot of talking to authorities going on. I mean, she she's born to run. She can get away. Yeah, okay. I, I'm just imagining, like, they, you know... They know she was on the plane with the marshal. They know what you know. They keep track of that stuff. Like it's not like they're gonna forget that she was there. True. You know. I agree. And so, like, if they find no, but... uh, a plane that's crashed, they're gonna you know assume she was there. And, yeah, like... but but that's the thing. When when basically they say, "Hey, we got survivors from this plane crash." There's only gonna be a certain number of people within the law enforcement who are going to know that she was on there, like a fugitive was on this plane. 
Like, I think most of the law enforcement people aren't going to know that. Like, the first couple people that they talk to, the first levels of, of, of you know, police or rescue teams or whoever aren't going to know who was on the plane. They're just going to, you know, like, if it's if the Coast Guard rescues them or whatever, uh, the Australian version of the Coast Guard or whatever, they're not going to know who was on the plane. They're going to rescue these people and do their job and send them back to, the, to Australia or wherever they're going to go. And then they're going to, like, you know, potentially talk to police or potentially, you know, talk to the airline authorities or whatever after they get, like, rescued. And by that time, she's got time to escape. You know, once she so, hits dry land, she's got time to escape. So I guess the idea is, like, if she gets on the raft, she can be more proactive in trying to get away. Exactly, before... because that's the thing. That's what, see, so, go listen to Sawyer's thing. He said it very specifically. Once, like, for instance, if she doesn't get on the raft and the people on the raft get rescued... Then that's when the authorities in Australia and America or whoever's concerned about this is going to say, oh, wow, our, we found our plane, okay? Then they're going to take a look at the flight manifest. Then they're going to say, oh, we had a fugitive on there. So when they send the ship to go get the, the people back on the island, they're going to know she's there. They're going to be looking for her. Whereas if she gets rescued before anyone is looking for her, then she's got a chance to escape. So he was right on the money. She didn't disagree. She had, I mean, the evidence, you know, she was caught red-handed, so... I think I think his his speech answers all that. Okay, okay, okay. Fair enough. All right. So so and you also answered another question I had, which is what was she? I thought she was trying to fake a passport. Like I thought she was trying to like burn the picture <laughs> off, and then she was gonna like insert a picture of herself. Oh, and I'm no. like, Kate, that's not gonna work. They're gonna see the burn marks. <laughs> oh, you know? Kate. She's born to run, but she's not born to make passports. No, 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 no. She basically burned the pictures so that, and she, you know, was going to say it got damaged in the in the. In the yeah, they just conveniently burned exactly the picture yeah. and nothing that was, else. Now that was a folly. She should have definitely burned some. I mean, how a passport would get burned, you know, if it's supposed to be in your luggage or what? I don't know. I guess you can buy that, but yeah, and no one else's passport is burned. But she you know, she should have burned some. She should have burned some more. Yeah, that was weird, man. Okay, okay, fine, whatever. Um, I also wanted to mention, you know, right when Michael gets poisoned, Walt runs by Kate and Son, like the conspirators. And I just, like, when you know that they're the ones that did it, yeah. it, it seems like they're trying to, like, give you a hint or whatever. They do. I, yeah, no, pay attention to the camera when stuff like that happens. Like, when... When when they basically like when they when they come to the raft when they got burned, uh, you know, and everyone's like, "Oh, it's burning! It's burning! It's burning!" They cut the Walt, you know. Yeah. And Walt's got this look on his face, and I'm thinking, "Yeah, you did it. You know, you did it." <laughs> yeah, yeah. So it just it's just like in the episode, you're just like, "Oh, Kate and Son, they're just hanging out." They're you just know? hanging out. No. <laughs> but they're all conspiring. Okay. Anyway, I, I would like to say that. Jack got very lucky in figuring out that Michael was poisoned. I mean, well, basically finding the evidence. Because basically, the little powder that they put in the drink, you know, whatever sort of plant poison that was, if yeah. they had diluted it better, it wouldn't have left any residue. Right. And then Jack wouldn't have had any proof for his theory. True. You know, I just wanted to mention that. Yeah, yeah. Lucky for him, they're not very good at what they Yeah, did. they're not very good at poisoning people. Yeah, yeah. That was, uh, oh God. So, like, so when Walt comes, like, and says, you know, whatever, then they're like, oh, I guess the plan didn't work. And then, you know, then they have to go into, like, damage control mode. Yeah, exactly. 
It's sort of, it's just, it's weird to see when you know they did it. So, anyway. They did it. Um, another thing I want to mention is the, the outing of Kate that Sawyer does at the end. Yeah. Um, it's, you know, whatever. It, it's a silly scene to me because I'm like, you guys are all going to forget about this in an episode or two. Like, <laughs> yeah, well. Everybody, you know, Claire's shielding the baby from Kate. Like, I love she's gonna, that. Like, <laughs> she's like, no, Aaron, don't look at this monstrous woman. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> don't look at my baby. It's like, it's like shielding her? For... But it's such a TV thing, man. It's such a movie thing to do. Like... The evil person that's everyone looking down upon, and she, oh, baby, don't look at this woman. I know, and, like, Kate, like, delivered her baby, like, a few episodes <laughs> ago, you know? Oh, uh, And she's already now? just, yeah, I know, like, she's already just giving up on her, well, okay? Well, it's because it's Claire. <laughs> If you ask me, Claire doesn't even remember the baby being born. You're right. You're right. You know, with Claire, anything goes. <laughs> Where'd this baby come from? <laughs> Jeez. Oh, God. Yeah, okay. You know, you make a point. Yeah. And also, like, Shannon just comes walking by, like, out of nowhere in that scene. It's really weird. Like, she's not she's not even around, really, in this episode. Yeah. And, like, during the outing, she just comes walking by, you know, when he's like, Revealing, and that she gives her a dirty look or whatever, along with everybody else. But it just seemed really weird and out of place. Like, oh, we got to put Shan in the episode. Just have her walk by <laughs> at the end. Oh, you know, I was wondering. Speaking about births, if uh, if anyone ate the placenta. <laughs> well, just because it's you know supposedly, <laughs> supposedly nutritious. I mean, they are sort of oh you know, god oh, nutrient god. starved. I mean, oh god. It would be gross, but I think if you like put it on oh. the bar, you put it on the Barbie. Oh, you know? oh, stop. oh my god! Oh my god! Sorry. Oh my god! Oh my god! That's so bad. It's just oh, a placenta. God. Oh god! There's no... you can't it's say the af- it's the after. You don't want to eat afterbirth. No, <laughs> thanks. Because I, I like the name. It, it is what it is. It's after the birth. Okay. After the birth. Yeah. Oh, my God. Right. Oh, my God. So okay. now are you ready to move to Exodus? Holy shit. Yes. That was the end. <laughs> on that note? <laughs> Please. Yeah. That was a great note to end on. All right. Episode oh 23, Exodus, part one. Danielle Rousseau surprises the castaways by showing up at the camp with an ominous warning. The others are coming. The others are coming. I'll never tell. The raft finally sets sail with Michael, Walt, Jen, and Sawyer on board. <laughs> I, just, oh, I just figured out what you said. Sorry. Oh, I'll never tell, yeah. As they depart, black smoke mysteriously appears from the other side of the island. I think it was already there before they left. A harbinger of the imminent arrival of the others. Yeah. The, the smoke was already there before they set sail. That was the whole point when they were rushing. Right? Uh, yes, yes, it was already there. Believe me. Or wait, yes, I think like they're messing with the boat when they see it. Like they're they're maybe they're rolling it or whatever. Like they they were do they were all together doing something with the boat when they saw it the first time. But it's not as they depart, though. I mean, no, I, I agree. I force. agree. I don't think it's as they depart. But it's not it, but... because because I made a note about the fact that everyone started helping them. After the smoke came, you know, because Jack was like, okay, everyone go, we're going to go do the hatch thing, and you guys do whatever you can to help Michael get this raft. 
off the island, you know, launch. Oh, okay, okay. It's it's the, it's that that first scene where they're where they're moving the boat on yeah. the thing, and like I guess Sawyer messes up one of the levers, and it and stuff breaks, and yeah. But if you and, ask Sawyer, it wasn't his fault. And then yeah, that's because Michael couldn't keep the raft going straight, and exactly. then that's, <laughs> and then that's when Walt says, "Look," and then. And I wanted to point out that, like, this seems like an echo of um, the episode that I think it's in this position in season two, where it's right after the funeral, and they all gather to look at the boat that appears. Yeah. Like, it, it's it's very similar, like, look, and everybody looks, and it, you know, it's just, it's in the same position in the season, and it just seemed like an, another example of them sort of reusing a, 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 a thing. So it's a it's an easy plot device. Have everyone look at the same thing, and it's very grandiose. Ooh, ooh, and then cut to commercial. Yeah, yeah, they love that. Um, so in this episode, obviously, this is part one of the uh, two part season one finale. Um, which there's not a lot to talk about. Uh, although I have like little things to bring up that I think we'll spend like five hours on. Yeah. Um, well, I got a medium amount of things to talk about. Um, so, um, hmm. I have a medium high amount of things to talk about. Medium high? Yeah. Medium high. Low, medium, high is your three categories? No, see, there's, there's well, warm. Well, I mean, that's the three. There's what? Warm? There's warm, low, medium, medium, high, and high. Oh, you're doing a temperature thing. Yeah, it's it's a stove. Oh, okay. It's a stove. Well, I was doing like an amount type thing. Yeah, that makes more was, sense. I was confused when you said high. I'm like, high doesn't really correlate to amount unless it's amount of heat. But uh, anyway, um, uh, do you want to you wanna start off? Because uh, I got like everything in my notes are so scattered. Yeah, I know. Uh, mine too. So, um... Oh boy, I don't know where to start with this. Okay, uh, I'll start. <laughs> All right. No, I was kidding, but yeah, you know, go ahead. Oh, okay, okay. Oh, here's here's a question. Maybe we can spend an hour on. How did the others know that Danielle's baby's name was Alex? <laughs> I just wanted to throw that. Who's Danielle? <laughs> uh no. Uh good question. There's a can we okay, I think first we should talk about the little things. Uh Okay. Got, Is that some, too big of a question? Well, I felt like that was I think that's gonna lead that's gonna lead into another big thing, uh that I that a big question I had regarding the whole thing with the smoke and the baby stealing and everything. Okay. I think I think that's an issue to talk about well, and because I think it's gonna get into Danielle's story because she's got some explaining to do. Um, so let's save Danielle yeah. shit for later. Okay, uh, okay. I can say shit because we're explicit on iTunes. Yeah, that's right, fuckers. Yeah. Um, but I won't say it ever again. Um, Me either. So I just, here's my, here's some little things. Let's just go through our little things first, the little tidbits, the little questions, and then we'll get into the big stuff because I think a lot of the big things tie together. So I'll just mention the little notes I have. There were six people on Danielle's team, which we may have known before, but she said it again. Um, she was seven months pregnant when they landed on the island. 
And she delivered the baby by herself, which means right. that within two months, she had killed them at some mm-hmm. point. Um, one week after the birth of the baby, the others came. Mm-hmm. Um, which, can we go ahead and assume that the baby died and... Oh, I guess the baby's supposed to be Alex, though, that grew up with the others. Yeah, the baby didn't die. Well, but I see, I, I feel like the baby died and she just doesn't want to believe it. And that's why she thinks the others took it. You know? Yeah, I mean, that sounds nice, but it's just not true. Damn it. Yeah. Anyway, um... So... I mean, I would, I would believe it, too, if they didn't already show us Alex, you know? So. Yeah. Um, but th- how do we know that's her Alex? It's just, it's absolutely her. And no question. My question was, how do we know that? I would bet, I would be willing to bet, like, any amount of money that that's her. You're still not answering my question. I mean, do we have any real proof besides the fact that that child's name is Alex? Ah, uh, she's the right age. They made her a sympathetic character. She... No, I said proof. She looks enough like her. Um, I said proof. And she's with the others who, who, you know, Danielle claims took the baby, so... I agree, but you know what? I think the fact that there's no plausible way that the others knew that the baby's name was Alex lends it to lends it in the side that that's not the same the same kid. I think that's just a plot hole. I, I think it's coincidence. I would be I you know I think you're really crazy if you don't think that's her Alex. I think that it's so, can, it's so I think Alex that the writers can make us think that. I think the writers can lead us to that direction. Nah, there's no then we, way. And then we find out, dude. You're telling me that there's no way they would they would no give way. us a red herring like that. And then in season three, we find out that Rousseau's baby really died. And no, they, and it's supposed to be all sad and like. And this is just this. There just happens to be an Alex who's the right age and looks like she, she could be her daughter really and that. is a sympathetic character. First of all, no I don't think they necessarily cast by looks. I mean, they, to me, they don't look that much alike. But anyway, I, so I don't really think that's a factor. She's she's roughly the right age. I mean, I I think the girl looks older than sixteen, you know. But uh, I think I think we found out isn't the actress like way older than sixteen or something? She's yeah, she's in her twenties. But I mean, I mean, you know. she she obviously they have twenty year olds play sixteen year olds. But I mean, just going by the age of the act, to me, she doesn't look sixteen. I think the only thing is she's got the same name, and to me, I think I think I just won't okay. I do think that's the same kid. To me, there's only one real piece of evidence that, that they're the same. Well, there's two. I'll give them two. The fact that it's Alex and, you know, she is with the others who do steal babies. You know, I'm just saying, I think there is a possibility that that's not the same person. I don't know why you're so sure that it is when we don't have that much evidence. I mean, nobody's ever said it. Nobody's ever talked about that the older Alice's backstory. Like, there's a lot of other things that can go to make that theory work. And we don't have the evidence. So I'm not sure why you're so gung-ho saying, oh, that's her, oh, that's her, when we only have, like, you know, two pieces of evidence and one has a big plot hole. The fact that, how would they know the baby's name? I'm just saying, right. I think there's room there's room to doubt that. I'm just saying, I think there's room to doubt that. And to, and to say that there's not room to doubt it, I think, is a little naive. But Anyway, let's move on. Um, yeah, I, I, I uh, mark my words, that's her. If it's not her, then I will, you know, come on here and say, man, wow, I can't believe they did that. That's ridiculous. But I, uh, I am 100% convinced there's, I, 
if they if they really made that not her, like I would be it, I would be more shocked than just about anything they could do because it's just to me it just it just it's just ridiculously obvious. So anyway, okay. So I thought it was really interesting that Danielle first says they're coming for you all when she tells them the others are coming. But then later in Exodus Part 2, we find out that she heard the others say they're coming for the boy. So she obviously lied when she told them they're they're coming for you all. When she really knew they were just coming for the boy. So I guess I'm getting into Danielle stuff, which I didn't want to do. But um, I guess that whole thing... Okay, let's save that because I have a theory about that whole thing. Sorry, I'm reading my notes in order and it brought it up. So... Uh, let's see, let's see, let's see. Jack's dad died of a heart attack, um, which was interesting because, uh, I didn't remember that. I almost thought he was lying, but I guess that's true, because I think maybe they say it in that episode where he goes and claims the body, like, the alcohol induced a heart attack, but part of me felt like he was, like, not telling the whole truth, Mm -hmm. like... It wasn't, it wasn't like a normal, like, you know, oh, man, he's just old and he had a heart attack. It was like, you know, a heart attack induced by extreme alcohol abuse. You yeah. Know? So. Um, Sawyer meets Jack's dad, like, when they were at the bar. That was one week before the flight out. Um, now, back to what we mentioned earlier, um, the case that the marshal had with the guns was apparently supposed to be stowed in the crew luggage compartment up front. So that conversation we had about, you know, when Kate and Sawyer find the luggage underneath the people's seat, you know, we sort of assumed that that was the seat in front of the marshal and, and Kate, and, the, you know, the, it should have been on the right side seat. Or, or should I actually thought that he checked it. So Oh, is that what you thought? Yeah, because I thought they said that. Like, I thought they said that they made him check it. Or, like, maybe Kate said it, or... I, I feel like that came up, and then I thought they, it was supposed to have But, been like, checked. I think I said it back then, is that they they wanted him to check it or something like that, but he said no. And as you see in this scene, he basically convinces them why he needs... You know, he's basically convincing them why he needs guns, and specifically, like, five guns, you know? Right, so I think which that, I, think I think is very silly, but... I think she was saying... Yeah, okay. I, I don't I see why more guns protects you more, like... Yeah, I guess she's so crafty, she'll be able to get, like, four guns away from him. But with that fifth gun, like, there's no way she can get five guns away from him. Because it's like, you have two hands. You can't shoot more than two guns at once. I can't, you know. Basically, yeah. It's one of those things where they have a whole song and dance speech, and then you, you feel convinced, but it's really because the writers needed five guns for those scene, those episodes when they need a lot of people armed. Yeah, you're right. That's why. That's why. They, yeah. If there were if there were one gun in there, then they couldn't have... Yeah, okay. believe okay. me. Okay. Yeah. So, but anyway, the point was that they did explain that the case was not under the marshal's front seat, but was supposed to be in the crew luggage compartment up front. But then again, that's not a luggage compartment. So uh, they were still sort of wrong in how we found find the where we find the case in that episode early in season one, uh, because if I'm not mistaken, the crew luggage compartment is basically where if you if you caught that quick scene when Charlie is trying to stuff his guitar in in, in the next episode. Oh yeah yeah yeah. That's right. that's the crew luggage compartment. Uh, so that's where the case should have been. But of mm-hmm. course, if that's where the case should have been, then they probably wouldn't have ever found it because who knows where that piece of the plane went. 
wherever the case may be. Uh, oh, I guess it would have. I guess it would have fallen near Charlie's guitar if it was in with Charlie's guitar. If they would have put it there, did he get it in there? I think he. Well, it looked like he was trying. I guess. I guess we don't know if he ever got it in there, but I, it looked like he almost had it. Okay. Try a little harder, Charlie. You got it, buddy. Okay. Stuff ends up in weird places. Like we said at the time, I mean, I, you know, the the place where it was, you know, it seems like it should have been there if he had it, like, in front of him, you know, but... Well, if he had it in front of Kate, that's where it would have been. Yeah, 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 yeah. In front of Kate. Well, like, what I mean is, like, with them, you know? Yeah, exactly, Not... exactly. Not, like, stored away in the front of the plane. Anyway, but that Marshall didn't seem like the kind of person to listen to anybody, you know? So, even though he says, it, you know, the airline guy's like, oh, it's got to be stowed in the career luggage department, I'm sure the, the Marshall could have just been like, hey, I'm going to put this near me because, you know, if it's up there in the front, I'm not going to have it when Kate goes all crazy on me, so. Yeah, and I'm going to shoot her with five guns. Oh, five guns. God. Well, he's got two hands, two feet. <laughs> and uh, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> if you can shoot a gun with your foot, I guess you deserve five guns. Have you met Daniel Day-Lewis? <laughs> wow, that's, a, that's a My Did Left he... Foot reference. Oh, oh, wow. That was really obscure. <laughs> I was thinking Last of the Mohicans. I thought, like, he shot a gun with his foot in that movie for wow, some reason. Wow, you can count on me for those mid-90s references. Wow, references. My Left Foot. Wow. Wow. Um, yeah. Um, anyway, th- we found out the Marshall chased Kate for three years. You know, it's funny. Like, so many times when we hear numbered related things, you know, like, they did this, you know, it was this long ago and this many months. Mm-hmm. And it's almost always the six numbers. Right. But but when it's not, I'm like, why didn't you guys just make that a number? <laughs> right. Yeah. You know, how Especially come they were so close to four. You yeah. Know? It's like, how come you couldn't have made them chase them for four years and then it would have fit in with everything that's going on? But yeah, I don't know. Maybe, maybe in the long run, things that aren't related to the numbers don't matter and things that are, you know, I had this theory when I was watching the episode, the episodes that, um, all of the six numbers relate specifically to each person. You know, like, like I, I had, didn't have time to work out my theory, but, like, you know, for, for Locke, the number four is how many years he was in a wheelchair or when he first had the accident. Mm-hmm. You know, and maybe eight is whatever and 15. You know what I mean? Like, each of the, the numbers correlates to something big with them. You know, 23 relates to the $23,000 that Kate had on her head, you know, for her reward. You know, and then 42 might be the age at which, you know, the guy who she killed died or something. So I was I was just trying to concoct that little theory that maybe all of the numbers relate all six numbers relate to each person, you know, oh. in some way. Okay. You know, um I may or may not have I always say that. <laughs> I, I may or may not have something to say. And you know, every time I say that it's always May. So. Yeah, you always have something to say. I love that. You, you well, know, it's well, like, you want to tell me you got something to say, but you don't want to tell You're like, you want to keep me in suspense. I, I don't want to commit, but the reality is if I didn't have something to say, I would never say this. Yeah, especially like, well, you know, I may or may not have something to say on that topic. Yeah. Yes. Uh, in the spoiler section, uh, there's been a big, big thing to do with the numbers in the loss experience. So, oh, God. Um, 
So we definitely should at least uh, mention it. I don't, I don't know if I buy it, but anyway, we'll talk about that later. So, um, a couple other little things. Um, I thought it was really interesting. You know, Danielle leads them is leading the, the the dynamite expedition team to where the dynamite is, so that's Black Rock. And when they she sort of gets to the dark territory and she says, you know, dark territory in French. Mm-hmm. And if you notice, they cut to Kate. They cut to like Jack because he like says because oh he basically <laughs> says dark territory. He translates it, and then they cut to Kate for like seven seconds. I counted it. Like it's a long cut to Kate as she's just like staring, and then they cut the lock for like half a second, and then they cut back to Danielle, and the scene continues. But it was just really. I mean, this is just an editing thing, and I guess it doesn't really mean anything. But like a, a couple times during this season, they've cut to Kate on like really weird moments, and they've like cut to her for a long time. And I just thought it was weird. They're like, this is the dark territory. And they cut to Kate. Like, maybe she already knows. Or, you know, I don't know what that was supposed to mean. But a little tidbit. Um, yeah. Daniel's, I didn't notice. Danielle's team got infected at the Black Rock. Which, you gotta wonder what that really means. Daniel's, what did you say? Daniel's team got infected at the Black Rock. Oh, I thought you said inspected. Okay, right, infected. Because, did, did she really say that? She said that. Why what would the she fuck is them? that about? Why would she take them to a place that her other people, like, got, inf- quote, infected? And how would like, you even know? I don't... Yeah, how would you even know? That's another question. Like, 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 you know, they went there and then they were infected. So she's like, oh, we got infected. I mean, usually sicknesses don't happen so quick that you can say, oh, that's where I got infected. Yeah. Well, that's the thing. I, I was wondering. I feel like the sickness might be something specific where she could she could say that. But I don't know. I mean, if it even exists. Yeah, I know. I know. You know what? I, I After learning a few more things... I'm starting to believe the sickness exists. Oh God! Well, first of all, I'm going to come back to that shocking revelation. But <laughs> but let me just let me just clarify. It's it's the dark territory where it all began. Because she go Jack says you know she goes le territoire fond. Oh oh oh. And then okay, Jack yeah. says the dark territory, and then Danielle says the Black Rock is not far. This is where it all began. Where my team got infected. Where Montan lost his arm. So right. it's 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 the, it's the dark territory where they got infected, not specifically the Black Rock. You know. We gotta get a Danielle flashback. How did he lose his arm? Does that have anything to do with the sickness? Like, I think that has to do with Smokey. That's oh. the only thing I can think of is that 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 they were in this dark territory and 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 they they encountered Smokey. Okay, and it took his arm. Wow. Yeah. Okay. All right. Um, I just thought that I'm you know it just seems like a throwaway line, but. Just, you know, I mean, people don't lose their arms for, you know, for no reason. Yeah, that's I what mean, Art says. He's like, you know, I want to help, but that was before Montan lost his freaking arm. Right. Yeah, I know. I was reading that. That was, oh, God. He's so the audience in this uh, He is. He's, he's a good little character. I, I like this character. But that's the thing. Okay, so let's come back to Danielle, though, because we got a lot to talk about her. At least I do. Danielle? Um, oh, boy. She is, she is a yeah. book. Um, what else little things I want to mention uh, I questioned why Hurley went on the dynamite expedition yeah that was weird it I was like Hurley rarely go- he, he only goes when it's his episode yeah and I don't remember them talking about who was going to go like they Me usually either. do and all of a sudden Hurley's there yeah and I, I mean basically I can only imagine that he's there to sort of be 
to react to when Arnst dies or gets yeah. blown up, and basically be there when they're going to blow up the hatch. Yeah, he needs to be there to see the numbers. Yeah, he needs to be there to see the numbers, and that's the only reason I can see why, you know, from a writing perspective, that he's there because he never goes on expeditions. Right. I mean, he's he, you know, he shies away from everything. He just stays outside, and mm-hmm. you know, he's not fit. To, he all he only needs to go when it's something he's really concerned about himself. Yeah. He's not the adventurous type. So, yeah, that was weird. I th- I really think it's just so they can have him at the hatch. Yeah. And, yeah, he does provide, like, you know, he just reacts to stuff. And, you know, he has that scene with, with ours, too, you know, while, while everybody mm-hmm. else is exploring. So, you know, um, they, they used him being there, but he really shouldn't have been there. Um, I also want to mention on this little expedition, basically, when Arntz left, he was like, hey, you know, I'm going back because this is freaky and stuff. Yeah. Uh, basically, that's when Smokey came. Yeah. And basically, Smokey chased him back to the group. And I'm wondering if that was on purpose because nothing really, Smokey didn't really do anything but sort of scare them, you know? Yeah, you which, know, that... Which brings me to another question that I want to talk about later when we get through with your little things. Is we gotta talk about Danielle because there's a lot, and then talk about Smokey because Smokey, in 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 terms of what he did at the beginning of the season, is different than what he's doing now. Like yeah. he's really big on scaring people and and like that. Like before, like if you came in contact with him, you're dead. Yeah. Like you're just gonna die. And except now it's Locke. just except Locke. Well, and then now it's like. Well, I'm just gonna scare you a little bit. Well, I'm just gonna trip the jungle. Well, you know, it's just like, what are you? What is he doing? You know? Yeah, I know. <sighs> Rhetorical question. So the other thing I wanted to say, uh, uh, oh, that 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 Jin, that son makes a dictionary for Jin. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. okay. I wrote that little note. I guess it's in the next episode when Michael. I'll just say it now when Michael asks Jin what he knows, <laughs> and Jin's like, okay, well. I got starboard. <laughs> I got, uh, let me see, I got aft. And, and Michael's like, yeah, yeah, he's got, I got port and I got eat. And I, yeah. I think, to me, it was, I was thinking, I was just making a joke in my head. Michael just seemed very unimpressed. <laughs> like, yeah. Like, damn, like, all this work and effort to make a dictionary, all you can do is give me, I mean, you can point to starboard. You don't have to, like, learn that word. You mm-hmm. know? So I thought that was funny. Like she didn't really give him a whole bunch of good words, but you had me at starboard, son. Oh, <laughs> let's make up and never fight again. No one was left unmoved. Yeah, it was very moving. What are you gonna do? Yeah. So I'm done with my little things, except I don't believe that Danielle never saw a hatch. But okay, your turn. Yeah, I was gonna. Oh man. I had to point that out too. What the fuck is this? I've never seen anything like it. Yeah, I've been on here for sixteen years and I've only seen trees. Yeah, I come. Oh man, and, I've and got. That... I've got a theory about that. It doesn't really pan out, but I got a theory to mention about her in this hatch situation. And I and I want to combine that with the idea that she's never seen another, and <laughs> and just say that like she just. I, I just have to conclude she lies a lot. Yeah. Like, I just can't buy any of that stuff. Well, like, like, the, like not seeing an other, I could only believe if the others have, have, like I said before, if they don't want to have anything to do with her, they don't need her for anything, um, then I can see them sort of staying away from her, you know. 
And depending on what's really going on the island, the others might not be on the island all the time. I mean, obviously we'll see in season three where their home is and where they, you know, where they call, but presumably they might not be on the island all the time. And maybe they're just on the island in, you know, season one and season two because of Walt or whatever, because the, the losses are on there. But I can see, you know, it's possible that they really weren't on the island that much in the 16 years that she was there, you know, and that maybe, you know, every year or two or every whatever, when they get on the island or whatever, that's when she hears the whispers, but they're not like always there, you know, so the possibility of her running into them could be low. So, I I mean, I'll, I'll tentatively buy that, but it's a hard sell. She says the others are the carriers of the sickness. First of all, yeah, and the others took the baby. So, like the fact that she concluded, okay, so so all she hears is supernatural whispering, and she assumes that that's the cause. That's the cause of the sickness that killed everybody, and and those whispers are people that carry diseases. And two, her baby just disappears, and she assumes the whispers took it. I got I got. I can answer all your questions in one word. Okay. And by one word, I mean several words. Um, I think that basically how someone can take your baby and you never see them, I can only imagine that she was sleeping and the baby got taken. And she assumed the others did it, which is probably a good assumption. So that's Where that. did she even get that name? Like The others? Like, what, what, like all she hears is whispering. Like, well, if I just heard... Thing. You mean, why does she call them the others? Yeah. I mean, I guess my question is, why do you think that's important that she calls them the others? Well, I guess it's not. Yeah, I, I mean, it's not like the others call themselves the others or, or, you know what I mean? Like, she's the one who started that phrase. No one else says that. Uh, I mean, because the other, you know, Kelvin called them the hostiles. So You're right, yeah. There, there's, yeah. I don't think it's really important that she calls them the others. They are, they are the others. Plus, it sounds cool. Um, I yeah. think okay. So I basically think you know, it, going in the guys that, going in the guys that um, she never saw them. I would have to say her baby got taken, you know, at night or something when she was sleeping. She so never saw them. Mm-hmm. Um, I think while we're on Danielle, um, your other question about oh, the other thing is she claims that she heard them say you know they were coming for the boy. Now why she was able to hear that or why they let her hear that or why they told her that. I have no idea. Um, so that was weird. So I thought maybe if she is somewhat privy to like what's going on with them, because when she says that she heard they were coming for the boy, I assumed it was like she heard whispering saying, we're going to go for the boy tonight or, or, you know, or, you know, basically like the others communicating with themselves and she's sort of hearing it. It's not like necessarily they're telling her uh, like we're coming for the boy tonight, Danielle. It's basically she's like, she's eavesdropping. So, I could see if um, if maybe she maybe she overheard something talking about the sickness. You know, maybe maybe the others communicating with each other mentioned the sickness, and so she assumed they were the carriers, or maybe they even said like one of us is infected, and she heard. You know what I mean? So basically, I, a, a couple the answers to a couple of your questions, I think, is that she sort of heard it through the whispers, because she seems to hear a lot of whispering more than most people. Yeah. Now, since we're on Danielle, I guess we'll just get into it. Um, yeah, I mean, you're talking about season finale stuff that I, uh, uh, 
Yeah, I mean, that whole thing with they were coming for the boy, like, I didn't even notice that the first time I watched this episode. Like, that that just slipped by me somehow. Aren't, wait, um, aren't we on the season finale? No, we're well, we're technically on Exodus Part 1, which, you know, is the episode before the season finale. Oh, I had in my notes for that one, the Danielle, oh, oh, never mind, I see. I see why I wrote that. Never mind. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. She says they're, they're coming for the boy in the second part. But my point was, in the first part, she says they're coming for you all. Yeah, that's true. Um, um, yeah, it, it seems like it seems to me like a revelation that they communicate via the whispers. But, but you know, okay, by the end of season two, she's seen it other. <laughs> all right? Mm-hmm. She can't claim that, you know, BS anymore. Yeah, well... In the, in the other meaning of BS. <laughs> that story. Um, and that other would be Harry Gale. Yeah. At the very least, you know, uh, besides the fact that they set up camp and, you know, they were in they were in that medical hatch. Yeah, she helped Claire escape, too, so she should have seen the others then also. Mm-hmm. So, um, so she's seen the others. And, like, I guess it wasn't a big deal for her. Like, even though, she, even though there's these mysterious people who she hears whispering and she assumes they kidnapped their baby and gave her whole team this disease and blah, 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 blah. She sees another, eh, you take them. I think it goes back to my two groups of other theories. Oh, jeez, not bad. Re- let's resurrect that dead horse. Oh man, that horse! That horse is that horse is glue. Yeah, well, I can glue a horse together. I don't know, <laughs> paper mache a horse. Oh uh, no, I'm kidding. But I think you know, not that I believe it, but that that could explain it. You know, maybe there's two groups, and she's like, okay, well, that's Henry Gale is the kind of the the other that I don't care about. It's the other others, but I don't believe that. I, I guess. I mean, no. in terms of, I mean, we're, we're talking about that episode of season two when they find Henry Gale. I mean, she doesn't really seem interested. I mean, I guess because it's like if the writer, if she was interested, what would happen? I mean, what is she going to do? I mean, basically all she could really do was is threaten him to like, where is, where is Alex or, or want to kill him or something. And that's just, yeah. you know, I mean, she couldn't really do a lot. Any, I mean, it's not a good reason, but she couldn't really do a lot anyway in terms of the plot. Um... I mean, I think that may be the reason, but it's still, like, it just doesn't seem consistent she... with, like, wow, here's an other in the flesh that I've caught. I'll just give him away. Did she... Maybe she didn't re- really believe he was an other. Maybe she just said that. Oh, my God. She just said that, and she's like, he will lie, but he is an other. And, you, and that was just, wow. Wow, Danielle, you're crazy. I mean... And she was right in her lie? Like... Man, Ooh, hard sell. Um, <laughs> yeah, like that's just weird. Like, yeah, I don't know, dude. I don't. She I, just I caught just... a random person, and she's like, "Here's another," but I don't know that he's. Oh man, oh man. Anyway, yeah, that's why I don't buy that she's never seen the others before, and I don't buy that she's never seen a hash before, and I don't buy. <sighs> That she killed her team because of the sickness. Although now you, you just said you believe there is a sickness. Yeah, I kind of believe there is a sickness, but... <laughs> and what what changed your mind, by the way? Ooh, what changed my because, mind? I, 
Because our trivia question was predicated on you not believing that. Yeah, yeah. Well, the trivia contest is over, so yeah. I feel like I'm free to change my mind. I guess I'm, I'm not 100% sure that it exists now, but I'll say that I, I'm at least like... I'm at least considering the possibility, whereas before I was a hundred percent sure it didn't exist. But why? What, what was the change of heart? Um, well, I guess it wasn't anything that happened so much as like I read a few theories okay. that, that talked about the the Cygnus, and they sort of seemed plausible. And I thought about like what references we see to the Cygnus in the show, mm-hmm. and the the way they sort of set it up. And, you know, trying to piece together, like, the season two finale, you know, seems to suggest that there isn't a sickness, but then the others had that vaccine, and, you know, and there's Danielle's story, and um, and they were doing something to the baby, supposedly, because of it, and um, I guess based on reading a few theories that sort of explain, tried to explain it, which I didn't buy, I didn't buy the theories, but it put the idea in my mind that, yeah... There really could be some way where they explain why the sickness exists and we have this other stuff. You now, know, I, I think it's possible. Correct me if I'm wrong, but Danielle is the only one who references the sickness, right? I mean, the medic, the hatch does have quarantine on it, and they always okay. And Kelvin, I think Kelvin talked about it too, right? Yeah, Kelvin talks about because it, you have to wear the suit to go out, but that was all a lie. And he and he gave him the vaccine, and he's like, "You better hope you have enough time or whatever." And... I got it. I got it. I got it. It just dawned on me. Okay, I don't think the sickness exists. Okay, and this is why I think I think to answer your earlier question about Danielle. And why they think she's a carrier is because if Dharma slash the others are running this, you know, the, ha- the swan hatch, and basically, this, you know, in the same situation where Kelvin is telling Desmond, hey, there's a sickness, you got to take this vaccine. If the others are talking about that through the whispers, then Danielle could overhear and basically hear that they're doing this thing with the vaccine. They're doing this thing with this, Ill- with this sickness. And that explains why she thinks they're the carriers. That explains, um, it also makes the sickness not true if it's the same sickness that doesn't really exist because we know that Kelvin was lying. Um, Are you saying Kelvin is an other? Because I don't, I mean, I don't believe that. I'm not saying he's an other. I'm saying that Dharma created the, like, this need to do the vaccine as a farce, just like the need to press the button. Although... (laughs) I think it's possible they created the sickness and the vaccine. Okay. I don't think you need to take the vaccine. And if you don't need to take the vaccine, I don't think there's a sickness. Because Kelvin, I mean, why would he tell Desmond to take this vaccine and not go outside without a suit and then do the same thing, go outside without a suit, you know? Now, your question to me might be, then, why did Desmond continue to take the vaccine? Oh, wait, he wasn't. I guess that was a flashback. I was thinking the beginning of season two when we see him in the hatch taking the vaccine. I know. I think that was current. I think they they zoomed from that straight up to the. Yeah, that was current, and that was right after he killed Kelvin. I think that's not consistent. Yeah, it's it's not. Well, it wasn't right after. It was you know forty four days later. How you know however long season one was. Well, I think. 
Yeah, that's weird because I mean, why would why would Kelvin uh, why would Desmond continue to take the vaccine after after finding out he doesn't really need to? Yeah, I think unless, I think they messed up. Unless it's a separate issue, unless the vaccine, unless like whatever's in the air is one thing and the vaccine protects you from something else. I don't know. That doesn't make any Although sense. at the time when I first saw the episode in you know the first episode of season 2, I thought he was taking the drugs to like stay awake. Yeah. You know, I thought they were he was using them, you know, because he has to he has to stay awake to like press the button and stuff. And it seemed to me like he like he was taking the drugs, you know, for that reason. Yeah, I don't think that's true though. I, I don't either. I'm just saying that's yeah. what it seemed like at the time. Yeah. Uh I mean obviously, yeah, I mean we learn later there's this whole thing with the vaccine. Yeah, I but just... I, I feel like at some point there could have been a sickness that like Dharma unleashed for some specific reason and they they you know uh, gave... I I mean I can not really buy that but like I just don't see why they would release a sickness. I mean, obviously they can come up with a reason that'd be plausible, but I just don't. I can't see why they would, considering that they're on this island doing experiments, and I just don't see what the purpose would be to release a, a sickness on the island. And then you have. I think it ha- might have been to get rid of the others. To get rid of the others. But then you have Kelvin, who who was one of the other, who was one of the Dharma people, and he should have known about that, right? And and the sickness in, in his mind doesn't exist. You know, I mean, because he's not wearing his, his. I think. Well, it's hard to. And say. none of and none of our people are sick. I you think know? Kelvin. Right. Well, I don't think it's around anymore. I think I think Kelvin was keeping up appearances to convince Desmond to stay in the hatch. I, I think that was motivated by that completely. I don't think. I think, you know, when Desmond wasn't there, I don't think he was going out in a suit. You know, I think he was doing that just as a show to keep Desmond in there. Yeah, but you know what's weird is that when he when he finds Desmond on the on the beach, when he comes to get him, he's in his suit. Yeah, I know. Is he, I, I mean, is he, I is mean, he, did he just preemptively do that to set up this whole farce? That's, that's what I think. Yeah. You know? That's, I, I mean, I don't believe it, but that's what I think, yeah. Wait, oh boy! I know. I don't believe it, but I think it. No, I do. Yeah, I feel like he he saw him there, and then he's like, "Okay, I found my replacement," and he goes and gets the suit, and he's like, "And and to set up the whole thing." Oh, I I just I, the the idea of of using the sickness to get rid of the others. I I mean, it's interesting. I don't see. I mean, you'd have to paint a bigger picture for me though, for me to like buy that. Because if the if if the uh, if Dharma has stuff going on on this island, I mean, if they're doing zoological research on this island, they're gonna need to be out in the open, you know. Like, you, so I mean, well, I think they had a vaccine also. They had a vaccine. Yeah, they had a vaccine for themselves. Well, but uh, but with a vaccine, you don't have to take vaccines like in that amount all the time. Yeah, I know. Like, vaccines well, are that part's like, that part's know, silly. It's like a one shot deal. Maybe you have to do a booster every couple years or something. But like, you know, what kind of what kind of sickness would you want to put out there where once you're exposed, you got to take this vaccine forever? Like every what did Charlie yeah. say? Like every. I mean, that's know? not what a vaccine does. I mean, they're they're. I think that's them writing that's the writing being messed up yeah but i really think 
well, I don't know this, or even totally believe it, but I think it's at least possible. I'm entertaining the idea that that there was a sickness, it was unleashed, they had the vaccine, and at some stage, you know, it was it was gone. And, you know, like the others obtained the vaccine. Like, I feel like there was a war there, like some sort of, like the others defected or whatever, and, you know, and the creation of that was a part of this conflict. I, I just don't buy that. Like, the amount of time it would take to to engineer a, a virus or whatever the sickness is 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 a very long time and then actually and then create to create a vaccine for that that's also a very long time and i mean like you, you you just the amount of time it would take to create a virus like that is ridiculous unless unless you're using something that already exists and you have a vaccine to but then obviously this isn't a real world vaccine that they're using because vaccines don't work in real life the way they're working on the show so it shouldn't be a, a normal virus that already exists out there. Um, I did, and I think there's easier ways to get rid of a bunch of scallywags that's on your island. Uh, and they have, and potentially, you know, uh, Smokey is Dharma's security system. So yeah, got, maybe. I mean, and maybe. You know, I mean, and, yeah. and then you got Smokey at your disposal. So it's like I don't really want to buy that they unleash this virus or this sickness just to get rid of the others, like because just just the amount of time it would take to to do that, you know, is, is quite a bit of time. Seems like there'd be easier ways to get rid of a group of people that defected. I mean, how many people could it be? You know, I mean, it couldn't be more than a hundred. If what, that, the maybe. others, yeah, I yeah, mean, it, it couldn't be. It, I mean, we'll see in season three, I guess, but. Yeah, I'm going to guess, I'm going to guess there's, yeah, I'd say there's at least, I, I, I would say it's probably like the whole original team. I would say maybe like, yeah, a hundred. If, I mean, in the scene with, with, with Tom and, and, and Jack and the standoff and they light up the flares, that's maybe 50 flares. And I know, well, I don't think that was every other, but I think, I think they, they, they picked up, I mean, they picked up a few people over the years, uh. You know, I think they picked off a few from like future Dharma, you know, members. I think you know, uh, so so I think their numbers might have might have grown a bit uh, since since the original time. But uh, but yeah, I mean, I agree. They're they're not they're not a huge group. But I feel like they were raging war, and I feel like it was like a biological weapon type thing. Yeah. Nah. It's got some interesting merits to it that theory does, but I, I I don't I I don't have there's not enough to make me buy it yet, but yeah, we'll see. you we'll know I I don't I'm not convinced by it either, but I just like I read this a few times and I'm like I could see it I could see it it makes sense in my mind that there exists a scenario in which the sickness exists that they you know that could actually occur like and why would well, the why would the sickness go away over time? Yeah, I mean, you know, that's a problem. I mean, yeah, I don't get that. And then, and then, uh, then we go back to Danielle. You know, she takes them to the place where her team got sick. And does she know? I mean, and maybe that goes with what you said about you know, with the virus, you know, not being around anymore. Because she, even when you know, she tells when Saeed says I'm not sick or something, she's like, I know. You know, and maybe she knows because it's not around anymore, and maybe she's willing to take them there because, 
it's not around anymore. I mean, it's also weird it's to me weird. that she didn't get sick. Yeah, well, that's because she's a, got a baby. I don't know. You know, like... Oh, my God. I just thought of something. Wow. 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 I think I'm, I'm starting to like this sickness for the others thing a lot more now. What if the reason the others were really interested in Aaron is because the reason Danielle didn't get sick was because she was pregnant. And and maybe the others don't have a vaccine, and maybe they really need it. Maybe there's, I don't know, whatever reason they need the vaccine. And they're trying to figure out why Aaron, why Danielle didn't get sick. And so when she delivered the baby, they took the baby. And then now that Claire's on the island, they still haven't figured it out. So that's why they were after Aaron. And that's why they, you know, were doing whatever they did to uh, Claire when she was pregnant, too. Is because maybe being, being, uh, that was in a movie, too, where somehow being pregnant didn't get you sick. But, um. Really? Yeah, what do you think about that? Uh. That that explains why Danielle didn't get sick. Yeah, it does. Um. Um, there was, there was some movie or something. Wasn't that like, no, that wasn't Outbreak. There was some movie where, like. Because the woman was 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 pregnant, like her body was producing like special types of antibodies or something, and that prevented her from whatever. And then sort of maybe that was a Star Trek episode. And then like they then then they used that process to like no it was it was a movie. They used that to like create a vaccine for everybody else. That was some movie. If anybody in the listening audience knows what movie I'm talking about, please email us because outbreak. No, it wasn't Outbreak. Nobody was pregnant in that thing. Okay. I didn't think so, but yeah. it was a movie with an Outbreak. Uh, okay, right. But the only thing that bought... I mean, I want to believe your theory because it supports other stuff that I believe, but but the only thing that bothers me about it is... Um, uh, wow. My mind blanks for some reason. Because there's nothing. Uh, what, bother, what is it that bothers me? That uh, <laughs> you didn't come up with it first? Uh oh oh, right okay. It seems to me more like they're interested in kids, not that they're interested in pregnant women. I agree. I agree. I agree. But well, I see. I think there's there's if you okay with what's going on now, like just plainly going on. I think that I think they're interested in kids, but that might have powers. Obviously, right? Yeah. But I think if you want to throw in the theory that they that that Dharma created this sickness to combat the others, then that's when my little theory comes into play. But then it's like, why wouldn't they take Danielle? You know, shouldn't she be the one they should study, not maybe the they, kid? Maybe they did. I don't know. Okay. All right. I, and I mean, Claire too. You know. Uh. Uh. Yeah. Claire too. <laughs> well, maybe they realize that it's. Well, I mean, they realize it's the fact that she's pregnant. So maybe, I mean, maybe it's just more to do with the kids because the kid is what prevented it from getting sick. Okay. Well, but it just it seemed like it seemed like they didn't care about the you know the women at all. Yeah, it was all about the kids. You know, like, the only reason they messed with the women at all is so they could get to the kids. And, like, the kids, I mean, it didn't seem like the kids got a chance to even not get sick, you know? 
Yeah, I don't know. That's not a great theory. So, you know, I want to buy it, but, uh, yeah. It's, I just it's, think it I think it ties into some things that's going on. I think it explains why she didn't get sick. Yeah. Why she didn't get sick. Yeah. Yeah, I want to believe that. And then we have this whole thing with, like, Charlie bringing the vaccine at the end for the baby. Yeah. And, like... What is it? Uh, we already talked about how stupid that was. Hey, you want to take this stuff and give it to your baby? There's no reason to think any of us are sick. But hey, give it to the baby. Yeah, I tried it myself. It's great. Yeah. He didn't even try it, though, did he? Oh, he said he did. Oh, I don't did know. he? I mean, oh, God. Charlie, he'll try anything. I know. He's just saying, hey, what's this? Ah. <laughs> Injected it in my arm. I'm used <laughs> to it. Yeah. Oh, and it was fine for me. And everything that's fine for adults is fine for kids, right? Exactly. God. Jeez. He'll make a, he'll, he'll make just as good of a dad as Claire will <laughs> mom. Yeah, no. God, it's going to be a miracle if that kid lives. Yeah, God. It's ridiculous. The others need to take it. <laughs> they do need to take it. We're not taking this because we're mean. We're taking this for the baby's safety. <laughs> we're, we're the ch- other stands for, like... Child Welfare Organization or something. <laughs> oh, God. Oceanic, uh, Oceanic, uh, I can't come up with anything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oceanic right. uh, Teachers and Health Education uh, Resource uh, something. I don't know. Yeah. Okay, so, <laughs> all right. I think, I think maybe we're done with that topic. Um I just want to say, uh, I don't even know if I should say this. I I feel like we're so far afield from this stuff, uh, the rest of this stuff in my notes. Um, this is going to seem out of the blue, but the other, you know, smoke. Um, yeah, the black smoke? Yeah. Like, they, you know, did they do that? I, yeah, that's what I was going to talk about. I don't think they did that. I mean... First of all, there's no reason to do that. <laughs> yeah, I you think, know... Here's my, here's my theory what happened. In, in, in Exodus 1 and 2, this is my theory what happened, okay? Yeah, this is really an Exodus 2 theory, but that's all right. I, I think with... It's hard, to, it's hard to put it together, but I think this is what happened. Basically, Danielle wanted... Well, see, that doesn't even work. I was going to say Danielle wanted the baby. So she concocted this whole thing about the others coming with the black smoke. So she went and put the black smoke out there and then concocted this whole thing about the others are coming to make everyone paranoid, to make a diversion so she could get the baby. But then, of course, why would she take the baby there and expect the others to be there? Um, See, that's the thing. There's a disconnect between if the others really originally had smoke, black smoke, and that's when they came between now because it just doesn't seem like the others did that smoke like it just why would they do that why would they burn something like that unless unless to me it's some sort of signal like like one group of others i mean the same group of others but i mean like one part of them like is on near that where the smoke was and they they put they light a signal saying we're we're gonna do this, or th- our plan is gonna go off tonight, or you know the signal means something to whoever's on the other side of the island, part of the others group. You know that that's the only thing I can think of if it's a signal. Because I originally thought the black smoke was like campfire smoke, 
you know, when I first watched this episode, I thought it meant that the others were camping out on the beach and that they were going to, that they were in the area and they could go, like, attack or whatever. But obviously mm-hmm. it's not campfire smoke. They were burning something very specific for, to burn black smoke like that all day long. Yeah. I don't really know what they were burning, but it was more yeah, than just, like, tree branches. Um, so I thought I had a theory, but I guess I don't because it doesn't, it falls apart with why Danielle, basically the end of the, of Exodus 2, when she has the baby and is seemingly expecting the others to be there. Right. Right. Yeah, I mean, why, why would she, yeah, I mean, she just didn't, yeah. That's the thing. And I have to know, um, uh... There was a mention that there weren't footprints around the, around the torch thing or whatever that was. Yeah. Uh, well, so... yeah, I think Charlie or Saeed said there's no footprints, which to me basically meant, well, no one walked over there. But I guess that's supposed to mean, like, the the smokestack just appeared or something, or there were no footprints and it should have been because... Well, see, I thought they meant there were no footprints and there should have been because Danielle should have been over there. But I guess they're saying when the people set up the smokestack, there should have been footprints from that? That's what I thought they meant. Okay. I thought it was another one of those references that occasionally occurs that the others don't leave footprints. I See, I'll buy that they don't leave tracks. I'll buy that they that they you know may not wear shoes most of the time or something. Or when they're traced to the jungle, they're they're really careful about how they walk and what they step on, what they don't step on. So you can't track them very easily. I don't buy that when they step in sand, the sand doesn't move or like it, you know like that's just against the laws of physics. You know, like if you step on sand, the sand is going to move, unless you are supernatural and you know can counteract the laws of physics. Right, which uh, which I guess the others probably can't. But I still think they they I think they had this like idea of the others. I, I think there's there's something to them being like possibly supernatural. I mean, I don't think they are supernatural, but I feel like they they threw in enough to make us think that they were or that they could be that like. It- yeah, it's a, I, to me it's a throwaway line because he just sort of says it, and then we we get you know then like Danielle, then you hear the baby, and it's it, it's really quick. They don't really harp on it, but you're right; it goes in the category of of them trying to make the other seem supernatural. Yeah, and that's I mean they they sort of I mean when it comes down to it, when they show them, it's like yeah, the others. Well, if they really were supernatural, why didn't they do this, this, and this? You know. And so it does. It just doesn't hold up. They don't seem to actually be supernatural. But maybe there's two groups of others, man. No. Maybe there's a supernatural group, and and they like. I, ugh, I don't want to believe it, but I I want to believe it because they, it's still not cut and dry. You know, there's still things that one group seems to be able to do, and another group seems to be able to do. You know. Yeah, but every every other we've seen so far, they've all they've pretty much tied them all together, and I just yeah, I agree. But there's there's stuff that doesn't tie in to the people we've seen, you know. Yeah, I know, I know. Well, to me, I think it's just an inconsistency. I think we can just add it to the list of stuff, you know. Henry Gale's grand plan of taking somebody's name and leaving the wallet and. You know, things where it's like, if they thought about well, it for a second, you know, they'd say, this was 
this doesn't make any sense, but I think it seemed like a good idea at the time. But that's like a continued thing, though. It's not just one thing or two things. That's several references to them being specifically supernatural that, that doesn't add. I mean, the Henry thing was just stupid. You know, that was just like, I mean, actually, in terms of the, in terms of how it played out, it, it was good, you know, because then they go, they get to go and dig it up and Saeed gets to say, hey, but look at this, you know, like plot wise, it made sense. Logically, it didn't make sense, you know, um, I, I just, I can't imagine what they're doing with the others. I hopefully we'll find out season three, you know, what's going on with this. I mean, maybe, maybe it's just that some of the others have powers like that. Like for whatever reason, they don't leave footprints because they, I don't know what power you could have where you don't leave footprints, but, um, they're, yeah, they're footprint free, man. Yeah. I, I just footprints in the sand. Like I said, with tracks, I can under I can buy, like you don't leave tracks and it's hard to track you or impossible to track because you, you know how to, you know, move through the jungle a certain way. But in sand, I just don't buy it. You know, I can't do anything, but you can't follow me when I don't do anything. Yeah. That's the big power. Watch out. We'll see. I'm seeing a movie for them in the future. Only if Tarantino and Rodriguez directs. Oh, God. Because two directors is better. Yeah, yeah. Hmm. Sorry. Because that's the Coen brothers. Well. So. Uh, let's get back to Lost. Uh, yeah. You- so. What? Are you ready to move to Exodus 2? We're already there, kind of. Yeah, I know. We're already there, but I, I want to tie up some loose ends with Exodus Part 1. Okay. Just real quick. Sorry, I didn't mean to sound desperate. Wow, that was... I was like, oh. That was... Okay, one thing that's quick is... Uh, I, I know it's premature to say this, because this is, you know, Season 1, and so we haven't seen Season 2 blah 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 but i'm just really tired of that scene where someone comes up and they're like so uh you leaving yeah i'm going with you like i i never want to see that scene again it happens in this episode and like i'm just sick of it it's you know i guess it's obligatory or something but i'm just so tired of it it feels so like uh what's the word wheezy i mean I it feels can't. wheezy. Yeah, wheezy, wheezy. Like the Jeffersons, wheezy. Yeah, yeah. I don't wheezy. know what that means. Wheezy, like W H E E Z Y. What does that mean? It means like really like. Uh, let's see. It's uh, your wheezy. I think it means your. Uh, uh, I think. I think it's like when you have like a respiratory problem, but basically what it means in this context is uh, just really old and tired and like, you know, overdone. Yeah, I'm looking at the definition for wheezy and none of those is that, but okay. That's, yeah. I'll add that to my, to my repertoire of words. It means old and tired. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> The dictionary doesn't say it means that, but I'll, I trust you over Merriam-Webster. Why not? All right. So, um, <laughs> easy. So the smoke, the smoke monster. I mean, I know we have to talk about it again in the next episode, but 
I just wanted to point out specifically in this episode, it sounds like it's walking. Like, yes. Yes. It makes and distinct it, I mean, footsteps. And it, when we first hear it in in the pilot, it, it's making a very sort of walking sound. You hear thuds as if it's walking. Yeah. I assumed that... I, I'm under the assumption that that Smokey can change shape, and that when it's when it's trying to be menacing, but it doesn't necessarily is about to kill you, uh, that it that it sort of, for lack of a better word, becomes a dinosaur, because to me that's what it sounds like. It sounds like a big two-legged creature plodding through the thing through the jungle. Yeah, and I'm thinking it it either replicates those sounds. Or it actually becomes something that can make those sounds. Or the third thing being the writers just have that because it's cool. But I think it's weird how like we'll see we'll see Smokey be you know a cloud of smoke, and then later or you know we we hear it thudding through the jungle, and it shouldn't be thudding through the jungle if it's a cloud of smoke. So I can only assume that it can sort of change shape and 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 like become something more menacing. You know, we've already said maybe. It was the polar bear, or maybe sometimes it's Vincent or something. So um, that's the that's what I thought of. I remember hearing the the thuds in this episode, and it, I was just like, "Well, maybe it's a dinosaur, right?" It sounds like it looks, sounds like a T Rex to me, but I don't know, man. <laughs> you can tell the uh, particular type of dinosaur. I mean, by the, if you've uh... seen Jurassic Park, that's what that's what the T Rexes sound like when they're plodding through the jungle. You know, a big, huge creature on two legs. You know. Okay. Because if it was four legs, it, you, you'd hear it. You, you you could tell if it's two or four. You could tell. Mm-hmm. Um, it sounds Very like good. a big two-leg creature. It sounds like a T-Rex. So. Very good. Um, I'd also like to offer that as piece of evidence, number one, that Vincent is not the smoke monster because we see Vincent in the very next scene way on the other side of the island. I so. agree. I did notice that. Um, I don't think that that means he's not smoky, though. And remember, I specifically said Vincent might be Smokey. Smokey might be Vincent sometimes. True, true. Not all the time. I'll give you that. How? But... I, and I still like even in this episode when 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 you see Walt uh, Michael tell Walt, you know, hey, don't worry about Vincent. He'll be okay. Dogs fly in the luxury, the 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 cargo hold all the time. I'm thinking, how can a fucking dog in a cage survive a survive a crash? And even if it survives, like you know. It, it should still be in its dog cage. I mean, I guess obviously the cage broke, but like, yeah, I, I just don't believe the dog's gonna survive. You know, so uh, until we find out what Smokey is, I'm kind of I like to think Vincent is Smokey because I just don't I just don't believe he survived. I think Vincent uh, was bad and he died in the crash. I just want to offer doggy. that bad doggy. I I just want to offer that as evidence that at, at the very least. He's not smoky all the time. Like, I, I just, I think, I think a real Vincent exists. Maybe. I think, well, and let's just throw in the mix there that the writers do screw things up, as we yeah. talk about a lot. So there, there is that. It's, it's in the, it's in the. Well, maybe it's not true pile. I don't think it's in the not true pile. I, I was offering it as a piece of evidence. It's, it's absolutely not conclusive. But I just. Yeah. I just noted it as, you know, it's a specific scene with Smoke Monster, Vincent, back to back, you know? So. 
Yeah, uh, and, and then I'd have to see that scene again and think about the time frame. I mean, was that supposed to be, you know, contiguous, like, or, or you know, at the very, were those scenes happening at the same time? Or how much yeah. time, you know, how much time was lapsing in between? I know it was a, you know, a cut, but how much time is really elapsing? I mean, even if it's like five minutes, I can see that still being Smokey, you know, because Smokey can traipse through the jungle pretty fast. Yeah, but I think he's, you know... I, I, the net, well, I think the next scene is where Walt gives gives Vincent to Shannon. Like Walt had Vincent. I mean, I I don't think, you know, he he couldn't. Vincent couldn't have gotten away to go attack the people if he was with Walt. You know what I mean? Well, but who knows when he was with Walt? Like I don't think he was out of Walt's control. Like during because Vincent like ran away and then came back. I mean, I just. Eh. I, all right, you know that dog runs away all the time. I, no, I understand. I understand, but but when it runs away, like it doesn't just like it doesn't just like run away. And, okay, ah, yeah, I, I give up. But I just uh, that's that's let that be on the record. Okay, it's duly noted. Okay, so uh, the last thing I want to say about this episode is how does Danielle know that the smoke monster is a security system? I agree. And, wh- and why does she say that it protects the island? I agree. Um, basically, I'm going to answer your question. Because, like, everybody has assumed that that's true, and I forgot where that came from, but she just says that, and it's like, she's Danielle. She's not, you know. Uh, if I think, I think she's correct. Um, I agree, but but I'd like to offer the evidence of the blast door map uh, because I think, and I don't really, I can't think of any real evidence, but it seems like Smokey is usually in a particular area, and like on the blast door map, it, it did say, didn't it say, did it say dark territory or it said, uh, it's it had some reference to an evil territory in the sort of bottom. Uh, the bottom oh right, the bottom right corner of the blast door map, the like second quadrant, I guess that would be. Um, it said it, it. It made a reference. Actually, that would be the fourth quadrant. We go uh, counterclockwise from the top right. Anyway, sorry. Oh, counterclockwise. Oh, I thought yeah. I knew that. Yeah, one, two, three, four, counterclockwise. Because the angle zero to ninety, you want that to be one, and then go straight over to two. Because just because of the way you rotate normally, mm. it's like. When you do radian measure, anyway, whatever. Wow, Not measure, but radians, uh, yeah. That's anyway. terribly interesting. No, I don't even mean radians. I'm saying the wrong word. Polar coordinates. Yeah. Oh, yeah. speaking of math, um, I just wanted to throw out uh, uh, quickly the probability uh, of a 50-number lottery with six numbers and the numbers being drawn in order is 1 over 6 factorial. Boom. So, this. I, I I figured it out. So, there, there what does that mean for people who don't know what one over six factorial is? Oh, sorry, one over six. Okay, so six factorial means. I don't exactly want you to explain what factorial is. Just give me the number. Oh, you want to know what the number is? I mean, that's Ooh. what people want to know, right? I guess Google can tell me. Let's see here. God. Seven hundred and twenty. Twenty. So one, oh. one over seven twenty. And so if you compute that That's here. zero point zero zero one three eight 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 eight. That's the probability that the numbers will be drawn in order. So it's a point one three percent probability. Right. Correct. Approximately. So it's not even a whole percent. 
So uh, yeah, exactly. It's a it's a it's a fraction of a percent. So obviously, the majority of the time they will not be drawn in order. Yeah. Uh, so it's it's highly unlikely. Um, basically, if you think about it in terms of permutations, it, it, you can count it very easily. I anyway. always think about it in terms of permutations. What I also think about is what I was talking about, uh, which was something I don't remember now. Sorry, I I. I you asked, what were you, oh God, what was I talking about? Um, I was oh explaining. Oh, oh Danielle, Danielle, you were explaining why Danielle knows about the, uh, oh, and you were referencing the Blastor map. Yes. So I was saying that I think um, basically on the Blastor at. map, it says like Haydn Cerberus activity in this region. Yeah. Uh, and so I, I think basically she thinks it's a security system because Basically, when she goes in that area, having been there for 16 years, that's when she encounters it. If not sort of everywhere or sort of like in a random place and, hey, I might see it here or, hey, I might see it there, she realizes that the dark territory is specifically where she she uh, sees it. That that was my assumption. Pro- primary nexus of Cerberus-related activity. Yeah. Um um, but she says it protects the island. She didn't. She didn't say like it protects a specific part of the island. And then that's the part she's wrong about. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> she can't be right about all the parts. Yeah. Uh, okay. I don't know. Yeah, I thought. I thought the same thing. I was like, protects the island. Protects the island from what? Yeah, I know exactly. You know, like, I really thought she says protect the island, but what I really thought that meant was protect. There's something specific it's protecting. You know, um, like, like. I really wish we had some sort of map to see where people were in certain episodes, like what part of the island they were on when the pilot got eaten, what part, you know, not eaten, but killed, what part of the island were they, you know, like, I'd like to see, because I think that this theory might be proven correct, that they were, they were in this sort of near the dark territory or something like that. Um, and even like when we see the, when you hear Smokey in the, in season one, it is basically threatening them. Like they, this is their first night on the island, and it, you hear it thudding through the jungle, basically for being very foreboding. You know, which is what you would expect it to be if it's guarding something, or especially guarding a specific area. Mm-hmm. And and you know, many times they have said they didn't want to go in certain areas because of Smokey. So true. Um, so that's my theory, and I'm sticking to it. But yeah, why why? Protect the island from what? I mean, maybe Dharmic. I mean, if you want to go with your theory of the of the the this war between the others and Dharma, maybe maybe uh, maybe Dharma created Smokey, or the others created Smokey. You know, to each one. You know, I don't know. Maybe there's two Smokies. Maybe they fight each other. Oh, jeez. <laughs> yeah. No, I think one's a big dinosaur I... and one's a cloud of smoke. Oh who's, God! Who's gonna win the battle royale? Wow, maybe we'll see that in season five. Now that would they be really cool. Run out of ideas. Yeah, that'd be cool. It's the dinosaur versus this cloud of smoke. Who will win? Who will win? Place your bets. My bets on Kate. Yeah, she's born uh, to run. Oh God, isn't she though? Um, I wanted to say something about the smoke. Uh, person uh, that thing. smoking Ew. but uh it's it's escaping me now. i got some more to say in the next episode yeah let's let's move to the next episode I, my Yay! mind is really failing me because we're moving on up to the next Anna. episode 
Episode 24, Exodus, Part 2. As the castaways brace themselves for an attack by the others, Claire's baby is kidnapped, leading Charlie and Saeed on a dangerous chase into the jungle. Wasn't that dangerous? While the threat of the others bears down on the castaways, the raft continues... Oops. The raft crew continues their flight from the island. Interesting choice of words. But when the hope of rescue appears on the horizon, they will soon learn that appearances can be deceiving. Oh. Well, um... Uh... Oh, boy. Where do I start with this? You only have three choices. You can run. You can hide. Or you can die. Die. I hated that. Uh, you know, it's one of those things that sounds awesome the first time you, you go through it. Yeah. But then on second viewing, I'm like, first of all, you're stupid. Second of all, it's faulty logic. It's like, I'm like, okay, well, Danielle, okay. If, so if I choose option one, which is run, does that mean I can't hide? Right, and if I, I choose know. number two to hide, does that mean I gotta walk to where I'm gonna hide at? I know. And then like, and, and just because you hide doesn't mean you're not gonna die. Exactly. But but but, but it, you know what it reminds me of? It reminds me of that scene from the season two finale where Jack's like, "No, you can't go. If we run, they'll kill us all." Yeah. You know, it seems like in the same spirit. It's just like saying some stuff because it sounds good, but it just makes no sense. It makes no sense. You, I mean, because those aren't really three viable it's like okay you're right those are three choices danielle can you give us some real options here <laughs> like yeah we're I trying know. to be constructive she's like well charlie you can slap claire or <laughs> jack you can kick lock oh, or God. you know it's like okay those are choices but those won't help us <laughs> yeah i know i know it was it was horribly unhelpful and inaccurate they didn't even get anywhere near the camp. <laughs> they never came. And that was the thing. Like, the first of all, the others didn't even come. Although, I guess to her credit, they, you know, she says she heard they were coming for the boy. True. So I guess she really thought they were coming. I mean, if we believe that, and they obviously did go come for Walt. Right. If we believe that what she said, so she really thought the others were coming. And so I guess it wasn't a big farce for her just to, yeah, I, 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 oh, I guess she, she was okay. You know, the first time I watched this, I mean, first of all, I didn't even notice that line, but that's like, that's like a revelation, you know, it's a thing where it's like, they were coming for the boy, and she thought, she thought they meant she Aaron. She they meant Aaron, but they really meant Walt. Yeah, like, that's like a thing, like, when we hear that, you know, maybe some people in the audience are supposed to say... Oh, no, they mean Walt. Yeah, because, well, that's the thing. Like, if you, it, when you hear that line, if you, if you believe her that, that, she, that, that that line was correct, then you might think, oh, well, that means they're coming for Walt. But I just thought she was wrong. Like, yeah. she misheard them or she didn't hear them or she was just crazy that, that obviously they weren't coming for Aaron. But, uh, yeah, I think, I think the people out there who, who sort of believed her and was like, well... They said they were coming for the boy, and they didn't come for Aaron. Well, who could they be coming for, you know? And they go, well... And um, that would have been a nice revelation to have during that part, but I didn't have that when I first saw this. I didn't even catch it the first time. I didn't even notice the line at all. Like, it just passed over my... Of course, I never noticed anything, but... I mean... You never notice anything, and you don't believe anything either. 
I know. I, yeah, I'm, I, you know, only a Sith feels an absolute. That's all. Only a Sith feels an absolute, Obi Wan. Oh God! I also wanted to point out that it seems to indicate that the I said this earlier, but I just want to like please say put, it again. I need to put this on the record. It seems to mean the whispers are some sort of communication. I think, I think we're going to be correct in our telepathy uh, theory. Yeah, uh, it seems to be. It seems to be leaning that way. Yeah. Definitely. Um, because I feel like before, I mean, with the exception of maybe Sawyer's thing with, you know, it'll come back around. Like, generally, you just don't understand them. And I always got the impression they were just there to scare people. Yeah. But they didn't yeah. They didn't really serve a function, you know. But the fact that Danielle's hearing, she hears a specific piece of information that is true. You know, <laughs> so, I want, I'm sorry. I love, I love to cut you off. But I was just going to say... I wonder if she can understand them more or, like, with more frequency because she's been on the island so long and have heard them for so long. Like, it doesn't sound like a bunch of gibberish like it normally does to her because she, you know, she's been, she's heard them so many times that she can sort of dissect what they're saying. That's just a little addendum theory. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Maybe that, maybe that is it. It's just, it's like, uh, it's like learning a language or something. Hey, Jen... Age uh... Starbod. <laughs> God. <laughs> oh God. If I have to hear that word one more time. Yeah. He never a... gets. He never gets to use it either. No, it's no. Oh, at one point he does. Um. Uh, when when um. When they're trying to find out where the boat's coming from. Yeah, he asks like Starbod aft, and then he says yeah. it. And... <laughs> It's a whole. It's like wow, that was so useful. You could have pointed. <laughs> you could have pointed, or just shrug your shoulders. Yeah, that was. He could have. Uh, I mean, Michael speaks Korean apparently, so. Oh yeah, I know he. Well, he he understands Korean. Yeah. He, he, he doesn't speak it back, but whenever Jen says something, he's oh yeah 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 yeah. Oh, I know about that, but what do you want me to do? Yeah. You know, like Jen's uh, always saying something. He's like, oh yeah yeah, I was just about to do that. Oh yeah yeah yeah, well, I already did that. <laughs> I know, Jim, but what do you want me to do about it? Yeah, like, exactly. Did you, can I just, since we're on this episode, did you notice that line with, you know, like as you said earlier, Michael and Jen are talking about the dictionary, and he's like, your your wife did this for you? And Jen's like, son, yeah. Mm-hmm. And then Michael's like, uh, like, you don't know how lucky you are, or mm-hmm. something like that. I'm like... What is this thing with Michael and Son? I they had a they had a little it. scene too. They they did their goodbye scene like they didn't want to hug and they yeah. Like, Dude, we're gonna find out that that baby is Michael. Something there is some sort of scene we're gonna find out in season three. I guarantee you. Well, don't hold me to it, but we're gonna find out that something between them because from what we've seen. Of the show, there's no reason for them to act the way they act and for him to say lines like that. Like, they've never had a really serious connection that we've seen on screen. I feel like the writers are waiting for some big revelation that's that something happened between them. And I mean, maybe it won't lead to, you know, that being Michael's baby, but like, I they're just, it just, it's not being very congruent. Like, from what we've seen, and and the little subtext is not lining up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know they, they there's there's something there. I mean they've they've gone to that like 
Son Michael thing too many times. For, yeah. I mean, you know, it's intentional. I mean, they're they're doing that for some reason. If it's if it's just because they thought it'd be interesting or whatever, and maybe it really won't play into the plot at some point, then okay, whatever. But but <laughs> it's there, like. If you watch season one, there are numerous Son and Michael like moments or whatever Definitely. where stuff happens. And if you if you're looking for it, like you can trace them through the season. There's uh, as many moments of Michael and Jen being weird. I mean, <laughs> Michael and Son being weird. Michael and Jen's a different one. Uh, Michael and Son being weird as as there are people asking Sawyer for stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Oh God. <laughs> Oh God, Sawyer, he's uh, oh God, he's the man with all the stuff. Yeah. So let's get into this episode. Um, why does Locke know about slave trade? Oh God, he's like, that... oh wow, this obviously was a mining ship, and it obviously came from uh, the east coast of Africa. The west, what's the west coast? Of, uh, oh, the east coast of east, Africa, east coast, Mo- Mozambique, yeah. most likely. I'm like, why did you know that? <laughs> Yeah, lot like, you know, it's just another it seems like a theme. It's just just like with the Santa Michael thing. Like they've done this so many times. They have Locke just know something for no reason. It's like He just should not know like it's really not that specific. I mean, it's fairly specific thing to know. I mean, obviously, you know, it's got mining tools, so whatever, so it looks like that, but like like for him to just sort of say, "Oh, it came from Mozambique." Like it means basically you knew where my, where mining ships mostly came from during the slave trade, and you know like you know what I mean like why you know to know that it was Mozambique, right? You know, it, yeah, it's such specific information, and there's no reason that we've seen that he should know that. And it's like, why is it? Is it? Do they just basically? Because obviously the show has to give the audience some some like just factual information so that that you know can sort of satisfy our own curiosity, and maybe they just have Locke be the person. I mean, there's other things like the fact he knows how to use a gun and stuff that doesn't fit to this. But maybe there's just sometimes when like the audience needs to know something, and so they just have Locke tell us, and that's really the only reason because someone has to say it, and so they just have Locke do it most of the time. Yeah. You know? That's the only thing I can think of because I mean, unless we're gonna find out he was like a a history teacher or something like in one yeah. of his many jobs, like oh god, yeah, yeah. I mean, he he. I, it's just like that um, that scene when they find the Nigerian money and he's like, oh, this is a Nigerian. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah. He knows, I mean, you could, like, we said you can read it, but he knows what the money is. He seems to just, like, recognize it, you know? Oh, yeah, it's the old, the good old, yeah. like... Uh, I, I, maybe he's got some African connection thing. Maybe he spent time there or something that we'll find out. Maybe maybe that's how he lost his legs. Ooh! I love coming up with theories off the top of my you head. You know, I also want to point out that both of his visions, the one in season one and the one in season two, concern Echo. Um, and I think that's weird. Well, I was going to say my little theory I just came up with, because we don't know how Locke got in the wheelchair yet. Yeah. And I think what if when he – maybe maybe this doesn't fit into the timeline. You can tell me if you remember. Okay. But um, what if when he was denied going on the walkabout in Australia – uh oh wait he was already in a wheelchair. 
Yeah. Oh, I was going to say, maybe he decided to go to Africa. Well, maybe... Uh, yeah, no, I mean, especially because, like, the, the guy in that office gave him the ticket to the plane. How about, I mean, how about in reverse? How about before he went to Australia, he went to Africa, and that's a little less plausible because we saw that he was gearing up for the walkabout. Yeah. Well, he, um, yeah, he was gearing up for the walkabout. He, would, he was already in the wheelchair. Yeah. Uh, I tried to have him be in Africa, but I don't think it's going to Yeah, I mean, they could have him be in Africa, but it just would be pretty weird because, like, as far as we know with Locke, you know, he's just sort of a boring office worker. Like, he's never been outside of California or wherever he lived. Yeah, well, maybe, okay, how about this? (laughs) How about, you know, he was a boring office worker, blah, blah, blah. His daddy took his kidney. So sad, so sad. And then, like, he got he got into all this, like, outdoorsy safari stuff or whatever. Yeah. And his first trip was in Africa. And he did something there. And then that's when he got into the wheelchair. And then he came back and, you know, had the box company job or whatever. And then okay. that, and then he decided to go to, maybe he didn't do what he wanted to in Africa or get the experience he wanted or whatever, and he, and that's why he went to Australia for the walkabout. I don't know; it doesn't quite fit, but I think, I think it, I think if they have some connection to him in Africa, um, it won't be surprising. Yeah, I think, I think there's definitely a connection between him and Echo. Um, yeah. Well, there's they're trying to make one. They don't have a personal connection, but they the dream thing, yeah. Yeah, just the fact that both of his dreams are directly... I mean, in one of them, he was Echo, and he saw his brother. And in the other one, he saw the plane that had his brother in it. I think... But see, the the first one doesn't really count for me in in that theory, because... I mean, if you take Locke's word for it, that, you know... That that whole plane thing was about sacrificing Boone. And the plane thing was, was specifically for the sacrifice. So it wasn't about, you know, this Nigerian plane... It was about Boone being needed to be sacrificed and dying. No, no, no. Well, yeah. I mean, you could say that was the purpose of the dream, but like the content of the dream was was the uh, well. It also showed Boone and his mom. Yeah, I mean, but... it, it it only showed the plane and Boone and, and the mom. Like it didn't. I mean, it it didn't. To me, the dream would have to be more specific with the with Echo's brother or something to be. Along the line, but of to me, theory. the fact that it showed him this plane that's like very intimately connected with Echo's story, um, it just seems like, yeah, you know. But they I, can, I mean, they like, connect everything anyway, though. That's the thing; everything's connected. Everybody's seen everybody, and everybody's this and that. I mean, they if they didn't connect that plane to somebody on the island, that would have been surprising. So. Okay, well, but like I'm not convinced that he's right about Boone. I mean, I feel like he he got it wrong, and like you know, at this point he's way off. Like you know yeah. what he's supposed to be doing, and so like maybe he was maybe he was supposed to focus on the plane and not like and and Boone wasn't supposed to die. Of course, then why did he get his legs taken away? You know. I, I, I mean, I think he was right about Boone and the sacrifice, and 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 it was a test and all that. 
Um, now, whether the island wanted him to actually do it, I think, is a point of contention. I mean, the island could have been like, well, let's see if you'll do this, and then being surprised that he actually did it. I don't know. That's sort of a moot point. But, um... And the and the thing with the second dream with when he's you know he sees himself as 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 Echo I mean it's what was it? Echo's he sees himself as Echo and then he gets up and Echo's brother's in the wheelchair right um to me that doesn't really to me that was the that was the island just trying to get to him and it was a cool thing for us to watch with the revelation of hey that's him and hey he's dreaming and so. I don't really think they're that connected. I feel like there would be more going on with them non-dream-wise if, if we really thought they were supposed to have some sort of connection to each other. Because they're not even really friends. I mean, like... Well, no. they. I mean, they became sort of enemies. Yeah. Um, but I, I still... I don't know. I mean, I, they are I... both sort of men of faith and stuff like that. They do have that connection. Yeah, um, and so, Echo kind of took over Locke's role in season two when Locke was busy, you know, doing the dishes. Yeah, oh, God. Uh, <laughs> hey, uh, I'm sure Henry was like, hey, Locke, you better do those dishes before Jax comes back. <laughs> uh, He's not going to be happy if he sees spots in those pans. Yes, please. <laughs> I hope you I- uh, <laughs> rinse them twice. You know he likes his dinner to be hot when he gets home. <laughs> oh, yes, sir, Jack. Here's your dinner. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> We've been talking for a long... I guess people have to be, like... Is anybody out there, like, wondering how we can talk for so long, like, not on drugs? Not on drugs. That's the key. That's the key. Well... Don't do drugs, kids. It's bad. Uh, what's a drug? I don't really know. Um, is it this heroin I'm taking? Uh, I thought it was weird that the heroin, like, like I don't know. Like, I, you know, I'm not a really big druggie, so I don't know what heroin, like, comes in. First of all, I'd like to say I didn't know heroin had a, like, like solid form. I always thought it was, like, liquid. I thought you shot heroin up. No. Um, no, I just took it. Yeah, you, but don't you cook it and then you... Oh, you cook it and then you put it in a needle. Yeah, you cook it, then you put it... Yeah, exactly. Okay, exactly. But that's not what Charlie does. It was It was actually... Um, I don't know if this is true, and I hate to bring this up, but no, it, was actually, it was actually a plot point in Pulp Fiction that heroin is uh, supposed to be packed in balloons. And... You know, in the movie, it gets packed in a in a plastic bag, as it is in this in Lost, uh-huh. and and that makes Uma Thurman think that it's cocaine because that's the way cocaine is packaged. And so, anyway, according to Pulp Fiction, it's supposed to be packed in balloons. So okay, um, I thought it was weird because Charlie just sort of eats it. He just like rubs it in his gun. I guess that's like the dirty man's way to do it. Like maybe it's not as effective or something, but Charlie eats it. Yeah, Charlie. If you if you notice, like he was in the bathroom doing drugs when the plane. Like... Oh oh oh! That I thought you meant in the episode. Okay. No, no 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 no. In the flashback. I mean okay. I mean that's how he usually takes. The, that's how we've only. That's the only way we've seen him take the heroin is orally, and so I assume the heroin that we were that we've seen. You also take orally. Like I said, I always thought heroin was a liquid thing you you inject. But Charlie doesn't have any needles. Like unless he stole one from Jack, but like. 
You know what I mean? In the early parts of the episodes when he's still doing it. Like, he always just, like, rubs it in his gums or whatever Yeah, actually, I think I read somewhere that that they were going to have him shoot up, but the the network wouldn't let him do it. Oh, yeah? Uh, they wouldn't let him have a scene where he was shooting up. So, so they came up with a compromise of having him just kind of, like, use it orally. Oh, I, I guess, that, I mean, I don't know. But anyway, my point was, I thought it was weird how... Uh, the way Charlie's heroin was packaged is the same way it was in the uh, the, the the Mary statues. Right. Uh, but I guess maybe, as you're saying with Pulp Fiction, there's a standardized way to package heroin. Uh, although they're not using the balloon method, Which, but... Yeah, uh, it's not the way they said, but yeah. yeah. I, think, I think drugs do have... Yeah, maybe we can at least take that, that drugs have a standard packaging method. You heard it here first, folks. I mean, not that I know it. I'm not really a drug user, but... Uh... <laughs> well, you do a lot of reading about drugs. You're like, well, I read that uh, they were... Yeah. Well, I wasn't reading about... I was reading about... Okay, anyway. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. I, it's not like I was like, ooh, let me find out something about drugs. Oh, look, it's a, it just happens to be related to Lost. Okay, I'll read this. But I was really looking for drugs. I mean... So, remember my theory about Danielle? Was... <laughs> just ignore me and plow through. That's... <laughs> Remember my theory? I, I was trying to come up with a theory on the black smoke and all that a little while ago. Well, now I remember part of my theory. Um, basically, I was thinking when she she find basically she finds out that they have a hatch and she wants to know what's in there, and maybe she has found it before. I found another hatch; you can never get it open, and so she wants to basically have these guys blow open the hatch. and And she's thinking to herself, "Well, how can I convince them to go blow up this hatch?" Well. I'll go, you know, start the smoke and then tell them that the others are coming and maybe that'll make them want to get in there. But mm-hmm. it's really a faulty theory because you got the whole baby situation thrown right. in there. Right. Yeah, that really hurts that um, theory. But, I, but but then but then you have to ask, if it is the others' fire, why did they light the fire? Why did they light it and, like, no one was around? And, like, what would... Like I said, I can only imagine the smoke... I mean... What other reason to light a big smoke like that that's going to burn all day and be seen for miles, if not for a signal, some sort of communique? Um, hey, do you know how to spell communique? Yeah. Can, can, can you tell me how to spell it? Communique? That's like C-O-M-M-U-N What? Uh, C O M M U N I Q U E. That's the that's the weird part. The K at the ah moment. right. Okay, okay, okay. Communique like 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 French or something. Yeah, like it really should be commune communique or something. Yeah, communique. Communique, uh, but yeah. A communique. Uh, it actually, okay. I think it has the E has a little thing about it. Yeah, it, it does. It does. Yeah. Okay, what a weird tangent. Yeah, I'm sorry. Like, no, I just no I've heard I've heard that word a few times, and I was trying to look it up, and I couldn't figure out how to spell it. I was spelling it like C A E anyway at the end, and so yeah, I was like, I, I was really hoping you could just tell me how to. Okay, anyway, back to Lost. Um, so the others, yeah, they uh, what? What were you saying? <laughs> I was saying I was trying to come up with this theory about what was going on with the smoke, and I was basically trying to make it where Danielle was the one who who put up the smoke, 
Oh. But it just doesn't make... I mean, it doesn't make sense for her to do it be, with the whole baby situation. And it doesn't yeah. make sense for the others to do it other than it just being a signal. And what would yeah. the signal mean? I guess the signal means, like, we're going to go get the baby tonight. And, and like, do they really, like, need that? I mean... And that's the thing. Do they really even need it? If I mean, if they're telepathic or just in general, like, they never do that, yeah. you know? I mean, they have a boat. You think they might have a walkie-talkie, too, you know? Like, yeah, I'm sure they do. And, you know, uh, it seems like just, like, a weird contrivance, uh... That like, because they've never really done that. Besides that, you yeah. know, they've never lit fires, and you know, uh, it just seemed like like I remember the first time I saw this, I really liked it. I was like, "Ooh, look, it's a fire! Like somebody's coming!" Ooh, yeah. like you know, it seems really scary. And, it's very you know, anticlimactic when she's like, "The others are coming," and they cut to commercial or something. But you, yeah. you're like, they're not coming. I know. It's it's so depressing, like, when you know. That's the thing. Some episodes are fine when you know, but, like, some episodes where nothing happens eventually, like, they just can't, they can't trick you again with here's those a, things. Here's a question. Well, maybe, okay, maybe Danielle had it right. Now, I don't know why they would light a smoke when they're going to come and abduct a child, but say that they do. Maybe I the mean, reason... they certainly didn't do it with Claire. Of course, then, in that case, Ethan was, like, a... Mole. Yeah. Go ahead. Sorry. So, so assuming that they they do this smoke for no apparent reason when they're going to abduct a child and they were going to come for Walt, maybe the reason they didn't act, we never saw them actually come for Walt was by the time, uh, by the time they're going to get them, Walt was already on the boat. The raft had already set sail. So, basically, my point is, they if Walt if the if Walt was still on the island, we would have saw the others come get him from the from the camp. But Walt was already gone, and so that's why they went on the that's why they went on the boat and go, to go look for them out there. Um, so maybe she was right. Maybe they were gonna come, but by the time they you know got there or whatever, I don't know, uh, Walt was already gone. So they didn't actually they didn't technically come to the camp, you know. Well, okay, I was gonna ask about that specifically. Like, so okay, all right, so maybe we can fit that into a theory. Um, so, so I was going to ask if the others were just, like, floating around, you know, looking for Walt uh, uh, randomly. I mean, did they have no, any sort I of think direction? You mean in terms of where they... I mean, they were, they were relatively close to the raft uh, when they, you know, they were... I mean, yeah, they were relatively close to the raft. They were really close, actually. I mean, by the time, like, when the raft goes off a of radar and then comes back, I mean, when the boat comes off the radar and comes back and comes to them, it's, like, less than a minute or two, you know, maybe a couple minutes of, of travel time. So they were pretty close when they were just wandering around out there before yeah. Michael lit the flare. Um, I think they were specifically out there looking for Walt. But so so why didn't they take him sooner? I mean... Because uh, well, they didn't have the smoke ready. I don't know. Okay. I mean, it seems like they've had ample opportunity to take him at any other time. Like, it just seems weird that all of a sudden they're like, okay, we got to take Walt. Oh, damn, he's on a boat. We got to go get the boat out. I guess because it's a TV show. I mean, that's the only explanation I have is that. Um, so uh, so you think they knew he was on the boat and like oh yeah they, oh yeah i think I, they knew he was on the boat because you know because tom was already in his makeup gear 
So that means he expected to run into non-others. Yeah. Um, so I think, yeah, I think, uh, I think they were out there specifically looking for him. And you know, I gotta say, I so love the scene when they take Walt, when everyone's like, "Yay, we're rescuing!" Yeah, Ray! I know. And Tom is like, "Oh man, what are you guys doing?" And hey, yeah. you were on a plane crash. Whoa! Like, like he's totally acting, and like it's so funny because you know he's just as evil as he wants to be, but he's like, I know. "Whoa, you guys look hungry! Like, who wants I, a pizza I, party?" Like, I love his answers because, like, at first, like I remember when I watched it the first time, like at first it seems sort of normal, but I think before he even says like, "But oh, we're no, gonna it's take creepy. the boy," it gets creepy quickly. Yeah, before he even says that, it's like at some point it's like, "Oh." How about that? Oh, you don't say. Like, yeah. it gets really scary the way he's, like, answering his questions yeah. or, like, saying, like, uh, you know, responding to him. At, cer- at a certain point, it's like, okay, this has gone from, like, a fun, like, yay, we're rescued to, like, something's wrong. You yeah, know? Like, yeah. No, it was pretty quickly something's wrong. Yeah, like, you sense that he's not being friendly at some point, And it's like, before he even says anything about taking the kid, like... Yeah, he the way he delivers the oh, it's good. It's a really. And good I scene. would like to say, like, I don't expect like the raft crew to like think of this in in terms of because you know they're excited by being rescued, but in hindsight, I think it should have been a little bit strange that that Tom and them were speaking English, you know, like American English, um, considering that they're most closely to Australia and like you know Tahiti and uh, and the other country, like you know, where they speak French and stuff. Fiji? Is it Fiji? Is it Fiji, maybe? Fiji. Yeah. And so, I mean, I didn't, obviously, I don't expect him to, to, to catch that, but, I, but you know, I, if, I was in, if I was thinking, I thought that would be, and I was in that situation, I'd be like, it's a little strange that these guys are Americans. Like, yeah. on, this, on this little raft in the middle of nowhere. That's a little strange. But anyway. Um, sort of southern, too. Yeah. A little southern. Which is weird. Virginia, um, which yeah, is... I got the imp- – when I first saw it, I got the impression that they were, like – there were these weird, like they, – they were, they were kind of like people who live in trailers, but they just live on a boat, you know? Okay, that's like, a really weird thing to think, man. And they just float out. I know, but it's the first thing that popped into my head when they showed up. Because they were dressed sort of raggedly. I'm like – Oh, they just they just live on a. They boat. just float around. I mean, you can't really do that. You don't have like. Resources. I know it was a very silly thought, and it didn't last long. I but, I uh, thought they were just they were just sort of like small town fishermen or something. They were just out, but it's like why would they be out at night? You know. But I just thought they were like they just sort of kind of looked like fishermen. But yeah, that's a lot more plausible. But I you know I thought they were living out there. So I'd like to mention since we're talking about it that the raft was uh, 15 miles out from the island when they spotted the signal. Oh yeah. Okay. Good. I don't know, but that's what it is. Um, good. And uh, how they see. measured, I don't know, but good. I don't know either. Jesus Christ. Yeah. Um, since we're talking about the raft and the boat, why did they blow up the raft besides to be cool for TV? Yeah, yeah. Someone brought that up. Uh, yeah. Uh, good question. I mean, I guess so that they can't sort of be like escape. I mean, I guess they're really concerned about them escaping and bringing people back to the island too. I guess that's one of their concerns. So yeah, you know, I mean, I think they just wanted to. They just wanted to make sure they. I think maybe they were just trying to kill them. 
Yeah, I mean, that's the thing. Why would you want to kill them? I mean, we've, we've talked before about the others, and they think they're good, and in their eyes they do these bad things, but it's really not that bad. But, like, it seems very needless to kill three people just to take this boy, especially when you already have the boy. Um, I like to think that they were just – I mean, that, yeah, maybe these guys, these people might die, but we just want to blow up the raft to make sure they don't get rescued and potentially bring people back to the island. If that's even possible, you know, so I don't know if that's even possible, but. um. Yeah, that's the thing. If we're to believe the season two finale, unless they were heading in the right direction, they wouldn't have. Yeah. They wouldn't have been able to leave anyway. Yeah, that's true. Especially with with Desmond talking about the fact that he got out to sea, but it brought him back. And he he had like a real boat. Yeah, exactly. He had a real boat and like, yeah, so. I can only presume that they weren't heading in exactly the right direction and that even if, you know, and the others should know that. So, because Henry knew that, so they shouldn't be worried about them getting rescued. Um, Yeah, and then the other thing is, like, they say they're going north to the shipping lanes, but it's like, they don't really know where they are, so, I mean. Yeah, haven't we theorized that they're on the, where did we say they were? (laughs) I don't even remember. The south side, right? South side of, the of what? The south side of the they island? They were supposed to be on the south side because the Tailies landed on the north side and the other's camp was on the north side. Right. They were supposed case, to be on the south side. In which case, if they wanted to go north, they'd have to like basically go around the island. And they didn't. And they didn't. They just sailed away. They sailed further south. They were just going to go to Antarctica again. They were going to Antarctica. Oh god, that would have been great. Yeah, unless they were unless they headed sort of east or west and like was going to go north eventually. I don't know. But the my point is, depending on how I mean, yeah, I understand they're shipping lanes north of them, but depending on how far south they are, that those northern shipping lanes could be pretty damn far. I know, that's what I'm saying. It would be a miracle for that piece of shit that like <laughs> one little <laughs> log like <laughs> You called it a piece of shit. That, that was a hard... That was a very impressive rap. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> I mean, it is a piece of shit, in, you know, compared to the Queen Mary, but, like... I think it's a piece of shit compared to any, like, actually constructed okay, yeah, boat. That's true, but it's a pretty... I mean, besides the fact that the rudder, like, broke off... <laughs> besides the fact it broke off for no apparent reason... Um, I couldn't have built a boat like that. I, re- I mean, that was a boat, man. That was, like, very impressive. Very impressive. Well, moderately impressive, because it wasn't that fancy, but... I'm going to say, I agree, it's very impressive, but it's just like when a kid builds a great Lego house. It's like, <laughs> good job. Oh, I got I to gotta quote you on that. Good job, buddy. We can't live in it. Yeah, but who cares? It's a fucking Lego house. Oh. What can we do with it, you know? So, because it's a, they hit a fucking a, just a little log and it knocks the rudder off. Like, if they actually made it to shipping lanes with that, I mean, <laughs> oh my god, oh man, <sighs> that that would have been completely preposterous. So that that thing was doomed to fail from the start. I think even if the others hadn't shown up, they just would have died. It's yeah, yeah, thing. they really. <laughs> I mean, it was basically, hey, we're just going to have to hang out on this raft for, like, forever. And without being, you know, and they're going to, they have a finite amount of food. 
I guess Jin could catch fish, but I think in deep oh, sea, God. like catching fish in deep sea is a lot different than catching it near the shore. Yeah, they even they even say that. Like somebody says, like, oh, you, was it Kate? I think somebody says, like, you packing fish? Well, can't Jin fish? Why do you need to pack fish? Yeah. And then and then they say something about blah blah blah. You don't know anything about. So yeah, presumably fishing would be different. Yeah, uh, definitely. In that I don't water think on the I beach. don't think the fish are the same type, and I don't think they're that close to the surface. And right. Like, yeah, you you might catch a shark, but oh god, a dharma so, shark. Um. Okay, so so okay, I think I think they're just being dramatic for TV. I think they're just being dramatic. I agree. They're just being dramatic for TV. Um, in terms of who the others are and, and all that, I mean, you know, yeah, any means necessary, but that just wasn't necessary. <laughs> You've crossed the line, others. You've crossed the line. Steal so, as many babies as you want. Don't blow up rafts. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, so, you know, whatever. Um, Man. Okay. Okay, we got five minutes to wrap this up. I have like just a few more things. <laughs> I'm kidding. Um, I don't think we've discussed the smoke monster enough yet. No, believe, I got a couple more questions about Smokey, especially him and Mr. Locke. So I don't know whether I should throw out these trivial things first. Or yes, we should trivial, be... trivial, trivial. Okay, all right. Sawyer took a gun on the raft, right? Jack, like, Jack gave him a gun. He, oh, that was a, remember Jack said you might need this. That's now, when they that's when they had their heart to heart, if I'm not mistaken. Oh yeah, right when Sawyer tells them about. Okay. I met a man who said his son is good. You know, and he didn't like his daddy, but his daddy loved him. You know, I just <laughs> have so to weird. say, like in movies, like I, I love and and I guess TV shows. I love how they do this, where like characters say these things. Like in real life, if that happened, like. I would be like, wow, you know, I think I met your dad in Australia, you know. Oh, you mean, <laughs> yeah, like, given the whole, like, story version of it, like. Yeah. Yeah. The whole thing, like, and I met this man, and he was on a bender, let me tell you. <laughs> he was on a bender something good, yeah. <laughs> and he was a doctor, too, and his son was a doctor, and he told you know me. What? If anybody actually said that in real life, they would be. <laughs> Like the best storyteller ever, because it it it, it is. It's a great story. It, you like you're you're captivated. You're weaving in, and the whole time, you know, Jack is like, "What does this got to do with me?" And then a little thing here. Oh, this guy's a doctor. Okay, still, what does this got to do with me? Oh, he's has a problem with his son. Okay, where's this? You know, and it draws you in like a good story. I mean, if somebody and see, I'll give Sawyer credit because he is from the south, and they're yeah. supposed to be good storytellers. So I'll give him a little bit of credit. But you're right, it is a big like script contrivance to like instead of saying you know a couple weeks ago i was at this bar and i talked to this guy blah 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 i think he's your dad it it, it draws him in and it, it's a very yeah very story thing to do but and i realize when you say that it just kills the whole like oh yeah because because the whole the whole thing is it's it's building and jack is like you know he's giving away these little things one at a time yeah and he gets to sort of slowly realize yeah. what he's saying and you know, instead of just like, yeah, you know, I think I, I think I ran into your dad in Australia, and he, and then, and he said he was proud of you. He wished he could call you, and then Jack would have been like, oh wow, and then okay. Jack would say, and, oh man, wow, that's crazy. But it wouldn't have, it wouldn't have like 
you know, yeah. affected him so much because he wouldn't have been able to like slowly yeah. get into the whole thing. And and there was a phone in this bar, and he said, <laughs> <laughs> and the phone had a piece of gum stuck to the bottom, <laughs> and then the chairs were Art Deco from the fifties. <laughs> But they were all rusted, so no one cared. The bartender's the, name was Jimmy. He and the likes... bartender, he didn't want to give me another shot, but I said, give me another shot. And then this man says, they don't think Americans can hold their liquor. And then he looked at the camera. <laughs> and then he I looked don't... at the camera. And then he realized he's an actor and shouldn't be looking at the camera. And then he looked at me. Um... Right. Come on, come on, dude. Let's go, let's go, let's go. Sorry. People he almost get... killed it when he these said people his listening name was Christian. To... These people listening to us have to get back to work. Oh, okay. Sorry, guys. We're just, we, we're, we want to be done in time for you to go to lunch. I know. Well. That's our goal. I think, uh, no, I think we're done. Maybe for their smoke break. Hopefully no one smokes, but. If yeah, you do, yeah. Smokers smoke aren't break. allowed to listen to Lost Lowdown. They're not allowed? Um, no. Oh. I'm banning them. I gotta, uh, that means I can't listen. Oh, sorry. Well, that's all right. You don't have to listen. Yeah, I don't smoke, though. Um, oh, okay. Uh, so, okay. Next trivial thing. Um, oh, I was going to ask why he took the gun, but I guess, like, he gave it to him. But why did he give it to him? Why well, did he for just... that specific reason, just in case someone comes and tries to steal Walt. Okay, okay. I mean, no, right. basically he says in case anything happens. I mean, re- realistically... It's funny because I think, I think realistically, it's a it's a good precaution for him to have a gun. But realistically, there shouldn't be any case that he would need it. Like you wouldn't think that anyone might try to take Walt or or, or be sort of aggressive in any way. So it's like, why would you really need a gun? Yeah. But uh, so it's weird. It seems to make sense, and then it doesn't seem to make sense. Then of course it's a TV show, and of course they ended up needing it. Not right. that he really got to use it, but mm, yeah, I was just thinking, that scene would have went very differently if Sawyer would have like got off a couple shots first. Yeah, like if he didn't get shot, like he would have he could have hit Tom or hit somebody else, and like they could have they could have potentially put up a fight, put up a fight and and won, and then this would have been a weird season one ender. Yeah, would have. Like well, they, you didn't they, get walls. Like they come back to they come back to to the camp with a boat. <laughs> we left with a raft. We came back with a motorboat. <laughs> <laughs> you you might be asking yourself, how did our wooden raft change into a boat? Well, well we have a story to tell. We have a story to tell. <laughs> Sawyer hit it. <laughs> <laughs> well, first we were sailing, and then the. St- then the rudder fell off, and then... Well, you see, it all started with a, with a, with a log and a dream. <laughs> oh, my... Log and dream. And that log became two logs that got tied together with rope. Oh, which is, and... With, and with a pinch of hope and a dash of determination, that, be, that became a mast. And then I says to myself, I says, I can make a mask with that tree. <laughs> and then I says to myself, I says, <laughs> I says, if I take these sheets, I can sew together some integrity. And by integrity, I mean a sail. Oh. And that sail can take me to the future. Okay, I don't know what we're talking about anymore. <laughs> I did want to ask how they made the sail to begin with. Like that, seemed, that sail seemed to be like one big piece of cloth. 
And I don't yeah. know where they would have got that from. Oh, God, me either. Uh, plain, it was plain cloth. Mm. That's what Thank they, God for cloth that's what they, smugglers. Uh, that's... <laughs> <laughs> oh my god um yeah i was gonna say that's the cloth they wrap the plane in when it gets cold oh, it was wrapped, it's, it's a big plane it's a plane cozy oh, plane. it's the plane blankie it's a plane blankie it's a plankie the plankie oh the god plankie. the plane gets cold <laughs> not a twinkie no, oh god, oh god. I like Twinkies too. I, I like. I, I think Locke was lying. <laughs> he was. He was. It was so patronizing. <laughs> so, oh, you? Yes, I like, like Twinkies too. Yes, fat uh. man. I like Twinkies too. <laughs> <laughs> oh, are too cute. Yes, yes. Oh, we all god. like Twinkies. Yes, don't we? you're obese. Your obesity is humorous. <laughs> um. He was such an. He seemed like such an ass when he said that. <laughs> yes, everyone likes Twinkies. <laughs> like, shut up, Locke. No one likes Twinkies, especially you. Uh, oh god, uh, that's so weird. I did want to. I did want to bring up the thing we mentioned on uh, off podcast about the relationship between uh, uh, Michael and and Jin. Oh, uh, all right. Michael, Michael is C-3PO and Jen is R2-D2. Right. Like, nobody knows what he's saying, but Michael gets to translate, but then he's always berating him. Oh, I know, R2. <laughs> R2, it, watch your mouth. Yeah, it's like, okay, Jen, yeah, yeah, I know. Jen's like, bada, 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 bada. And Michael's like, yes, I know. I'm already getting it. Luke's on his way. Like, Right. What do you mean we have to go find the, the leader? It's <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so like... like it's like, beep, 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 beep. What do you mean we have to go help Luke because he's trapped in the Fortress of Solitude? That's <laughs> what I love that. He always had to repeat what he said because it's like, even though he understands, the audience doesn't. Yeah. And so, like, there's yeah. no reason for him to repeat it, but he just, he always says, what do you mean we have to... Yes, R2. I know that uh, Han is trapped in Carbonite and we've got to go help rescue him. <laughs> Oh God! Yeah, it's so weird. Like I, 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 I find it so shocking that that Michael can understand Jen to that extent, like that I, I quickly. Would, I feel like Jen basically. Well, first of all, I think they do a lot of pointing, and so so, and I think they're. I think the big thing is that working on the raft, they're they're pretty much always on the same page. Like they know what needs to be done for whatever. I don't know why Michael knows how to build a boat, um, and I know Jen grew up as a fisherman's son i don't know why he knows right. how to build a boat either but whatever um i think it has i think i think they're well, the same michael had the construction background if that i don't helps. i don't buy that i believe i know that i just don't believe that's make i mean maybe you're good structurally you know like what needs to be there but in terms of okay anyway yeah i and i agree so I was just thinking that they they're, they're usually on the same page especially because my you know Jen, most of the time nine times out of ten Jen will say something. <laughs> Jen will say something, and Michael's like, "Yeah, yeah, I know." Or because I feel like they're always on the same page. So it's not that he's necessarily understanding Korean, but he knows sort of like what Jen is going to be fussing about, or or what needs to be done next, or or you know, and some of the things like you know, yeah, I know this needs to be tighter because he's sort of you know they do a lot of pointing and you know, mm-hmm. and like I said with the second raft when they had to do the second raft, they learned a lot from each other on the first one, you know, and communicating 
and right. so they know. So I think that's what it is. I think he's not necessarily picking up Korean so much as he knows what Jin's bitching about. Yeah. Like he just knows, okay, yeah, yeah, I know, we gotta be faster. Oh, yeah, 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 I know, we gotta get the mast up. Like, right. And he could be wrong. Like, Yeah, I know. Jin's like saying something completely unrelated. Yeah. He's like, no, I don't mean hurry, I mean take a break. Uh, <laughs> it's hot out here. <laughs> Oh God! Yeah, I, it was it was a lot funnier when we brought it up originally. But uh, yeah, well. Anyway, uh, yeah. Just just when you're if you rewatch it, just think of Jen as R two D two and Michael as C three P O, and see if it isn't humorous. It's, I think it is. It's deadly funny. Uh, or should I say, what was that word? Crashing. Crashing. God, I can't. Whoever writes those things is crazy. I can't wait to read the season two synopsis. I know, I know. That's going to be fun. I hope oh, I hope it's the same crazy writer, because they do some weird stuff. They really do. Um, they're, they're, they're nuts. All right, so so can I finish my trivial please, round here? Please finish your trivialities. Okay, Triv- here's, a tri- here's another trivial thing. The the guy, the white guy who comes up to Jen in the bathroom and starts speaking Korean and yeah. threatening love, him and stuff. Yeah, I love that guy. I do too. Um, <laughs> can you pass me paper towel? Oh, you don't. Speak. <laughs> oh, you don't speak English. Well, I speak Korean, motherfucker. Yeah. <laughs> his his accent. I don't know if they dubbed him, but his accent was really good. Like, yeah, his Korean was really good. Like I like I saw a couple times when he was talking. Like you couldn't see. You know, it was like from behind. Yeah. There were some times where you'd see his mouth moving with it's, the words. And yeah, so it's like yeah, I agree though. Well, then again, it's hard for me to judge a Korean. I mean, accent. that's the thing. I don't really know, but I'm just. But it 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 sound, It was the delivery was really good, and the and then the the pronunciation. I mean, from what I know, was really good. It just, it didn't. He didn't seem like. A non-native Korean speaker speaking Korean. He seemed like right. a Korean, a native Korean speaker speaking Korean. It, it, yeah, it, it did sound very convincing. Yeah. It seemed um, like they may have dubbed him over, but I don't know. Yeah, I, I got the sense he might have been like they they had him mouthed and like and then they mm-hmm. they did ADR or whatever. Ah, yo son yo called It was just uh, it was really good. It was very menacing too. So. Yeah, oh, it was very menacing. Ah, Akinyo paper towel. <laughs> that was weird. Like it, it makes me think that if he if he if he basically when he's speaking Korean and he says paper towel like in English because you know because it's one of those things. Yeah. Like, how come Jin didn't know what he meant the first time? Like, why is he going to yeah. know he said paper towel now? <laughs> and the, it, you sh- he should have known paper. If, if paper towel is paper towel, then right. You know, and I feel like they have a Korean word for paper towel. One would think so. You it's know? pretty absurd. It's not one of those like Americanized things. Like, yeah. You know, it's not like uh, uh, I don't know, like a, like uh, TiVo or something, or yeah, like, iPod or so. Yeah, it's not it's not one of those things where it's like they they wouldn't need their own word for it. Like yeah, that like, was everybody <laughs> has like something like a paper uh, towel. Yo yo, kitty old paper towel. Yo, it's like, <laughs> it was I know it's so weird. Your paper towel in the middle, like it's always disconcerting to me when it's like. Other language, other language, and then random English word shows up. Like, yeah. It always sounds weird. I wonder if it sounds that way when we use other, like, when we say deja vu or something, if that just sounds like some kind of weird, like, ooh, their other language is popping up out of nowhere. Anyway. Um, yeah. What I actually wanted to ask, because uh, I realized I'm running out of steam, was uh, uh, he, he sort of, like, threatens to, he says, 
He says, because, like, Jin was planning to run away, right? Like, that's what we discovered Supposedly. And, like, he says, you know, you better not or you'll lose her or something like that. Like, Mm -hmm. it seemed like he was threatening to kill her. And, like, uh, I mean, you know, would her dad really, like, have her killed? I think think there's two things there. I think... Excuse me. Yeah, I don't think he would have her killed so much as maybe take her away from Jin, like make it where Jin would never see her again, or just kill Jin. Oh. Okay. Because I would find it way more plausible to kill him than her. I mean. Yeah, I. I th- it makes it. Yeah, I mean, it makes it seem like he's mean, like will kill her, but they, they really shouldn't mean that because that's his daughter. So I think it really means, like, you'll lose... Like, he, he says you'll lose her. He didn't say, like, we'll kill her. You'll lose her, meaning, like, we'll take her away from you. Yeah, well... It, okay. Yeah. But it, it made me realize that, like, um, if they get rescued, like, Sun and Jin have kind of a dangerous situation waiting for them. They might They're, have to go on the lamb with Kate. Yeah, exactly. They're not in good shape. It's it, gonna be I, a three. It's gonna be a fun threesome. They should make a TV show, a spinoff sitcom. They should oh do God. that. Like, like at the end of Lost, at the end of the series, like they get rescued, and then like Kate, Jen, and Son go get like a an apartment in New York. That'd be a cool sitcom. And they oh open God. up. A, they open up a pizza place. Oh jeez, pizza. Yeah. Starbud, no pizza oven, pizza oven. <laughs> oh, he's still, he's still. Oh, you've been here five years, Jen. <laughs> no. Why are you still you saying Starbud? You just got your master's in English. Why do you keep saying Starbud? Uh, well, I was oh, going to ask the question. I wanted to go back a little bit and and wonder, like, the little thing that got you know the the. The 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 white guy, I'm sorry, Caucasian, who um, <laughs> please, <laughs> sorry, I felt the need to be a little more PC. Um, now the whitey who uh, was in the bathroom, uh, he he asked Jin for a paper towel in English, and I, I I sort of in the back of my mind wondered if he was testing to see if Jin spoke English. Like I wonder, I don't know why, but I just sort of because he seemed like he was sort of tricking him. Like, you know, because he, he he knew Jin didn't speak English, but he asked him anyway. And it seemed like he was sort of chicken. So I wonder if, if Jin had secretly learned English or something. If, if Jin was like, oh, yeah, here's a paper towel. Then the guy would have been like, oh, what are you doing learning English or something? I don't know. Mm-hmm. It has nothing to do with the show, really, but I just thought that in the back of my head. I think that's possible. Although I feel like, really, it's just a writing thing to, like... Yeah, it's, it, no, you're right. It's just a writing thing. You know? But... Yeah, uh, uh. I wonder if if Sun's dad like knew or figured out about her plan to run away and like knows that she knows English and all that. I would think that he knows that she he that she was going to do the English lesson. I mean, like he just seems like a guy who's going to know everything about everybody, especially his own daughter. Yeah, you know, and and for her to go meet with this guy that many times. And for, like, I mean, originally it was, like, they were set up to be, you know, on date going, to be going mm-hmm. out or married or whatever. But then, yeah. he, then he met somebody else. So I think, at the very least, if the father is, you know, knows that son is meeting with this guy, and then he finds out, well, this guy's engaged to some American woman, why is, why is my daughter still meeting with him all the time? Then, then he might figure it out that she, she learned English. 
Um, how how Pike uh, Pac? What is it, Pac? Um, that, the way uh, it sounded like it sounded like Pike to me. Pike. How Mister Pike found out that they were planning to run away? I don't know. Yeah, I mean that. Um, that seemed like a plan that was hatched with uh, with uh, Jin and his dad. You know, in that scene where he goes and visits his dad. So you're saying Jin's dad is Rosinski? <laughs> oh, I wish. Well, that would I be agree. Really weird. But, um, the his name's Rosinski. Oh man, that's wow. Yeah, yeah, you heard it here first, folks. <laughs> The um, only Korean named Redzinski. Yeah, well, I'm sure a couple of them moved to Russia. Um, I think um, I had something to say about that. That's the thing. It's really Pike that's giving him the opportunity to run away. Like, that's why true. can't why can't someone else go deliver those watches? Well, that's what I was asking in that other episode. It seemed weird that he sent him on that errand. It really didn't seem like it. Just didn't seem like the thing he would have him do. Like, yeah. You know, I it just uh, maybe it's just an excuse to get him on the plane, but I just it maybe just there's seems... something more to come from this. Maybe the watches are very specific for some reason. Maybe they maybe they have a geolocator in them and nobody knows about oh, it. Oh God! I mean, because yeah. some watches actually have that. Some watches. I wonder have... if Michael still has the watch. I don't think I ever even I saw know. it. Some watches like do it. have like GPS locators in them though. Some of the like really expensive ones like. I think I read that um, what's his name? The British guy who owns Virgin, uh, Michael Branson, I think. Uh, I think he has like a watch, like, and this is really special, crazy high tech because he's like a billionaire or something. But he has like a watch where, like, if if he there's a button on it, if he presses, that like the like the Coast Guard will come rescue him no matter where he is, or like basically like there's people monitoring that watch, and so when he presses this button on his watch. Like, it signifies that he's somewhere, like, stranded. Because, you know, he's a big adventurer. Like, he's stranded somewhere. And anywhere, oh. anywhere on Earth, like, people will come and get him. And wow. it's basically built into his watch. Um, so, I don't know. Maybe Michael should take a look at that watch and see if uh, there's any funny buttons. Yeah, if there was something like that, in it, that would save him a lot of trouble. I know. Just press the button. Wow. But Jen gave it away. No, you. No, you. Because it's not real gold. It will turn your hand green. <laughs> oh, so touching. Okay. Uh, so, yeah, whatever. That It's just, like, I forget. I forget, I guess. Like, I'm aware vaguely of people's, like, backstories and what they're dealing with and all that. But, yeah, like, it's a lot I going forgot on. It's hard. That, like... If they go back, yeah, like they're they're just not in good shape. So anyway, it just seemed whatever. Interesting though. Okay, uh, trivial thing. Um, Charlie's like drug girlfriend or whatever. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Drive through is the best band ever. <laughs> oh God. That was a, that was a good scene. That was very scary. It was very scary. Yeah. Like the depths of their addiction, I thought that was oh, really okay. scary. Yeah, I mean, just I mean, it wasn't like horror. Scary in that sense. Yeah, yeah, okay. like like they. I was were gonna really... say there's some scarier scenes in this episode than that, but yeah, yeah, okay, you're right. Yeah, from that perspective, yeah, and and I love how at the end she's like, "You're pathetic." After I love she... that. After she just like was in such a tizzy about getting these drugs, she's like, 
you're pathetic, you're pathetic. You're... And I think it's one of those things that the writers love to do is to try to get their message across. But the way that they do it is sort of weird. Like, I mean, basically, we want to get the idea that Charlie is pathetic. I mean, he's a druggie. Yeah. Uh, but coming from her, it just seemed a little... Uh... Yeah, because she looked extremely pathetic with her, yeah. like, you know... She's walking whatever. out with her panties on and, like, no clothes, you know? like, And she's just, like, all gone crazy. And, and... writhing around trying to, like, wrestle the drugs from him. Yeah. Like, you know, I mean... He's he's one form of pathetic for hiding it, but like that's just like that's just sad and desperate and you know, and then trying to exit on a high note, oh you're pathetic. Like come yeah. on. He, she has she's not in a position to be high and mighty. I think they should have I mean, not that I'm better than the writers, but for me, <laughs> I would have I would have had her like make more of a point, not that this he's pathetic, but give a reason why. I mean, he I mean, for her to say He's pathetic because he's a drug addict. Is okay. That's neither here nor there because you're one too, honey. Surprise, right. surprise. But I think like maybe it would have been hit at home if if she would have been like, you know, you're 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 so pathetic. Like you you think you're in this great band, but look at you in like this hotel room with with me, you know someone like me and like you know like you know what I mean. Like just to make it more specific, I think. Yeah. Would have made would have made the point a little bit clearer. Like you know, your your band hasn't you know sold, you know hasn't had a single had a number one sing you know ever you know besides that one. Or you haven't yeah. hit the Billboard charts and whatever. And you mm-hmm. know you got you know I think they could have been a little more specific and it would have driven the home driven point the home, driven the point home more. But whatever, we got the point. He is pathetic. He's Charlie. He's Mister Pathetic. Yeah, yeah, he is indeed. Okay. Come on, come on, Liam. Let's get the band back together. Yeah, yeah. No, Charlie. <laughs> oh God. Oh God. Oh, oh man. I think I really got it. Here, this one's. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I got a new tune. It goes like this: a dee dee dee, a dee doo doo. No, Charlie. Yeah. Okay. All right. I'm almost done with my trivial question. Cool. Um, if you like gunpowder on someone's face. Uh, will that really, like, seal a wound? I love that scene, by the way. Um, I do, too. But I wonder if that, like, is... I think it will. I mean, basically, it's like cauterizing of uh, any sort of open blood vessels. I mean, that's what you do. That's what cauterizing is, is you apply heat, and it seals the, the blood vessel. So I think, I mean, basically, like, if he had, like, something hot... Uh, like that, you know, sort of that could stay continuously hot. Like, I don't know what, but if he had like a piece of metal, he could have just basically like put the metal in, a, in the fire and then like put it on Charlie's wound. And that would have basically like, cause it would have basically burned all the blood vessels together and sealed it up in the flesh and like, you know, burned it all together and it would have stopped the bleeding. Um, so yeah, I think the gunpowder thing would have worked. Yeah. I, I, I just felt like gunpowder was too explosive to light on your face. Well, like, if you saw how it happened, it sort of it sort of ignited and burned. It didn't just like pop, like you know, like bullets obviously pop when they fly out of the thing. But when you li- when he lit the gunpowder, it it, it it burned like you know it was incendiary. It it burned for a little bit. It didn't just like f- like sort of like blow up. It just sort of like burned. Yeah, I just felt like it would like light up his eyeball or something. Like I don't know. 
Nah. It just it just seemed wildly unrealistic. Oh, okay, maybe that's fine. Okay, next. Last, here's the last thing. Wow. Um, sorry that took so long. Um, don't try yeah. it at home, by the way, folks. Don't don't put gunpowder on people and light it. Yeah, uh, here at the Lost Lowdown, we recommend uh, only the blowtorch method for cauterizing wounds. Please. And by blowtorch method, we mean don't do it at all. Right. Because <laughs> we're going to get a uh, whole bunch of people going out there blowing up stuff with blowtorches. Sorry, I guess I don't want to get sued. Please, we have interest to protect. Indeed. Okay, so Jack's Dynamite Chivalry. I love it. Um, I love it. <laughs> it's not in your pack, it's in mine. Don't think about it, just go get it. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. You know what's um, really cool is like when he's, when you, if you notice that scene where they're crossing the little pond and they're like stepping on the rocks, he puts his hand on his backpack to like make sure it doesn't like move jostle too much. Mm-hmm. You know, and but he but you know at this point we don't know that he's got the dynamite, but it's just like the, they planted that little clue. And of course, when Smokey comes out, he takes his backpack off immediately to run. Yeah, Kate doesn't. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and that was bad. Like that's the thing. If she had the dynamite, she would have blown up. Like she well, and Locke. I mean, Locke was running too, but like. They really should have Log dropped his pack, though. No, he didn't. Not right away. He did eventually. He did eventually, but right, not at the beginning. He dropped his pack when he wanted to go back towards Smokey. But when Smokey first came, he ran the other way with everybody else with his pack. Uh, because, he, you know, he was behind Kate. And so basically, it's that shot where Jack is in the foreground. Jack takes off his pack. Kate and Locke already have turned around and run. And then, like, Jack follows. But uh, they both have their packs on. And then when they when Locke sort of stops, this and then, like, he says, oh, I should go talk to Smokey. And then that's when he drops his pack. But Kate keeps hers on the whole time. And it's like, you would have blown up. Like, seriously. He saved her life, if you ask me. Because she's too stupid. That's the thing. The same thing in, 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 what is it, in season two when Kate's like, I want to come, I want to come. And they're like, no, you shouldn't come. And she tails them anyway. And she gets caught by Tom and them. And it's like, it's a big I told you so. It's like, I already told you, you shouldn't come. And now, look, you got us in this predicament. We came with all the power. And now we don't have any power because you're the captive, you know? She's stupid sometimes, dude. She's just really, she really doesn't think. Okay. So I will buy that she that he did that because he thought she she would be wildly irresponsible with it. Okay, that I will accept as justification. Although that's However, not my point. It's not. I mean, that my point. I think he makes his he make his reason for doing it was he thought it would be safer with him, and he wanted to make that choice. He he won't leave stuff like that up to fate, like up to chance, up to drawing straws. That was his point. That's why he did it. I mean, I think, in, you know, with the perspective that we have, that it was a wise choice for him to take it because obviously how things went, she was moving around way too much and she probably would have blown herself up. But um, I don't really – but I just think he thought it was safer with him. But, I mean, why, I, why – Which I guess means he thought it was unsafe with her. I guess that's what that – I mean – Ipso facto. Because I'm just saying, if she's volunteering, you know, yeah, he he's he's a doctor. He is much more valuable 
to the camp than she is. Yeah, but Jack doesn't think that way. He's put himself in danger quite a few times. He doesn't, he doesn't, he's, when you're a hero, um... Oh, God. <laughs> it's like, he, he's, he's willing to sacrifice himself uh, for the greater good, even though, uh, yeah, I said it, um... But at the same token, like, he doesn't say, well, I shouldn't put myself in danger because I'm valuable. He thinks, I need to put myself in danger because I think I can maybe handle this danger more than someone else. Or I'd rather someone else die, even if they're not a doctor or or less valuable in certain respects. I'd rather I take the responsibility and maybe die than them. And that's yeah, I mean, wouldn't that be great? He dies, and then everybody else dies because there's no doctor. Like, I mean, I just... if you think about it, they haven't needed a doctor that many times. I mean, they'll, well, they'll... I, I I understand, but they'll be okay without a doctor. I mean, plus Sun knows little plant herb herb stuff, so she can help if you got a headache. But um, what I'm saying is, like, just just practically, I know, like, on the show, it's like whatever, but just. Just practically speaking, you know, it's very helpful to have a have a doctor around. True. You know, I agree. This... I agree. But but that's the thing. If you, if you really, I mean, Jack is selfless to a T, and even his, you know, and like his father says, he doesn't know when to. He's so he's selfless to a fault. He doesn't know when to stop, and he's not the kind of person who's going to say, "Well, I'm a doctor. I've got valuable skills. Why don't you take the dynamite just in case I blow up and no one has it and there's no doctor around?" He. He's selfless, dude. I mean, that's a, he's a hero. But there's a sense of when he's not being selfless by risking his own life. You know? I mean, risking his life is risking anybody else getting medical care from him. You know, there's a sense in which he's not being selfless. He's well, just being he, he's being chivalrous. so selfless that it affects other things. I mean, I don't think it had to do had to do with the fact that she was a girl or you know a woman. Really? He didn't have a problem with Locke carrying it. Well, he agreed with Locke. Well, first of all, he actually, if you think about it, he said he wanted to carry it. There was only going to be one set of dynamite. And then Locke said, well, we need to have two just in case. That's the only reason there was two sets. Jack originally said he wanted to carry it. So it wasn't about her being a woman. It was about he didn't want, he didn't want to put people in jeopardy. That's, I mean, that's his thing. If it was Hurley, like if Kate wasn't, if it was all guys, he would have done the same thing, man. He would have been like, if it was, if it was Saeed who got the short straw, he would have been like, he would have totally did the same thing, man. I'm 100% convinced. He's that kind of person. It's, it's not about chivalry at all. It's about, it's about him being, his being selfless. And his, I think he lets Saeed carry a bag. I mean, you know. Okay, with Saeed, he might, he might. He might feel comfortable doing that, but I think, I think if there was going to be two people to carry it, he wanted to be one of the two. Yeah, but I, I think, I think it's specific to Kate. I, I, I don't think, I think other people he'd be more inclined to let him. If it, it was, it's... if it was Charlie, no. If yeah, like, maybe not Charlie. I mean, Charlie. I think if it was anybody but Saeed, like I, I mean, that's the thing. I think I really, but I really even think with Saeed, like I said, I think if it would, if, if if they had to be two sets and there had to be two people carrying it, he was going to be one of the ones that wants to carry it. 
I mean, he, he said in the beginning, like I said, he, he said, I want to carry it. I want to carry it. And Locke was like, well, that's fine and all, but we need two. Mm-hmm. You know? And then Kate's like, I want to carry one. And, yeah, I don't think it had anything to do with chivalry. I just think, I mean, to me, it didn't, I, I wonder what Kate was trying to prove by carrying one. That That's really my big question. Like, what does she think? Like, did she just want to prove that she was, you know, able to help? Like, or, like, you know, what is her reason for wanting to put her life in danger? Back to the Kate is a mole theory. Uh, she's doing it to, uh, you know, prove to them she's, I don't know, committed or something. Oh, no one believes a commitment from a woman. Yeah, I know. <laughs> All the women are out there like, what? <laughs> oh. oh. Well, ladies, if you're like me and you've been married ten times, you know what I mean. No, I'm kidding. Oh, God. <laughs> Everyone knows women can commit. Temporarily. <laughs> I was so... going to make a joke out of that, but I wound up with a weird statement. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I'm just, you know what? I'm just going to stand by it. <laughs> Everyone knows it, and I believe it. Uh, <coughs> okay. So we Trivial got, hours over. We got about nine minutes, eight minutes before we hit the four hour mark. Granted, you know, with editing, it'll be a little bit different, but. Yeah. Uh, are you, so you're done with trivial? So are you going to go to your big things now? I'll, the only big thing I wanted to talk about was the smoke monster, okay. so. I got a couple trivial things. Okay. The flight departed at gate 23. Good. Just so you know. Flight uh, 815, of course. I did want to mention, uh, because when, when Hurley goes... Um, okay, yeah, let's talk about that real, 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 real quick. Uh, Hurley basically had so much stuff plugged into his hotel plug that it blew the circuit or whatever, or blew the mm-hmm. plug, the outlet, and all his stuff was off. Now... If you ask me, something like that wouldn't be that localized because, I mean, if it was – I feel like it would have blown a couple – it would have blown whatever oh was boy. on that circuit. So I feel like other hotel guests would have been affected and they would have saw it and it had been an issue and they would have come to his room to fix it and the smoke detector would have went off and all that good stuff that would happen in the real world. But anyway. I agree 100%. Do you, okay. do you think that – But you forgot he has bad luck. Yeah. Do you think that that was a bad luck thing? Absolutely. Well, because usually bad luck happens to other people. It's not like he's like the bad luck happens to him though. It's usually other people. Yeah. Good point. Good point. Uh. Ugh. I mean, he wasn't... then he gets the flat tire, man. Fuck. Yeah, that's the thing. That's the thing. And then like, and that's the thing. Like the lady says, like it doesn't look like you were meant to be on this flight. Like and then he's these, on. Like he 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 oversleeps because of the power went out. Right. His car, like, I mean, I've never seen a car do what that car did. That was a Land Rover. Like, for it to like whatever they were trying to make us think it did, that was weird. It just like stopped working. <laughs> I thought he blew a tire, but no, it did not blow a tire. If you if you look at the shot, they show you the the um the instrument panel and like the the electronic readouts are flashing and stuff like it seems like an electronic issue he didn't blow a tire um okay he did you know he pulls over um he didn't blow a tire did he no he didn't blow a tire i just thought that subconsciously i i don't think no. i don't think you actually see a tire right because if, if he blew a tire they would they they do the the shot where the tire is flapping, you know. 
Oh, yeah, that's true, yeah. Um, no, his car just, like, mysteriously died. And okay. then he gets there. And then he then here's something other... Uh, I also think it's preposterous. They let him check into his flight at the wrong terminal. Right. I don't buy that at all. Without even sort of realizing it until he was checked. Like... Yeah, like, I mean, she... Like, I, I, I paused on the computer screen when she's checking him in just to see what information they had there. And mm-hmm. it says, you know, Sydney to L.A. It's obviously an international flight. Yeah. And she's in the domestic terminal. I just don't buy that she wouldn't have said... Because, you know, those people don't want to do anything. You right. Know, even their their normal job they don't want to do. So right. why she would check this guy in and not tell him sooner was beyond me. She was sort of bitchy though. She was weird. Do I have to weigh you? Yeah, that was that was Yeah, she just her whole demeanor was very weird. Well, yeah. she's Australian. Yeah, is that it? <laughs> Gosh. They like to uh, do stuff. So You're on the wrong terminal. Was that supposed to be an Australian accent? Yeah. Yeah, it wasn't, though. Um, the other thing I want to mention was... Uh, so small that I don't want to say it, but I just thought it was... You know, because sometimes the continuity-wise, the show gets it wrong. Oh, boy. I did want to mention that they, they got this whole thing... This is something I would expect them to get wrong, but they didn't. You know, Hurley shows up to the airport with two bags, right? Yeah. On his little computer screen that I saw, the lady, uh, you can see that it says he's checking one bag and it's going to have one carry-on. Mm-hmm. And then when he leaves and he's going to the terminal, he's got the two bags in his hands. Mm-hmm. And then after he goes to security, you know, when he goes to security, he's got the, the uh, uh, I think he's got two bags. I thought he had one bag yeah. by the time. By the time he security. gets to security, he's got the one bag, and then he gets on the plane with the one bag, which makes you assume he checked that bag. Yeah, um, I don't know when he had time to do that. It seemed like he was just running the whole time. But yeah. uh, well, you know, at some airports, when you check your bag, you just there's a little you know thing to the side from the counter where these guys are standing there with the big scanners, and you just yeah. give it to them, and then they'll get it on the plane for you. Yeah. I've seen it. But the okay. other the other thing is when you check into a flight that late, like they don't your bag doesn't get on the plane cuz the plane's already been loaded with luggage. Right. That's the th- so usually they don't I mean if you're checking something, usually they don't let you check <clears throat> it if you're 5 minutes from departure cuz your plane your plane's already done loading. But anyway, the other um, thing worth noting is that Arst was in line like Oh, I love it. He's like you're opening your computer now. <laughs> God. He was all over that episode. He was in, uh... Yeah. He was in line, and he was somewhere else, too. Yeah, he was somewhere else. Uh... It seems like they just put him in there just because he had just died. Yeah. He's like, oh, it's sad. Yeah, and then we get to see him and blah, blah, blah. But just the fact that he was in line, like, you know, right there, I mean... It didn't seem like it was that urgent. Like, ours wasn't in a hurry or any, you know, he, I mean, he was, oh, I guess. Oh, you mean, but... um, yeah, you're right. He should have been in a hurry. You know, like. Because it... Hurley was supposed to be the last person on the, pl- oh, oh, he was the last person on the plane, though. He, he was. Had, he had to go to the back of the line. Yeah, he had to go to the back of the line, but. Uh, it just, it he obviously, the... see, that's the thing. Hurley obviously had time. I mean, he made it. He just yeah. made it. So I think Arntz was a little bit late, but not that late, you know? Yeah. Uh, but Hurley had to, you know, whatever. 
Okay. Okay. Oh, he checked a bag. You know, a lot of people pointed that out as a continuity error, that he lost a bag, and uh, the idea that he checked it uh, really uh, seals that up. Yeah, I don't think it was continuity error. I think... Well, I guess it could have been, but I, just the fact that on on the screen it said he was checking one bag, and then at some point he just has you know just the one of the two. I think yeah, he, he sort of checked that bag. I guess that other one's gone forever. The one he checked. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, who knows? They'll find it one day. It's got Twinkies in it. But it shouldn't be on the plane, so it shouldn't have. Yeah, what do you mean it could... shouldn't be on the plane. It well, shouldn't be on the plane, but it. You know. Yeah, I know. That's what I was just gonna say. It's probably on the plane anyway. Yeah. He'll probably find it in the first episode. So, um, you want to talk about Smokey? Yeah, that's that's the big topic, the final topic, maybe. We got two minutes. All right. <laughs> Quickly, Smokey, what's his deal? What is the deal with this Smokey character? <laughs> what are you, Gilbert Grape? Gilbert Grape? <laughs> Sorry. Um, Weird. I don't know, man. What is the deal with Smokey? So, <laughs> so you seem to. Okay. <laughs> I, um, I feel like I ran out of stuff to talk about. I don't know. I'm like, like, I don't know. Smokey I just want to talk. I want to talk about the fact that he takes lock. Um, oh, oh, that is a big, there's a lot to talk about there. Sorry, I forgot. So, yeah, like, that's the big thing that happens in this, like, in the previous episode, he just comes and scares him and stomps away or whatever. <laughs> stomp, and then, stomp. Yeah, and then in this episode, he shows up again, like, Kate and Jack, like, see it, I guess. They um, see it, do the little thing, the little traipsy jungle thing. And she's like, yeah, I saw it. it seems- <laughs> I love that. Oh, yeah, I saw that. <laughs> you don't even have to ask me. Yeah. Yeah, that was good. It kind of reminded me of that thing with Claire, like, screaming, like, where she was like, yeah, I heard it or whatever. It just seemed like an echo of that. But uh, It reminds uh, me of the thing with, with Kate and the horse. Oh, uh, yeah, there's that, too. Yeah. They're always... <laughs> Kate's always around to hear and see stuff. I guess so. Because <laughs> she's a mole. Yeah, I know. I was going to say, it ties in with the Kate's a mole theory. Um, so, so then, uh, then, then the, mon- the monster attacks, right? And, and, like, everybody runs except Locke and Hurley. Hurley sort of stands there for a while. Um... And and then Locke like starts walking towards it. Yeah. Right? And then uh and then like a tree explodes behind him or whatever. And at that point he sort of like falls on the ground and then he starts like cowering. Yeah, like, and I, basically you hear that you know what's really weird is that particularly in this episode, and I don't remember hearing it hearing this particular sound, but there's a there's a cranking sound. Yeah, I heard I heard a lot of Cranking. And, it sounded like and, a chain, like yeah, like especially in the shot where the camera cranes over Locke and it's sort of Smokey's POV. Yeah, and and it's like this crank, like this, like something is cranking the camera towards you know not the can well the camera but Smokey yeah. towards Locke, and Locke is scared. And this is what was really weird was that he was intrigued. You know, he stops running, he turns around, he drops his bag, and then he goes towards Smokey. 
and then you know the tree, like you said the tree explodes he falls on the ground and then he and then Smokey comes up to him and he gets scared yeah and then he like tries to run away right yeah and then you hear this you hear this other cranking sound and then like a like a trigger sound like it, it and then you know it it catches Locke and drags him and yeah. to me like it was almost like like someone was cranking some sort of like uh, grappling device like. You hear it cranking, and then you hear, like, a release thing. Like, it goes, and then it grabs Locke, and then you hear the cranking back as it pulls him. Mm -hmm. And, I mean, I'm not saying that there was anything mechanical out there, but it was very weird how sort of real world that whole little scene was, you know, like, with with the cranking and, like, the little thing that, that pulls Locke back. You hear this cranking sound the whole time as if something is being reeled up. Like, there's... Like some rope behind on his feet that's dragging him, you know, and yeah. it's being reeled up. And I'm like, is that just is that supposed to signify something? Like, is is um is I mean, I didn't see rope, but it was really quick when he got pulled. Yeah, I know. I didn't see rope either, and I don't know what was pulling him. But I'm wondering if like there's some sort of maybe even like cloaking type technology going on here that that because like basically what happened to Locke when he got dragged you know like I said it could have been some sort of like grappling device you know because we heard it but we just didn't see it and I'm wondering if 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 maybe even the others have some sort of cloaking type stuff that's going on maybe that's why they don't leave footprints and you can't really see them or something you know I don't know and maybe I don't know maybe Smokey is is some sort of implementation of that or something or I don't know what but it was weird it was definitely weird uh, the big thing being why Locke was scared when he when Smokey came in his face yeah and then when Smokey was dragging him in the hole he's like let me go I'll be okay yeah and it's like dude two seconds ago you were scared of this thing and now right. now you don't think it's gonna hurt you. Even though, like, yeah, it's dragging you down this hole. I mean, realistically, I don't see how he could not be hurt. Like, That's the thing. Like, dragging you down a hole, even if it doesn't kill you, how do you think you're getting out of the hole? Yeah. I mean, it just seemed like a weird thing. Like, he... And why was he afraid in the first place if he didn't think it was going to hurt him? And, you know... And I'm thinking maybe it, it looked like fear, but maybe it was more... I mean, it looked like fear. But maybe it was like a surprise thing because I feel like if, if if this was the same thing that happened to Echo when Smokey sort of looked at him, you know, like I guess that's the other thing. You know, Locke said he was being tested, and I and maybe you know maybe when Smokey came in his face, he was scared and he was basically sort of he basically sort of failed the test because maybe Smokey showed him images right. from his past or something. And Locke didn't do whatever he was supposed to do or have the reaction he was supposed to have, and he got scared and, and whatever. And, and then Echo... He, and, oh, sorry. Well, and then he realized... And then he realized shortly, you know, a couple seconds later when Smokey starts dragging him that what, what that was really about. You know, maybe it scared him at first, but then he realized what it was really about. But with Echo, Echo passed the test in the beginning. Like, the Smokey came up to him, and Echo wasn't scared, and it... it flashed images from his past or whatever and Echo was okay and then Smokey just left. You know, so like Echo passed the test the first time. Locke sort of failed the test but didn't realize what was going on and then that's why he was 
thinking he was going to be okay because he understood what this test was about. So I just want to point out that, like, one of the first things Echo says after he faces down the smoke monster is that he wasn't afraid of it. Yeah. Um, as if that was significant in why it didn't hurt him. Exactly. Exactly. He's Yeah. I, I agree. Because I think... Yeah, maybe that was the thing. Yeah. Like I said, I think it fits in, like, Locke, Locke was scared of Smokey the first time, and then... And then he then he realized he sh- he had nothing to fear, and so he realized that was going to be the key to not getting hurt. Right. Uh, but maybe Smokey had already decided to kill him at that point. I don't know. Yeah. Now I want to point out that um, point in the in the official podcast, I haven't oh. brought up that for a while. The official um, who? Yeah, but who remembers that? I'm ready for it to come back, guys. Come on. Put your pants on. Um, yeah, we're ready for, yeah, new season of Pants and Tomatoes. Um, uh, I, they specifically referred to that scene, and they, I, they specifically said that when, when the smoke monster encounters Locke at the end of season one, which is this episode, uh, it's a very different encounter from the one that occurs at the beginning of the season in, in episode four. In particular, it's, not happy with him ah. at at the end of this season. Um, whereas before, let him go, no problem. Yeah. So, like, I think I think this is an indication that Locke is on the wrong path at this yeah. point. Yeah. That, yeah. I think it goes in what we were saying about the island wanting wanting Locke to do something very specific, and he got sidetracked with the hatch. Yeah. And uh, everybody, you know, even Walt was saying, hey, hey, you're on the wrong wrong path, buddy. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, Walt said it. Everybody's trying to warn him. Hurley says don't do it. And he just plows on I through. I love that. He's like, don't do it. Don't. Like, Hurley's ranting for like 20 minutes. Don't I know. And like, I know. <laughs> he's, and it wasn't like Locke was about to light it and Hurley said it. And, and yeah. it was sort of too late because Locke had already sort of lit it. Locke waited a couple minutes. Like, he was waiting yeah. listening to Hurley say, don't light it, don't. And then he basically decided if, if I think he just basically said, okay, Hurley's telling me not to light this thing. I need to get in here. If if Hurley comes over here with this compelling reason not to light this, they might not want, let me light this thing. Let me yeah. just do it now and ask questions later. And he's like, after all this, I'm not going to not light it. Yeah. And he just wasn't going to accept. But it was ridiculous because Hurley did get to say it like 50 times before yeah. he lit it. Yeah. It's like, I know you heard me. <laughs> uh, and, and yeah, I mean, he just decides like, okay. And really, at that point is where, like, I was already not liking Locke as much, mm-hmm. but at that point, he really lost me. Well, you know, if you think about it, I don't really know what, even if Locke had stopped to listen to Hurley, there's not a lot of things Hurley could have said. Because even, even at this point, Jack wanted to open it, you know, to put the people in there, yeah. potentially. I, I mean, basically, all Hurley would have been able to say was... Okay, there's numbers printed on this hash, the same numbers I used, you know, the lottery with, and it's been bad luck. Yeah. And, and for Jack being a man of science, nothing too compelling. Right. You know, like a bunch of happenstance and coincidence, you know. And Locke loves ignoring everybody. And Locke so. would have ignored him anyway. So I think it would have delayed it for like a couple minutes, and they would have been like, well, yeah. we, we still need to get in here. We got to get the people. Yeah. You know, but whatever. I agree. Long term, he wouldn't have stopped it. But it just it just bothers me that he just lights it and sort of doesn't even give him a chance to explain. Yeah. 
You know, like I just it really annoyed me that he did that. I I I, I just I just didn't like it. I, I just... think it's I think it's weird that you know, obviously we 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 think about the show a lot and we catch, you know, the little details and we read stuff on the board and listen to podcasts and all that stuff. So we're privy to a lot of the subtleties that most fans aren't. But it's really funny that, you know, it's it, it's sort of obvious that, you know, Locke is on the, you know, Locke goes from being this, being one on one path and gets off of the path and all this stuff, and which seems pretty important for his character. But the, the majority of the, 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 the people who watch the show aren't going to get that. You know what I mean? Because the the evidence of that is so subtle. You know, yeah. most people aren't going to say, "Oh, I love Lost." You know, and man, I'm you know, and when Locke goes off the path, like you know, nobody knows. <laughs> that, you know, like nobody knows. Most people don't know that's what's going on if they don't yeah. take the time to delve into it. So it's really funny that they spend they're spending so much time and energy with this these this the different paths and what the island wants and stuff when most people aren't going to appreciate that. Right, right. Mm. Yeah, I agree. I mean, the average Lost fan, I think, is just like, um, you know, they know who the characters are, and they're like, oh, man, I love when Hurley cracks wise. He just... Oh, Charlie's awesome. He's a stitch. I love it. And, Don't uh, look at... Are you looking at me, bum? <laughs> <laughs> there's, yeah, there's nothing I love more than a good Sun and Jen episode. Aww. It just makes me appreciate life, and, you know... They just, you know, they just get into the characters and they watch it like a normal drama. And, like, the mystery stuff that comes up, it's like, oh, yeah, that's interesting. But they don't think about, you know, it's just there, you know? Yeah. I think it's just, it's not, it doesn't become the thing they obsess about. Like, when we talk about stuff, like, we, we spend, like, much more time talking about all these mysteries. And then we, the other stuff is what we call <laughs> trivial stuff. Yeah, the romance and the relationships can... Whatever. Yeah, that's all like, yeah, whatever. So let me mention some random thing about this scene for no reason. But like that I feel like most people are more focused on that, or at least that's what they like latch onto because that's the stuff that's, you know, easy to grasp and it's just like any other show. Yeah. You know, with relationships and blah 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 crap changing and uh, so I also meant to mention that Jack was in seat twenty three B and Ayla was in seat forty two F. Oh god! And I think B stands for boy and F stands for female. <laughs> really? <laughs> no. Well, that's funny. Um, it's weird that it's not G, but anyway. Um, so we, I think there's a lot more to talk about Smokey in, in like another podcast. Um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think Smokey's going to be back in season three, and I will get the chance to revisit this topic, and we probably didn't get do enough with it, but I think I think we have addressed the, the main issue that occurs in this episode, weirdness with Smokey, the lock thing, you know, so. Yeah. And of course, know. in this episode, we see the bird, the big, giant bird. Oh, the Hurley bird, yeah. Which, which, in season two, it's a lot more scary and greener looking and bigger. And, yeah, in season two, it looks like a dinosaur bird, sort yeah. of. Yeah, in this one, and it this... looks like a big eagle or something, but. Yeah. In, in, in season two, it looks like a prehistoric... <laughs> Like, that's the missing link between dinosaurs and modern birds, is that thing right there. Yeah, it was really weird. It was weird to see it, because I really didn't remember it at all. I didn't remember. It was such a trivial little thing. I didn't remember that at all. I can't believe people were so obsessed with it. I can't believe people thought it said Hurley. 
Yeah, they're people are crazy. Yeah, they come up with the weirdest things. Uh, I'm amazed at what people latch on to weird things sometimes too. Like like us, they just they just see like some weird thing in the background and like, oh, that explains it all. It's you know, yeah, I know, like us. You're right. <sighs> I lose again. <laughs> Pay up, Montan. Give me your arm. <laughs> oh Give God. Me your arm. Oh God. Um. So spoilers. So I, is that uh? Yeah, time to do some spoilers. So, you know, woo! It's been a long podcast. I, I'm not gonna spend too long on this. Thank uh, you, everyone. This, thanks you. This will be a short, a short segment. I'm also getting to the point. This what I'm about to say has like, what's the word? It's spoiled me on spoilers. Like I'm almost to the point where I don't want to know spoilers anymore. I I barely ever want to know spoilers. I like being surprised. Me too. And I'm starting to think maybe we need to stop doing this. So, uh, so let me let me read this post. Um, so from the- anyone who does want to hear spoilers, stop listening now. We're going to go in the spoiler section. Thank you for listening thus far. Go back right. to work. You've got an Excel spreadsheet to do. I know you do. Uh, and I just want to say, strictly speaking, what I'm about to read does not contain spoilers. It's a post from uh, someone affiliated with the show about spoilers. So, All right. That's a weird uh, qualification. Yeah. So actually, you could listen to this. But yeah, whatever. It, this is the spoiler <laughs> section. Yeah. So, um, Okay. So, this is a response by Greg Nations, who is the Lost Script Coordinator. Um, That means PA. So, according to the Season 2 DVD, which I watched recently, this guy, one of this guy's jobs is maintaining this Lost, like, encyclopedia, sort of, of, like, all the facts that have occurred, so that if they say, you know... Blah 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 happens. It those doesn't th- contradict. Yeah, those things are really important on shows. Yeah, so that's that's one of this guy's jobs. Anyway, I just wanted to say that so people get an idea of who this is. So so he he has a good idea about the what's going on on the show, and you know he's not he's not involved in writing it, but mm-hmm. he he knows what's happening and he's a behind the scenes guy. Anyway, okay. Um, uh, so someone asked him, uh, because, you know, we revealed in the last few episodes what, you know, who the first four episodes are going to be about, you know, what the centricity is. And so someone asked him on the fuselage, you know, why, uh, why isn't there another flashback? Why is this all this stuff about Claire and whatever like mm-hmm. uh son and jim like i thought you know this was going to be about the others blah blah blah. that was the setup okay okay just so what i'm about to say makes sense okay so here's what he said the question of the development of the others is really based on one thing what you guys think is going to happen in the first six episodes a good many of you has, have seen me lurking in the spoiler section so you know i'm reading the same thing you are let me tell you a little story. Once upon a time, spoilers were leaked on the net that included episode titles, writers, directors, shoot dates, and roles for upcoming episodes. Fans were very smart and perceptive, and they were able to guess, weeks in advance, what the episodes were about. 
Much like a cop show, we were able to work backwards and figure out where the leaked information originated. There's a service that helps distribute casting breakdown information. We realized the information leaked was the information released in breakdowns. So if we change the information in the breakdowns, maybe the foiler information would be leaked. And lo and behold, it was. So what do you think the moral of this story is? One guess could be that in three weeks, a lot of fans who think they know what's going to happen will find themselves lost. <laughs> well, to me, uh, I love it. I, I just love the show about a billion times more now. Um, but I'm pissed that he said that. I wish I wish that was something he said after the beginning of season three. Like, I mean, I guess a lot of people aren't going to... The people, well, the people who are reading spoilers and believe them are the people who are going to read that thing you just said. Right. And I really wish that's something that he wouldn't have said. I really wish, because it wouldn't have been so so cool, so much cooler if, if we're like, oh, God, we're going to deal with a Claire episode. And we go and we watch the beginning of season one and we're like, holy crap, this is another flashback. Or holy crap, this is, you know, something crazy. And what happened? The spoiler said this, the spoiler said that. And then maybe he comes out and says this information. Then we're like, wow, like they played us the whole time. Right. You know, and it's still somewhat impressive, but, you know, now it's sort of, we're, we're spoiled again, like, or, you know, because now the thing that we thought was true that we sh- shouldn't have known because it's a spoiler might not be true, and so we don't win either way. <laughs> All right, that's an interesting take. I want to point out, um, I want to point out a couple of things about this. Okay. First of all, he said foiler. <laughs> I just think that's interesting. You mean plural? What? What? You said he said spoiler? No, he said foiler with an F for fake spoiler. Oh, foiler. Yeah. I'm confused. I didn't know you said that word at all. Yeah, I tried to emphasize it, and he didn't even react, and I thought that was weird. Um when yeah. You, oh, sorry. Read it again with the foiler. I didn't. I didn't notice that you had. You said foiler. Okay. All right. Uh, oh, but he. But he. But okay. Are you basically saying the stuff that they created to for the leak is the foiler because it's a fake spoiler? Yeah. Oh, okay. He just. You're just saying he called it a foiler. Yeah. I'm just pointing out that he used this like put an F and so it means fake that. Yeah. I just thought that was. You know, because he's using it like we were using it. Oh, yeah. Oh, definitely. Well, it is a foiler. It's a fake spoiler. I know. Exactly. I just, I like that. So, are you saying you think he listens to the Lost Lowdown? I'm not saying I think he listens to the Lost Lowdown, but (laughs) let's just say... Mm, Let's just say, Greg, you have two Gs in your name, because I just looked you up. He does have two Gs. What that second G does, I'll never know. I think two G's means his name isn't Gregory. Oh. Who cares? I think his his, his name's just Greg. Like, not, but not who Gregory. cares? That's such a weird qualification. Okay. Yeah, but I think, I mean, like, anyway, yeah. Um, I mean, that's not the only thing it means, but I just think it indicates that. Anyway. Um, okay. So... So, 
what he's saying here, as we said, is that is that sometimes they they release fake spoiler information to these uh, to these casting uh, or whatever services. Uh, yeah. And uh, and so some of this stuff that we've been talking about may may not be true. And so I read this after I started to read other spoilers that were conflicting with the spoilers we've already given. Ah. So and it threw me for a loop. It was like episode blah 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 is going to be a blah 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 flashback, and I'm like, what? But wait a minute, and then and this character's coming back, and what? So, uh, so I, it, it was freaking me out, and then I and then I saw a post, and someone was like, "Did you hear what Greg Mason said about spoilers?" And uh, and I was like, "You know, no, I didn't." And so, uh, <laughs> so I had to go read it, and then once I read this, it just threw me for a loop. I was like, "Oh man, you know, I don't know what to believe now. Like, I've got all this conflicting information, and then he's saying some of this stuff's fake." And so it started make it started me thinking like, man, wow, maybe maybe I can have a clean slate and not read any more spoilers and not be spoiled on anything. Yeah, like maybe this can like save me from being spoiled because I'm starting to like not want to know. Like it's it's. I like, mean, that's so, a nice you know, service for our Lost Lowdown fans. I think to to be able to hear spoilers for those who like it. I don't particularly like spoil. I mean. I like little things like, you know, okay, episode one's going to be about Claire or something, or episode whatever, you know, the, t- you know, the t- like little things like that that don't really ruin the plot, I don't mind, but I don't really like big plot stuff, you know, I'm not a big plot spoiler, like, oh, Desmond's going to come and do something, I don't really like that stuff, so I mean, if you want, we can just not do spoilers, I'm sure people listen to us, <laughs> not for our exciting spoiler section. Yeah, uh... That's the thing. I have like I have a couple of new spoilers, but then again, I don't. Know. First of all, I don't know if they're real, and second of all, I feel bad about revealing them, especially one of them that like, if it's true, is just really crazy. Is this the thing about the numbers? Oh, oh, that's another can of worms. No, it's not. Well, it has nothing to do with the numbers. You could always say a spoiler, and then we can like decide, like guess if it's true or not. Like, oh, we don't. Nah, that sounds true. Oh no, that's not true. Uh, yeah, but I, I would like to hear these big things you're talking about simply because they seem so big. But is it, is it like? Uh... <laughs> I guess I want you to tell me without telling me. I know, I know. I'm gonna say, I'm gonna say. I just, I don't, I don't think I want to do those spoilers I have in mind. I can definitely talk about this numbers thing. Um, that stuff is webmay stuff. So you could call it a spoiler, but it's not a spoiler like this other stuff is. You mean you we found out something in the in the web in the loss experience that yeah. that's a big deal? Yeah. Like I wanna know what it is. To say the least. Like that Hanzo is Jack's dad or something. Something big like that? Yes. Whoa. <laughs> and is it supposed to be true, though? Like, Yeah, well, that's the question. The question is, how much of this is going to be used in the show? And I don't know the answer to that question. Um, it is officially sponsored. Um, 
So was the you Lost know, Diary. They true, but I will say they had you know they had Rachel Blake do that thing at Comic Con. Yeah, you know, and that was with the real creators. The Lost Diary, I could say, is just an ABC thing. Yeah, that's true. You know, they're actually participating in the in the in the online thing to some degree at least. So, so I'll say I don't. I mean, I don't know. But I'll say there's at least some evidence that it that it that it's true. Um, so so, but still, like this stuff, I, I just want to throw it out there, and you know, it's not stuff from the show. It's not stuff that's supposed to be on the show. It's just stuff that's come up in this in this lost experience. So you know. But that's not the numbers thing you want to talk about. It is the numbers thing. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, it's the numbers thing. Yeah, the numbers thing. Yeah, it's not a it's not a spoiler. So, uh, so there's this uh, there's this new orientation video that has been slowly. So this is the big thing you didn't want to say, but you're gonna say it. No, the bit. No, the thing I didn't want to say was spoilers about the episode. But you said there was two. There was a numbers thing that you 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 don't you're, you're okay with saying, and then there's a big thing you didn't want to say, like a yeah, big the, thing like a Jack's dad being Hanzo type big thing. Yeah. Oh well. So I just want to know which one are you saying? Actually, I'll say in terms of bigness, I guess it's not that big, but. It's as like, big as Kate being a mole. Yeah. Does it make me not like Saeed? I don't think it has nothing to do with Saeed. As long as it doesn't affect my relationship with Saeed, I think we're okay. Yeah. I mean, it's, you know, it's something from a lost experience. Do you feel better knowing it? Do you wish you didn't know it? You know, on some level, yes. Okay. Uh, then I don't think you should say it. Uh, on some level, I do wish I didn't know it. It was it was more fun not knowing. And and actually, on some level, I hope it's not true. See, oh, well, don't tell me that one. Okay, so let me just say this. I won't say. If any, if any fans want to hear that thing, Justin wants to talk about, email us at Lost Lowdown. Uh, lostlowdown at gmail.com and he'll tell you what it is uh, <laughs> if anybody wants to know. I don't want to know, so I don't want him to say it on podcast right now. So, Well, and I'll even tell you this. Pop over to YouTube and pull up the the new orientation video. Oh, go to YouTube, search for Lost Orientation Video. The yeah. new one, I guess. It, it features it. Alvar Hanzo himself and he reveals something that is if true is pretty big is it does does it have to do with like okay never mind i'm gonna go watch it (laughs) you're gonna watch well if you're gonna watch it why don't i just say it or would you rather watch it i'd rather watch it you mean yeah okay maybe you misinterpreted it I, I, it, it depresses me a little bit, I have to say. Is it because it's 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 a revelation that means it's not as good, it's not as good as you would like it to be? Like it's yeah. a crappy thing? Yeah, I mean, it's not that crappy, but it's just like, I wanted this to be more than that. 
You know, like I wanted it to be crazy. You know, it's sort of like the question mark. You know, they go to the question mark, and it's like this hatch. It's like, oh, that was kind of cool, but I wanted it to be more than that. You know, is it okay? But it's about the 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 show in general. Like, it's a big overall thing about the yeah. Is this Definitely. okay? Now, is this uh, the the Lost Experience Sri Lanka orientation video? Is that what I'm looking for? Yeah, that's the one. Okay, the sissy one. French fry catches middle work on camera in Sri Lanka while showing a nude. See, I gotta watch this. Like, I yeah, can't. that's and the second I, part. That's... The first part is the orientation video, and the second part is that behind the scenes, yeah. like weird this, thing. This says Act Three. What? This says this says the Lost Experience Act Three, so I don't know what Act One and Act Two is. What does that mean? God. I don't know. This is what it says. Um, anyway, so tell me the other thing that's that's a big deal, but not that big a deal. Uh oh boy, I don't even know what that I, is. I guess that's the numbers thing. No, the numbers thing. Well, the numbers thing has to do with this with this video. It's it's part of it. Oh. Okay, there was two things. There was a big thing you didn't want to tell me, and there was a numbers thing, which you you said you didn't mind saying. No, I think the numbers thing. I think the numbers thing is the big thing I didn't want to tell. We've me. got it on audio. I can rewind. I, no, well, maybe I said that, but I, I okay. but I think the numbers. I mean, I can't even think of a bigger revelation than the numbers thing. Um, or can I? Let me see. What else did he say? Now, is this orientation video, apparently there's... You you told me before they were releasing it in fragments. Yes, it's complete now. Okay, because I see 15 of 70 fragments, one of these. But this one is, I guess, the whole... Because this is a six-minute thing. You should get one that doesn't say, doesn't say any number of pieces because it's the whole thing. Okay. Um, but, of course, one warning. There is, there is a, one of those things they love to do in those videos where it kind of jumps out at a key moment. So, but that's uh, not like that's not a missing piece. That's just the way the video is. Oh yay! So, uh, yeah. Um, so, but it's both. It's six and a half minutes. Okay. What? I mean, is that how long it's supposed to be? Oh, I I don't know. It sounds reasonable. Uh, I mean, it's probably it. Dude, I don't know if I want to. I just sort of scanned through the video real quick. <laughs> And I just saw images, and I don't know if I want to watch it. Yeah, I, 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 I would tell you that on some level, I wish I hadn't watched it, um, because, well, yeah, for me, it's just it's not as good as a show, you know, and uh, I just, uh, eh, I like the stuff that I learned in there. I would rather learn in the show. God, you know, if they show that video in the show, then I'll say okay, whatever. But, um, but for now, it's yeah. I mean, I hate you know. I, I, really, I wish I hadn't told you about it. I wish he hadn't either, because now I'm in a conundrum. Because part of me wants to watch it, part of me wants to learn from your mistake and not watch it. Yeah, uh, but I really don't see how this can really tie into the show too much if they're releasing this. Th- like, like if this was in the middle of season three when they released this, I could say, okay, well maybe they're gonna tie it in or something. 
But, you know, several weeks before Season 3 starts, they, they have this big thing come out. Like, and I know the beginning of the episodes, there's, well, shouldn't be about this thing, right? Here's a question. Does watching this video tie together any big theories or any big plot developments from Season 1 and 2? Like, can you say, oh, okay, now that I watched this video, this is why this happened, and this is what the failsafe was, or this is what uh this the the numbers were about with the hatch and i mean does it answer questions like that or is it more backstory type this is what dharma was doing on the island and this is what blah 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 um it's more of the second thing uh-huh but it does answer a question or two can you tell me what question it answers and then i can decide um, if i want to know the answer to that question <laughs> uh, what's the big biggest question it answers probably the biggest question it answers is what do the numbers mean oh god that's a big question I know like like the, the, does it tell you where they came from the, does knowing what they mean sort of tell you where they came from too knowing what they mean ties in with where they came from it tells you it tells you both where they came from and what they mean and why they why they were being transmitted why they were on the hatch why blah 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 so basically i can watch this video and never watch the show again pretty much why bother <laughs> why bother, bother watching the show and that's the thing i can't because the creators told us we'll never find out what the numbers are about and now we get this video that tells us. Yeah, it's depressing to me. Um, <sighs> I like I, well, the only thing I'm hanging on to right now is believing it's not true. God, and, and it's not even a compelling reason, right? Like, it, I think, I, like realistically speaking, it's not awful. But like, just like, like I said, just like the question mark. I want, I want more. I want more than that. Well. Another thing, I could see this maybe being, not to burst your bubble, because I hope for your sake it's not true, too. Especially for my sake, because I might watch it. But I'm thinking that since, because you said before, that we're not going to be dealing with the others after the first part of season three. So You know what? And and let me add to that. Uh, it could have been a foiler. The, the, uh, the, uh, the creators are just contradicting themselves left and right. They oh, say, really? They say one thing one week, and then the next week they say something else. I've seen several quotes that say this season will be all about the others. <laughs> and, and like, exploring it's them. It's all and, others all the time. Yeah, like, if, back then they were like, yeah, there'll just be a little others at the beginning and then other stuff. And now they're saying, this is the season of the others. And, and, and you know, a while ago they were all like, oh, it's going to be all about romance and relationships. And, and now I, I hear them saying, no, it's going to be all about action adventure. It's just going to be like they're going to <laughs> they be exploring. They just say, it's just like when J.J. said season two finale was the best season, best season finale ever written. They just say what anybody will print in a, in a newspaper or a magazine or online. Like, they just want a quote, and they just want somebody to go, ooh, yay, it's going to be all about romance. Ooh, yeah. yay, it's going to be all action-adventure. And they'll just say, apparently, whatever. Like, who cares? Yeah, that's the thing. It's been it's been wildly inconsistent. And so, at this point, I don't know what to believe. I mean, I think the first, the first six episodes are clearly going to deal with the others specifically. Um, 
you know, but like, will they stop after that? I don't know. Some 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 sources say yes, and some say no. So I mean, I could see them wrapping up. I mean, I think it's hard to wrap up the others in six episodes, but they could do it. And then, because with that break, I feel like, I feel like you you don't want a a break in the middle of a cliffhanger. Like, well, I guess you want a cliffhanger, but. It doesn't oh, seem, they'll have a cliffhanger. Yeah, but it just seems like you would want to wrap some wrap up a, the big thing and then start on something fresh in, with the second part of season three. You know, since you've got such a big break, so I could see them wrapping up the others. But but the the big cliffhanger and the big thing about the others, it, it ties into what's really going on on the island, and then the show focuses more on the history of the island and the big statue and the right all the other stuff and. Yeah, and it's supposed to be about that too. Um, so we'll we'll see how they juggle all that. Yeah, it's uh, gonna be about everything. Yeah, they they just I don't I don't know if they know what they're gonna do, but uh, well. So do you have any spoilers you actually want to tell us? Uh, I don't know. I guess not. Well, oh man, <laughs> worst spoiler section ever. <laughs> can I? Can I? Uh, should I just give a spoiler just to have something to say? No, I mean, if you got some spoilers, say it. If not, you know. I think episode one, as opposed to being Kate-centric, is going to be Jack-centric. Oh, no, that just rocked my world. It burst my bubble. Yeah, Tale of Two Cities. And episode two, that was supposed to be Claire-centric, may be Locke-centric. Further instruction? Yeah. Ooh, that makes more sense. It might be Locke-centric. But that's it might be once again it's conflicting sources. Um episode three that's supposed to be sun centric is still supposed to be sun centric, so um, sorry. Can't get out of that one. Uh yeah. Episode four that was supposed to be Desmond centric is now possibly Sawyer centric. So uh They're the same person anyway. So um okay, and one new spoiler, episode five might be echocentric. These are really crappy spoilers. Yeah, I know. I'm, I'm, like... trying to give, I'm trying to give crappy spoilers because, yeah. I mean, I it's like, it's like uh, episode five is going to be on Wednesday night. Um, yeah, I know. Episode six is going to be eight o'clock. Uh, it's just like... Oh, okay, okay. Here's... So, and, and the Echocentric episode is supposed to be called The Cost of Living. So, yeah, anyway. I mean, that's about all I was giving away An before. An Echo, well, I guess, I guess we said it before, but I guess Echo's not dead. Well, yeah, if this really is an Echo Flash, I mean, we, you know, we just don't, we don't really know that that's true yet. But yeah, no, I don't think he's dead. I don't think he's dead. You can't have a flashback unless the person is in there in real life because they got to be thinking of the flashback in order to have the flashback. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I agree. I agree. What, what I'm saying is there's a chance that that's not really his flashback episode. Oh. Uh, in which case, you know, he wouldn't have to be. But I think, I think he's going to live um, simply because. Well, he's got to finish the church. Yeah. <laughs> maybe maybe Michael can make a raft out of the church. Oh, he already left. Yeah. Maybe Jen will make a raft out of the church. Jen and Charlie. He, he's gonna, they're going to start again? Oh, yeah, God. third time's a charm. 
Yeah, wow. That was it was such a smashing success the yeah. other two times. I know they blew up our raft, the second raft, but we saved this and we saved this and we salvaged <laughs> that. It all just washed up on shore. Oh god. <laughs> oh oh man. god. Man, okay, for so we're done, right, with the spoiler section? Yeah, sorry the spoilers <laughs> sucked, guys. This is but... the worst section ever. <laughs> But let's just, I just don't, I don't want to know spoilers and So anymore. basically, this is the end of the, the Lost Lowdown spoilers. Yeah, I think actually. we're done with spoilers. I mean, I think all I'll do in the future, you know, once the show comes on, I'll do what I used to do. I'll listen to the official podcast and, like, stuff like that. I'm willing yeah. to throw out. Because they, they just throw out these little things. They, you know, it's, nah, it's nah, never, nah, it's never like a big dun, thing. So, dun, dun, dun. I mean, I think that's. That's what the spoiler section will be in the future, but, like, yeah, this whole thing of, like, reading off, like, blah, 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 I, yeah, I gotta stop That's that. the, That's... uh, I was singing the, uh, the funeral song. Oh, that was the funeral it's, song? It's, yeah. It's the death of the, uh, the death of the spoiler section. Oh, God. Spoiler section was a section of few words, and yes. so in that spirit, I say bye to you, spoiler well, section. Well, I was just gonna say, uh... So, because we're we're signing off, and um, there's not much else to say, right? So, I'm just gonna let the audience know that um, we will be doing one more podcast, at least one more podcast before season three starts. It's gonna be our season three uh, gear up podcast. From gearing up for season three. Where we will hopefully sort of recap big events in season two, and uh, and get us ready for season three, which is October fourth, right? Uh, yes. October fourth, be there, uh, or well, be there because it's going to be good. Yeah, you just have to be there. You just got to be there, even if you're working. We're all going to be there. Oh shit. I, I know. I, I knew I had something else to say. No, oh, jeez. One more thing. Regarding the mural. Ah, um, that was what it was. You had something to talk about the mural. Yeah, yeah. This this I can say. <laughs> this is a spoiler. Sort of. Um, It's a spoiler in the sense that... Yeah, it's a spoiler. Uh, so, in... And now this... I gotta wonder if I want to hear this. Well, it's on the season two DVD, so I'll hear it then. You know, this isn't like Secret Agent Man says blah blah blah. You know, um, so uh, yeah, on the season two DVD bonus disc, there's um, there's a segment. I think, I think it's in phase one, but whatever. Don't hold me to that. Um, there's the three phases and whatever. You'll you'll see. Um, called. I think it's called Secrets of the Hatch. And uh, not very aptly named. But uh, basically they just talk about the hatch, the design of the hatch, what the hatch was originally going to be, which was something very different, um, you know, and uh, and what it turned into and what blah, 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 you know. Um, but they, uh, they specifically mentioned the mural. And... Uh, Apparently, the guy who painted the mural is uh, Jack Bender, who uh, he's uh, he's directed a bunch of the episodes. Mm -hmm. um, you know, uh, you'll see his name from time to time. 
and uh, I guess he paints in his spare time. So he he painted the mural, and um, based on based on what was said about the mural um, by him and by someone else, uh, the mural was supposed to be painted by Desmond, and uh, hmm. and. He he said that basically he did it to sort of reflect Desmond's like mind state being sort of stuck there for you know however long he was there and not being able to sleep and sort of losing his mind and and you know the numbers are there because he's inputting them all the time and you know basically uh, it was just supposed to reflect like Desmond's like crazy mind or whatever but. The idea was that that was Desmond's painting. You know, so I considered that a, a revelation as far as the the mural goes. I, uh, I it just dawned on me. I don't think I've said this before, but the boat that's on the mural must have been Rosinski's boat. Oh, well, I guess Desmond's boat. That's what I meant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Rosinski wasn't even around. I meant well. I meant Kelvin when I said Rosinski, and right. then I really meant Desmond because it was his boat. Originally, and then Calvin was going to fix it and leave. But... Yeah, but it was, yeah. Des- so that boat was Desmond's boat. That's what got him on the island. Yeah. Um... And and so, like, Desmond didn't know shit about prophecies and all. So I don't think that's going to predict anything. Yeah. I think it I was still just... think I still think it's weird to have the, the two figures on there. I don't really understand what that's about. Um, but... Yeah, I don't either... Um, I don't either. They didn't explain everything. Like, they pointed out a few things, but they didn't explain, like, they, 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 they actually zoom in on a few parts and say, this part means this, and this part means that. And... <laughs> oh, that's funny. I just pictured it in my head. It seemed really weird. Yeah. So, uh, so whenever you, uh, or a member of the audience gets your copy of season two DVD, you can see what I'm talking. I mean, I'm not well, saying it verbatim. Maybe, but maybe it's like a foiler. Maybe it's like a, it's a, it's a bonus material. Oh God. Why is it fake bonus? <laughs> Cause it's, I don't know. I guess it's real bonus, but it's in it. You know, maybe they just like, maybe they're just saying that, but then it actually is going to come to something. Yeah, all right. Well, you could cling to that, but I think... Uh... Well, in regard, regardless, whether or not he wrote that, I mean, obviously, I'll take his word for it that he wrote that with Desmond's mind, you know, it's supposed to be Desmond. It doesn't mean the writers of the show have to use that, you know what I mean, as their reasons for why it's there. You're right. You're right. Um... But I'm just saying, you know, if people, if people who are involved in the show saying this is what the mural was supposed to mean, the writers don't have to use it that way, but it's yeah. at least like, it's at least an indication of who, who well, painted it and why they painted it. Did he mention why that mural looks like the stuff that Claire's boyfriend was, was painting? Uh, no, he didn't, but someone asked that. I think Greg Nations answered this, too. Is it basically that, the guy, same guy did him? Yeah, he, he, he's a painter, so he just he did the he He's did just the got painting. that one style. Yeah, he's just got a style he likes, and, you know. I mean, they were, they were spaced fairly far apart where we saw, you know, the two. So mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't know that he thought when he was doing that one, like, it was probably like a year later if he was like, oh man, that other painting I did was too much like this, you know? 
I, he, I, he well, might if not he knew he was doing his style, he should have known that. Yeah, he should have. You're right. But, uh, yeah, no, he said, yeah, basically, he, he just, he's the guy who does the paintings, so, uh, so the stuff looks like his. So, uh, yeah, so anyway, um, uh, I'm going to stick to, based on that, I'm going to use that as further evidence to stick to the idea that the mural is not going to sort of predict anything. I mean, we've got Walt exiting the island anyway. Um, so, I mean, on a whatever, boat. whatever, on a boat, okay, is that part of the prophecy? <laughs> there would be a and child, the chosen one, and the chosen one will boat. leave on a boat, and never to be seen again, what a prophecy. Oh, you know what I also learned? You know, you keep um, bringing up things you've learned at the end of the podcast when... Sorry. Everyone wants to go to sleep. I just I just forgot. I also learned that originally Vincent was going to be on the boat with Walt and Michael. And why wasn't he? Like, he was just going to, like, come out and get on, and be on the boat with them. And they edited, edited it specifically to not show Vincent. So that I guess so, Vincent could still be on the island for because some he's smoky. Yeah, but he was supposed to be on the boat, so you know. I mean, at some point they were going to yeah, have him on the they boat. They were like, they were like, okay, yeah, we'll put Vincent on the boat. Oh, we can't put him on the boat. He's smoky. Wouldn't they have thought of that earlier? <laughs> Uh, I don't know, man. I don't know. But well, remember, you wonder... you're sticking to sometimes, right? Yeah. So, so you gotta wonder why they would care that much to not have Vincent. I mean, damn, I'm tired of that dog, man. I know that's the thing, but he's he's not gone. Um, so he's mm. he's he's probably gonna be back. Mm, uh, I don't because they see. they left the door open. But like a lot of people, I mean, I even wondered in that podcast, like. Why Walt didn't even care about Vincent or whatever. But Vincent was actually on the boat with them. Um, you just don't see him because of the way they edited it. Maybe that's why Walt was hiding down there by himself because he was hanging out with Vincent. <laughs> oh, God. He's, I, gotta, I can't wait to see that scene again. He's just, Michael David Kelly's just waiting for his cue. Michael, Malcolm, sorry. He's just waiting for his cue. I think they cut to him too early. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was they, really weird. I think they edited it a little weird, and so like, because if they would have shaved a couple seconds, it would have been like he just pops out. But he's just like hanging out. Oh, I hear my daddy's voice, but I'm not gonna move a muscle. No, I won't. <laughs> yeah, and then he crawls. It it just seemed weird. I, I now, it seemed like he just appeared there. I, I don't know. Why was why was why was uh what's his name? Vincent with Walt anyway. Like, how did Vincent get to Walt? I don't know. Like, they didn't explain that. Like, basically, it's just like a behind the scenes. And they're like, yeah, we're shooting the scene where Michael, Walt, and Vincent sail away. And they don't explain how Vincent was supposed to have ended up there. Maybe they realized it was a big, like, big sort of continuity thing. Because, like, Vincent shouldn't have been around. Like, I had a picture of Vincent just, like, running out of the woods. <laughs> yeah, right. You know? sailing, and then, like, the boat's leaving the dock, and Vincent jumps in slow motion just yeah. in time <laughs> to reach it. Oh, and Walt's, like, waiting with open arms. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then Michael, Michael's me. like, now we can go home. Yeah. Now we can go home. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Uh, or, or Walt turns. 
Vincent jumps in Walt's arms and Walt turns around to Michael, hit it, daddy! And like, <laughs> thrust up the throttle and like, oh god. Away. Oh god. Hit it, daddy! And it's poignant because he calls him dad. Because he calls him dad, oh. even though he did that anyway. Yeah. Yeah, well. Wow. Yeah, he never didn't call him dad. He was not even. Not You're not my trouble. daddy, especially when I call you daddy. Yeah. Oh, except that, that one scene. I oh, love that God. scene when, like, they're at the hotel room. It's the flashback. And yeah. Walt, Walt's, like, <laughs> watching TV. And Michael's, like, well, turn it down. And he cuts it out. <laughs> I know. And he's, like, I said turn it down. And and then he's, like, fine, I won't watch TV. I'll just storm out the room. And he grabs yeah. it and walks away. <laughs> and I just love when the, like, Michael's dragging him back to the room, and this guy comes out. Hey, what's going on? <laughs> yeah. Nobody would have done that in real life. Come on. I At least know. in America, people don't care. Like, I've seen those, like, it was like a hidden camera show where, like, they had, like, oh, no, it was like a, some sort of show with police officers and about kidnappings, and, like, they would, they would have little kids standing out in public and have, like, some man come and take them. And the kid's saying, help, help, this isn't my daddy, this isn't my daddy. And none of the people around do anything. Wow. Yeah, like, the kids are saying, I don't know this man, this isn't my daddy. And the people, I mean, some people stop and look, but they don't actually do anything. And yeah. they were, you know, they were making a point about kidnappings, you know. Right. So it, it just maybe people in Australia are, are kind, but uh, and, and yeah, it was a hotel though, so you know. But that's the thing, I, like to come out of your hotel to hear what's going on. Like, I mean, I I wouldn't do that to go. Like, I, I some, wouldn't do some that quick, I mean, if it was a long time, maybe, but it was pretty quick when he came out there, especially after watching Derailed. <laughs> I don't know what that means. <laughs> Oh, because if you open your door, someone might come in and pretend to rape a woman who's just <laughs> <laughs> pretending to like you so that... Oh, God. So oh, God. I don't know what your point is, but... But I they agree. really do, and then you have to take revenge on their, when they end up in prison later. And Yeah, I don't either. Never mind. I don't okay. know what It was a good movie, about. though. I'm half delirious. Uh, yeah, it was good if you like... You're half delirious and all crazy. Yeah. Oh... Yeah, so uh, I think I think I'm actually done now. Wow, um, folks, he's actually done gabbing. Look at that. Sorry, gabbing I just had to. Oh, I had to get those things out. Uh, they were well. Just... You took our four-hour podcast to five hours. Oh man, maybe you can Sorry. edit it down. There was a lot in there we can edit out. Well, uh, yeah. Well, I've got uh, yeah, I've got one edit to make at least. Um, <laughs> so. Was that uh, when I disagreed with you? <laughs> yeah, yeah, that part's got to go. <laughs> that part's coming out. Uh, <laughs> yes. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> yeah, so I think, uh, I think Daniel's crazy. I think Daniel crazy, too. <laughs> Thank you. I'm glad you agree. <laughs> uh, you know, the funny thing is that you just did that, um... Because that was ridiculous. Um, <laughs> but I got what you meant, and it's funny. Thank you and namaste. <laughs> what? No. Um, cool. We're done. Um, Wait, what do you, what do you say? What do, I don't understand your last sentence. I said thank you and namaste. No, 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 no. The sentence before that. Oh. 
I was saying I was laughing because you just you just reenacted you cutting together me agreeing with you. Uh, and then that was that was funny, and I just can't believe you did that. Oh, okay. Uh, okay. I thought I thought there was something more to that. Um, no, that's it. I thought I caught something deeper because I barely understood what you were saying. That's why. I, oh, never mind. Oh. Okay. okay. Never mind. I won't explain it any further. But please, um, please, please. Uh, we gotta. Yeah, we got. We have other, to. Any other sit. quick comments about anything generally, like in terms of uh, anything? Uh, season three is coming soon. Season two DVDs out. There's a lot of stuff on there. You should watch it. Uh, oh, we should uh, thank uh. DJ Mr. Monkey MD. Cause he, oh, yeah, the winner. Woo! He's, he's not only a DJ, he's not only an MD, he's a monkey. And a man. Um, well, he's a male monkey, at least. Um, right? Could you call him? Yeah, I guess so. I've never known mon- monkeys to go by Mr., but... Uh... Uh, Michael Jackson had a monkey, Mr. Bubbles. Oh, yeah, you're right. Good point. Yeah, it, it wasn't Mr. Bubbles. So, yeah, I just convinced you. Isn't that cool? No, I I was kidding. I oh. know it wasn't Mr. Bubbles. Oh. We'll see how. What I am know. I stupid? Well, Jeez. you're gullible though. Yeah, I am gullible. You're right. I could I could have believed that, but I didn't. Anyway, uh, edit that out to make it seem funnier, please. Okay, sorry. Trim, trim that up. Um, <laughs> I think there's some humor in there we that editing can bring out. Yeah. yeah. Um, but anyway, congrats. Uh, he he won the first uh, Lost Lowdown Trivia Contest Sweepstakes Giveaway. First. I'm glad you said first. <laughs> oh, that implies there will be more. I know. I almost said first and last, but um, there might be more. So. so I think that's it. Uh, thank you and namaste. Namaste and good luck.